AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Drink Champs, a production of The Black Effect and iHeartRadio. And it's Drink Champs, motherfucking podcast. Make some noise! He's a legendary Queens rapper. Hey, hey, Segway, this is your boy N-O-R-E. He's a Miami hip-hop pioneer. What up is DJ EFN? Together, they drink it up with some of the biggest players. You know what I mean? In the most professional, unprofessional podcast and your number one source for drunk facts. This Drink Champs motherfucking podcast. Where every day is New Year's Eve. It's time for Drink Champs. Drink up, motherfucker. What it good be? Hope you what it should be. This is your boy N O R E. What up? It's DJ E F N. This is Military Crazy Raw Radio. Drink Chaps Yappy Hour. Come on. Make some noise! <laughs> now, approaching the Christmas time, it's so important, you know, for people of our community to know about finances, to right. know about what to do, to know. And in this day and time, you know, we usually. You know, uh, give these rappers these intros. What I want to do right now, I wanna, I want you guys to break it down. Uh, um, say, say your name, what you do, and then break it down so the fans just know from off top. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I appreciate it. So, yes. Rashad, one half of Earn Your Leisure. Yes, sir. Uh, Earn Your Leisure media platform started four years ago. Mm. We talk about financial literacy, business empowerment. Um, you know, we've created a, a podcast network. Mm-hmm. We do live events. We just did MSG. That was crazy. Yep. So um, pretty much, I guess the best way to describe it is a platform and a movement right. for people that are interested in learning, educating right. themselves, and, and really getting to, to really learning about money from the, you know, the real root of it. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm Troy, the other half of Earn Your Leisure. Right. Uh, like you said, financial literacy platform. It's really about teaching sustainable wealth. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people talk about generational wealth, but they never tell you once you get the money, what you do with it. Right. And so we see that in a lot of industries. We see in athletes and entertainments, they get the money and then they blow it. Right. And so our job is just educate people, kick down doors, 
show different avenues, you know what I'm saying, so we can maintain the money for generations to come. Yeah. I'm 19 Keys, uh, the courteous top thought leader. You understand me? I got a show called High Level Conversations, the number one intellectual show mm. in the world. Mm. Uh, also have a program called BWO, where we teach people mental, physical, financial fitness. Wow. You understand me? Just re-engineering the mind, wow. knowing yourself, knowing who you are. You understand me? And at the same time, knowing how to not only invest in knowledge yourself, but how to invest in your communities. You understand me? We got a program called Oasis. And it's more so when we have an investment group where we get to come together and think about how to reimagine black America. So, you know, as a young God, I'm just here to give some knowledge. Got to tell me to North that, baby. So I just see that y'all, y'all interview, I, everyone knows the controversy, right? Knows, we, can't, we can't avoid it, right? Everyone knows the controversy that we had Ye on here, and Ye said he was a billionaire, right? We, we respected that, we rooted for that, but then, um, we had these reports of Adidas saying that they froze his accounts and stuff like that. But then I see you guys. You guys interviewed the, I don't want to say the real black <laughs> being there. So I don't want to seem like I'm taking a shot. There's a couple of but, them. But, but, but how, how, how is that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and then, and then I guess it's a two-part question because it's like, when Ye was saying he was a billionaire, did you, did you, you guys are being financial back, did you know that, that he wasn't or he was well, worth me, it? Can I just say, I'm just wondering. It's so crazy that you asked that question because I was with them in L.A. Uh -huh. All three of us was in L.A. Uh -huh. the day before Adidas dropped them. Uh -huh. And I was saying that I have a strong suspicion because, you know, people don't understand what net worth means. Okay. Right. You see the Forbes, if they see, okay, you're worth $2 billion, they think you actually have $2 billion of right. money. Right. Like, right. like you like, what's that cartoon when dude was swimming in the sh uh, uh, Duck, um, um, Duck. Uh, Scoo 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 Duck. Duck. Yeah. Yeah. Ducktails. Okay. They think you like I would never think Ducktails would come up in here. <laughs> 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 you got it correlated. But really how it works is like all of your assets. Right. right? So I had a strong feeling, just, I don't know Kanye, but just from observing him, that most of his assets was in that company. Yeezy. Right. Like, right. I didn't feel like he had a lot of money in stocks. We know he had $150 million in, in cash because right. kicked him out of and Chase. that was liquid. That's, that's liquid. That's right. liquid. Right. And then he got some real estate and stuff like that. So I was just saying, like, I think probably 90% of his money was in Yeezy. Right. It just so happened that I was right. Like, a large... So when they dropped him, now you have no more Yeezy brand. Only right. thing you have left is your bank account, some real estate. So that's how that $400 million comes into play. So if you look at it, he probably got a couple of homes. I think he got the ranch in Wyoming. He owns like 5% of Skims. Mm -hmm. And he got $150 million in cash. That would equal around $400 million. So you're like, okay, well, was he ever really a billion? <laughs> yeah, still a lot of money. Still a lot of money. But it's like, when you look at it, it's like, nah, he, he never really had $2 billion in cash. That's right. in the company. Right. And then when he no longer has the company, now you lose everything. So it's like a car. Like if you have no money to your name at all, right? right. And then you got a, a Maybach, right? Let's say that Maybach is $300,000, right? Now you're worth $300,000. Because right. you can sell that for, if somebody's going to buy it. But let's say that that car burns up, you don't have insurance, now you're worth nothing. Right. So that's yeah. how you kind of kind of look at it as far yeah. as like, so when a lot of these guys, most of their wealth is in their company. Right. So that's what happened with Yeezy. And when they, you know, when they took that away, then, you know, he didn't yeah. have a company. But he still yeah. was a billionaire. Yeah. Right? He, he was, was a billionaire. Yeah. And then it's based on projected yeah. wealth as well. Most yeah. of wealth in America is an illusion. Most of wealth in the world is an illusion. It's right. based on evaluation. Right. You understand me? You see a, a, a nerd white boy throw out an idea, get an evaluation for a billion dollars in a company versus somebody that's in a culture mm -hmm. that is one of the most influential people in the world. If right. their idea is worth a billion, how is not his presence, influence, catalog, and intellectual property? Right. I think the, the, the idea of billionaires 
and things of that nature is that we never controlled the evaluations, okay. right? Like how much is Jay-Z's catalog or Beyonce's catalog or how much is Kanye's catalog worth? Right. Now I know he don't own full mastery of it, but he's right. getting it over time. Right. But that's sort of the question because we've never learned how to truly evaluate ourselves, mm -hmm. right? I would say the things that he has in his intellectual property is worth a billion, right? right? Because when he went to Adidas with that, he was making them one to two billion dollars per year. Right. So they lost more money than Kanye West did, but it's not framed that way because we don't control the media. So therefore, the narratives about our evaluations is not put out there correctly. Right. Right. It's a why, Just think about it. How come nobody in the culture has surpassed one billion dollars? How come there's no two, three, four, five, ten right. billion right. dollars? Like right now, they just announced Puff and they announced Jay. But, 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 you know, but you know why? But you know why to piggyback off that? On Troy go too. Yeah. Uh -huh. Remember Blow when um when Bro was in jail? Yes. And and. He was Johnny, selling uh, Derek, Johnny Depp. Derek for real. Derek for real. George Young. George Young. George Young. Boy, that was Boston George, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boston George. So, yeah. if you remember, he used to sell weed at first. Right. When he got locked up, the dude from Columbia was like, "You, you hustling the wrong product." Yeah, put yeah. it on tequila. <laughs> <laughs> so you hustling the wrong product. Right, right. So, we hustling the wrong product too. Right. If you look at our billionaires, and no disrespect, but right. it's through entertainment spirits. Right. Different things of that nature. Right. So this is why it's like I was talking to Timberland. He like they say Jay Z is a billionaire, but to me he's he's worth sixty billion. Right. Like look at the level of excellence that he had to reach to get to right. one billion. Right. When they got a dude like Sam Bickman Freud, y'all heard like he worth twenty eight billion. Nobody even knew who he was yeah, right. because it's technology. Who, who the guy you just interviewed? Who's no, 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 that's Robert Smith. But what I'm saying is, oh word, nah, nah, nah. We don't want to confuse them. two separate things. They got people that's worth thirty billion dollars that you never heard of. Right, technology, right, crypto, different things. This is this is the this is what we need to get more into because mm -hmm. it's like you can only go so far as the ceiling. Like he said, Oprah been worth 1.5 billion for 10 years. 10 years. How is that even right. possible? Yeah. How is everybody worth 1 billion? Tyler yeah. Perry, Diddy, Jay Z, Kanye West, every single yeah. person only worth. And all of them probably got more, but don't want to announce it. But that's a part. That's part of it too, right? So because, in order in, in yeah. order to have the valuation, you got to cooperate. Right. And so we interviewed Don Peoples, who's one of the wealthiest black men in real estate in the history of America. He stopped cooperating with them. So you don't really know how much he's worth. And right. if you go to other countries, they don't cooperate as either. And so right. when we look at guys like Elon Musk, and we're like, yo, that's the, he's actually number two now. Right. Renault just passed him. But what do you mean by cooperate? Just cooperate, no, you have no, to um, tell him what you're doing to see where your, your assets are, right? right? So if you don't know my assets, how can you evaluate them? Right, right. Right. But a lot of times, we, we forget that part. And so like when we when we talk about wealth, and we look at like a guy like Elon, right. and what Shai is saying is correct, a lot of the money's tied into the company. And so when we see Tesla at $300, uh -huh. right? Yeah, he's the wealthiest man in the world, uh -huh. right? But when Tesla's stock drops, you see his wealth drop as well. Mm -hmm. right. So now he's down, at, I mean, it sounds crazy, but he's down like 180 billion. But that's not 330 billion that he was about right. six months right. ago. No, no, he, he and so it. it's tied to it. But the other part is the, the valuation. Mm -hmm. And so most people forget that part. It was like how much your company is worth. He's so, great though, him, him right yeah. here. But <laughs> also, well, yeah, an yeah. evaluation yeah. sometimes is just somebody with a lot of money exactly. telling you what something is worth. Exactly, and so that, right. that scale, is dictated by somebody else. And so if you have a tech company, they may say right. like, oh, you have certain components. How much money have you generated? Oh, you generated 20 million? Right. That multiple can be 5X. And so you had a $20 million company, but they evaluated it at a 5X multiple. That company's now worth 100 million. And so that's how you get these evaluations, like 100 million, 500, a billion dollar company, like we saw with Face Clan. Face Clan is a media company that started in gaming, right? They generated right. $50 million, but they had so many different assets under the umbrella right. that when the company wanted to purchase it, they said, yo, we're going to give them a 20X multiple. So when you do the 50 million times the 20 
X multiple, that's how you get a billion dollar valuation. That's wow. a fact. And that's how you could actually get that billion in liquid. You have to you have to make it hit what, that quarter. Well, right? It's not going to be liquid yet. Well, no. so you take it. So now you take the company public to the stock market. There you go. That's the next part. So it's levels. Like you know what I'm saying. So it's like now you realize we talk about stocks, right? And I know yeah. F. I know you tapped in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Four thousand and crypto. He told me about crypto. Oh yeah. So so long ago. Four thousand stocks on the money. stock market. Right. Out of four thousand stocks on the stock market, how many think companies? Black, companies. Yeah. Right. Four thousand companies. Yeah. How many right. think it's black owned? Out of 4,000? Out of 4,000. said 500? Zero? <laughs> 500 of them? What's your guess? Damn, I don't know. <laughs> what's your, what's your guess? I want to say at least 20% of them. 12. 20%? 12%. 20%. 20%. 20%. 20%. 20%. 20%. 20%. 20%. Well, we be doing this. Yeah, this is looking like a lot different. Just, just think about that, right? <laughs> like 12. Saludos, fellas. Shout out to the. We, we celebrate, y'all. Yeah. We celebrate, y'all. Keep breaking that down. Keep breaking that. You got a sip or it don't count. Only, only drink champagne out of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of plastic yeah, cups. Yeah, that's, 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 a twenty billion dollar valuation. Mm. Now you can have five billion dollars in stocks or a hundred million dollars in stocks. Like this is the game that's being played. Where it's like, like I said, going back to the Boston George alley, A lot of times we just playing the wrong game. Mm-hmm. We're not thinking big enough. Let me ask you. Uh, obviously, we can't name this company, but at one point, this company was coming to us trying to buy us out, and they were offering us a whole bunch of liquid, but then they was offering us so much in stocks. And we were just like, what if this company belly up? Mm-hmm. Like, we'll never make what we're actually worth. Was we supposed to do that? Was we supposed to say, yo, let's, let's, let's invest in the stocks? The stocks and, more. And remember what, what the CEO said? He said, uh, take a chance with me. I'm going to take a chance on you. I'm like, I'm not taking a chance. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say the name so bad. I think I know the name. We're getting a little bit more. I don't know you like that, bro. We're getting a little bit more. I think I know the name, and based on the timing of it, especially like since the market has pulled back, right. at the time it might not have been a great idea, but y'all got to look at the algorithm, evaluate. Do y'all believe in the company? Right. right? Especially that now that you're a part of it, what right. does that do to the value of the company? Right. And not just this year, but let's say 10 years down the road, right? If you're talking about from a media standpoint, if everything's going streaming and this company is leading in that space, right, where does that stock go, right? Because right. let's say you got the deal and they said, all right, well, you're gonna, we're going to give you stock options at $45, right? But in right. 10 years, that $45 stock option turns into $90. Right. Now you just... Then we win. 100% on, right. each, on each share. But it's you, possible. You, you know, but it's also you, possible it doesn't go. Yeah, it's possible exactly. that this app was just strategy, a. Yeah. These people were just a fad. You know, you know the story. You know the story of vitamin water. Oh, fifty's part of vitamin yeah. water. Not really, but break it down. Everybody knows fifty made a bunch of money on vitamin water, right? right. right. What nobody knows is that he invested. Not even that. Okay. Vitamin water. They they from Queens. Oh yeah, yeah. The, I, did, I did. I did hear this. The guys from Queens. Okay. So originally, like they starting the company, they don't really have enough money to really like you know so to offer these celebrities like contracts, but they know that celebrities is a way to kind of grow the brand. Right. So, and I don't want to get the numbers wrong. I don't want to offend anybody, but yeah. they went to a few people at first. One of the people being Ron Artest. They offered Ron Artest the same deal they offered 50 Cent. Ron Artest wanted a couple hundred thousand dollars in cash. They didn't have a couple hundred thousand dollars in cash. They said, look, we can't pay you a couple hundred thousand dollars in cash, but we can give you equity. Ron Artest ain't understand it. He ain't believe in it and passed on it. 50 Cent came, took the same deal, but took equity. Fast forward 18 months later, 
Coca Cola went and bought it. Coca Cola went Wow. Yeah, we haven't truly learned how to leverage and really get into the idea of equity enough in our culture because we want to have 100% ownership instead of a percentage of something that can 10x 100%, right. right? And so the difference is, it's like if I build a company and I'm like, all right, by myself, I can get it to do, let's say, a million dollars a year, mm. right? Mm. But let's say if I give away 50% of it, I can get it to do $10 million a year. You understand me? So what would be a no, better thing? No, no, I don't thing? understand. I don't understand. Say if that again. I own 100% okay. of a company that's oh, making oh, you said a million away dollars that a year. Oh, okay. I thought you meant get away money. But I give away 50% of the, the equity in it to okay. a partner. Yeah. Let's say Troy, Rashad, you yeah. all, y'all right. a group. I say, y'all going to help me market. Y'all going to help me with the branding. So y'all help me with distribution, okay. production, right. the whole nine. Right. So instead of me just owning 100% of a million dollars, I own 50% of $10 million. So we haven't learned how to build something and then leverage the equity of it. You understand me? By owning a percentage of it right. because we haven't historically had nothing we think right. we need all of it mm -hmm. right, right to feel like owners instead of right. learning the actual science of business right right most people they build a company and their whole idea is how can i give away a part of this company right so that it's worth a certain amount so that right. they can do more right. because by yourself you can only do so much mm -hmm. so it's really just reframing the way we go about business most people build businesses to sell them Right. You understand me? And so when you're doing that, you're building a framework completely different rather than saying, how can I own this? Now, right. there's generational wealth where you build certain companies you want to have in the family forever. Right. right? And we know the Chase Banks. We know the Colgates. We know, you know, certain families who've had businesses for 100 plus years that they've been able to pass down in their family. And we use those as household products today. Right. So there is, you know, value in maintaining companies within, right, the family, but there's also value in giving away equity so that right. you can grow that company, right. so that it can become bigger and it become a household net. And yeah. even, even, even the companies that remained, like Walmart, right, in a way they still gave up some equity because it's a, it's a publicly traded company. Mm -hmm. right. So they right. take the Public company to the yeah. stock market. That means everybody owns a part of it. Right. So that's what, like he said, it's like, you know, when, you don't use, when you're not used to having something, you just hoard it. Right. Mm -hmm. Because and rightfully so, because it's like for years we always had stuff taken away from us. Right. You look yeah. at Black Wall Street, you look at Freeman's Bank, you look at so much stuff. Anytime that we had something, they took it away from us. Right. So psychologically we still look at it like a hoarder. Yeah. Like even with the information. It's like but that's how we change the game where it's like That's yours. Tiger Woods teaching somebody how to hit a golf ball doesn't affect him. It doesn't it doesn't make him less of a of a golfer. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying, me sharing information with you doesn't actually hurt me at all. Yeah. That's what we didn't understand for a it, it long the, time. Be the monster. But but by the way, like by the way, for the first time I see you brothers, I was like, they job is way more dangerous than mine. <laughs> because I'm just being honest. Nah, it's real, like real. like 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 you're telling people, like I'm I'm helping people career. You know, we're helping people career come back in order. You guys are telling people, look, you can make you money, I can keep you money, and you can build a whole company. Like, that's dangerous. Right, but ask yourself, why is it dangerous, though? Who opposes because that the it's, most? It's, it's, who who, who right? do we have, who examples do we have of y'all prior to y'all? Who, who was preaching well, Brock as well? as far as like. And, and being cool. Like, I mean, well, there's probably yeah, people no, that, yeah. we just didn't like respect him. He was the preacher. <laughs> he was the preacher that was smelling like yeah. Coltrane. You know what I'm saying? So we probably didn't respect him. Like, I'm just saying. But, but I mean, just in cool. the sense that. We, we are great consumers, right? Right. We're not great producers. Mm. You understand me? We are a culture that over-consumes everybody else's everything. Right. Even when we go buy their brands, we're not particularly buying them because of the quality, we buy them because of the branding. 
right. right? We want to have somebody else's name to give us value and aspiration. Right. We haven't learned to take that 1.8 trillion or however much money we have in spending power and turn right. it into an investment dollar. Mm -hmm. Once we do that, now we have the power of an entire nation, right? One of the richest right. nations on the planet Earth. The problem is, is that number one, we don't have collective sense of unity, collective sense of ownership, collective sense of pride. We talk about culture, but culture is this word that's thrown around so often, but don't have that much meaning, mm. right? It's, it's decentralized, it's everywhere, and everybody can say they're part of the culture because they make a hot song. Mm. Not because they part of some values, some standards, some principles mm. whatsoever. Right. So my whole thing is like now looking at each one of us, like we can all be brown and black men, right. Right. but what's your ethnicity? Right. right? Like, what is your values, your principles, your religion, your ideology, right. your philosophy? What are those things you stand on? Because we get it confused because we look at each other and they all the same color, but right. we all have different beliefs. Right. Right. So now we can't build with each other because I may be talking about equity and ownership and building and entrepreneurship, but your values may be completely different. But right. I got it confused because I'm looking at the construct of race rather than what's our ethnic background. Right. So men like myself, black, Muslim, masculine men mm. with knowledge of self, you understand me? Mm. Ethnically, we don't get inclusion. When they talk diversity and inclusion, they're not talking about people like me. Right. No, they talking about the effeminated version of those who believe the same things that they believe. Right. So that they can be black on the outside, but white on the inside. Mm. Right. In the movies, the TVs, entertainment, there's no representation of my archetype. Right? right. Meaning the people who think like me, look like me, move like me. Right. So when you talk about it being dangerous, you understand right. me? It's only dangerous because this is the primal solution. Mm. Right. And everybody else gets to feed. If we make our people producers, we produce in our own goods and services. Right. That means we don't have to go outside our community. Right. If we stay uneducated and we stay living in what I like to call financial deserts, where we don't have access to somebody who has a financial education that can give us advice on wealth and how to build business and how to maintain our assets. Right. Then we're going to always be the victims of somebody else, of everybody else culture who does have that knowledge. Everybody else eats off us. The Asian right. man eat mm -hmm. off us, the Jewish man, the Mexican man, everybody, because we don't produce our own anything. So that means we have to go outside our community. So when they see that 1.8 trillion and we say, no, let's circulate that amongst us, that's directly also us saying, let's take it off their table. But how do we do that? Like, let's just get straight to it. Let's not wait. Like, how do we, like, I, I, I like, for instance, like, I love the fact, like, uh, was it Slutty Vegan? Yeah. yeah Whenever yeah, they, like, yeah, 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 people go over and support yeah, it, whether you're a vegan or not, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, like, how do we make more of that? So I think it goes back to having a level of, of pride, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like it's so crazy because, like, how I was raised, how I was brought up, everything is black. Right. So it's like, I still carry that with me to this day. So, like, my dentist is black, my doctor is black, my lawyer is black, my accountant is black. And I'm not doing that because I'm, like... It's just natural. Like, right. why would I not do it? Right. And I'm not compromising because they still qualify. Right. I'm still, like, you know, vetting. But right. it's like, why would I celebrate having somebody other than what? That doesn't even make any sense. We don't right. want people that do that. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I was, it's crazy because I was just outside the hotel today and this guy ran up on me. He's like, yo, I love y'all. He started talking to the, 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 the. He's like, yo, he's like, I was talking to this Jewish guy one time and he told me, you see this dollar? He's like, yeah, he's like, you'll never have this dollar. And he was like, he thought it was a racial thing, but then he broke it down to him. He said, look, 
when I spend this dollar, I'm spending it at a Jewish restaurant. Mm. And they're mm. going to go to a Juni dryers clean. They're going to put it in mm. a Jewish bank. He was like, you're never going to see this dollar mm. yeah. because yeah. it's never going to leave our community. Mm. That's a fact. And they say, they say the black dollar leaves the community, I think, within six minutes or something like that. Some crazy like stuff. I, I think yeah. everyone knows what Kanye was saying wasn't wasn't too far fetched. I think it's how he delivered it. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so, I think, but, I think but, it was on, but, on. But the, the, just go, 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 go ahead. first part is because we're going to talk about like building business infrastructure. All right. But the first part is you got to, how you view yourself is extremely important. Mm -hmm. Like, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? It's like if you don't view yourself as worthy, then you're not going to do business with each other. Because if, right. if you're looking at somebody like a nigga, you're going to treat them like a nigga. Right. If I'm looking at you as my brother, I'm going to treat right. you like my brother. Right. So it's like, all right, if I see you mm. in a certain light, mm. I'm going to be enthusiastic. Right. About spending money with you, and it's right. not charity. Right. Like that's we gotta get out of that as well. Like we, if if I'm supporting a business, it's because I genuinely want to support the business. Because right. I ain't have to tell you that you have to support Mercedes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't right. tell you you had to. And it's like, yo, you you know I you know I brought that Gucci. Right. Now right. you owe me. Like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we only do that with each other. Like that, you know that, what I'm that's funny as hell. I went to a Pharrell's grand opening of BBC. Okay. And I just went and I, I bought out. I bought out everything. And he like he kind of leaned over. And was like, you know, I got you. I was like, no. Like I like is is I gotta support this. Yeah, this is what I'm here for. Yeah, like, like what the, what the fuck I need a hookup for? Exactly. Nigga, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm in all motherfucking eat, nigga. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, Brian. He's flossing. But you know I wanted to support, and it's like I forget what else. I'm even vintage frames, like you know, um, a guy called Corey, like he went and opened up, and I just I went and bought out everything, and then it's like. You know, so many people, and it, it reminds me of, of that's how many people like people think that they're supposed to get shit for free if that's if that's if that's your brother. That shit got to stop. Yeah, we got that's the mentality though. But yeah, it, it goes back to you said like where are we supposed to learn it from. That's right. why like this moment right here, like right. us mm -hmm. being on drink champs. Right. This is important. Well, well thank you. Make some more. Back. Right it's, it's extremely important because for so long, especially our generation, right. we grew up watching y'all. Uh, right. Right. So we watched Puff. We watched yeah. Jay. We watched. Uh, cash money we watched yeah. all these examples yep. we saw it happening we just didn't know how it was happening mm. and we only thought we can get it through a couple of lanes like if we ain't entertain this it's gonna be tough all right we right. gotta do be athletes if we don't do those two things it's gonna be really tough right, right. until you start seeing like wait there's more to this cool. like we, we uncover like yo let's look at other people in other places of the world who are actually accumulating wealth right, right. so when, you never hear about a legal dan Gotti, but he's wow. the wealthiest black man on the planet. Wow. Right? Nobody talks about that because he's not a Forbes is not putting him on the list. But and what's his name? Aliko Dangote. Okay. And he got he didn't get it from entertainment. He didn't get it from But Mason Musa was like the, the richest of all time. Of all, of all time. I'm talking about right now. Okay, he's alive right now. He got okay. it from natural resources, he got it from oil, he got it from construction, right? Like his best friend is is building power plants. They can build their own city just from the resources that they have. His best friend but, is Davido's pops. It's Davido's pops, yeah. You know Davido? The, the, the artist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Billionaire. You know yeah. No, hell no. Right, but that's why I say it goes with that cooperation. Like, wow. if they don't report to you, how you know what they're really doing? Right. But you right. got tons of billionaires who are not reporting, they're doing real things. It's right. just that when we look in America, we're like, all right, Robert F. Smith, yes, wealthiest black man in America, but not in the world. It, there's no shame what, in that. What about the guy that owned BET? Bob, Bob Johnson? Johnson, yeah, Rob, Rob Johnson. He was he was a billionaire too. He got a divorce. Yeah, that caught, he caught he lost four hundred million on the divorce. <laughs> shit, but yeah, yeah, so no, no class for that. <laughs> shit, I, I wasn't you know, no supposed to warn you on that but one. It goes, it goes to the mindset, right? Like right. When, when when Jay said that line, he was like, uh, when he bought the Nets, so he was an owner in the Nets. They were like, he don't own it. But then he had to remind people like, yo, one percent of a billion is more than people have ever seen. Right. So we're gonna treat it like it's an everyday thing. Right. And then he sells fifty percent of Ace of Spades. Like, well, he don't, he sold out. Yeah. Like, bro, he's actually merging the company so it right. can expand. He's now business partners with the wealthiest man in 
quote unquote the world. Arnold Arnold who yeah. owns LVMH. Yes. And so it's a strategic partnership to help the brand grow. That's not hurting him, right? Mm -hmm. He's actually showing us how to do it right now. The problem is like for so long we watched, we watched, we didn't get the instructions on how to do it. So that's why when we talk about the most dangerous, that's what this is right here. So right. the fact that we got it from entertainers and now entertainment and music is now looking at us like, yo, those are the guys. How, how, this merger is important. Right. My, my, my bad, but how important was it? Because, you know, like I said, you guys are cool. It's, it's, it's different from hearing they're from people that's always suited and booted and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, they're looking too, too, too good and they, they, they don't have no sins and shit like that. Like, <laughs> you know, it's different when you're, you're human, you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So, but how important was it for y'all to, like, connect with entertainers and share y'all? You know what I mean? I mean, that's what it's ruining. The first lesson I ever wrote on financial literacy was about Jay-Z. Oh, wow. Because we grew up with him. Like, I right. told you when right. I saw you the other night, I'm right. like, yo, you know right. you was on my door when I was growing up. Oh, wow. Like, my wow. mom, I got the pitch, I'm going to show you. God damn it, make some noise for me. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I walked in, I said, yo, I love the Bo Jackson's yeah, that's right. the I see you got blue. a little too. I need a pair. Because, because that's what you meant to me, uh -huh, right? That's like, right. That's and I'm like, yo, this is my guy. And so, like, when I was thinking, like, me and him had this connection where it was like, we would hear lyrics, right. but we wasn't hearing them the same way everybody else was. We had right. the ability to decode the message. Right. And so I wrote, the, the first lesson I wrote was All Black Sky Sports and Entertainment. Like, he wrote that in 96, the first oh, song oh, on Jay Z line. Yeah. Reasonable Doubts, the right. first song. Right. I'm like, yo, damn, in 2010, is he right? Right? Like, right. if we look at the people who we think are successful, where did they, what avenues do they come from? Right. I'm like, yo, damn, was he profound enough to know that that was what we was going to see right. 20 years later right. and then for him to change that? And so hip-hop has always been us. That's why I said this is the, this mm -hmm. is really the evolution of hip-hop, right? right? Like, we watch people entertain. We've seen y'all become, like, look at this. This is business. Like, like and and I, really, I, I, it's going back to the root of hip-hop. Yeah, you understand I didn't, me? I didn't think hip-hop was going to get this smart. Like, like, to tell you, I'm so sorry. Like, you no, know, come on. That's no, crazy. let's be clear. I didn't think it was gonna get this dumb. Hey, no, 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 oh, no, no. You talking about the music? You talking about the music? I'm talking about. I'm talking about. Yeah, maybe in, in its totality. But I'm saying there's a lot of great businessmen that are doing a lot of great shit on a business-wise now because, especially podcasts. Like, podcasts made it so we didn't read But you didn't either. think Russell back then, what he was doing was insane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm saying, I'm adding on to that. Okay. Yeah, I'm saying. But I, I even the Dame Dashes and things of yeah. that nature, there was uh, yeah. always shining okay. examples. Right. It right. never became the predominant culture. Right. But that was, they was always trying to make sure that they did not become the predominant culture because now they can't eat off you. Mm. In this country, Right, we've always like if you look at the history of black people in America, huh. we are some of the most inventive, innovative people that ever exist in the history of time. Right. Like it was a black man that created the doorknob to the <laughs> to the stoplight to the filament and the light bulb. But you don't think about black men and women in that respect, right? right? Because it's not narrated like that. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we don't own media and we don't own the education systems. Right? If we educated each other based on what our actual contributions are and the things that we do and the important people within our culture, that becomes our culture. Right. Our thing is that we are the talent, but we don't own the talent. Mm -hmm. Right? We are the culture, we don't own the culture. So somebody else is always managing we our spirit cool and our and energy and our cool. bodies. I mean, but that shit just goes back to slavery, right? right? We were the talent. We were the ones that was doing all the production. There was a brother that was creating the cotton gins and different inventions, but people were stealing the patents and utilizing your labor. It's the same thing with hip-hop. It's the same thing with the workforce, right? Spiritually, the essence of hip-hop is the most influential on the planet Earth, right. right? But financially, we don't own nor control none of that shit. Right. right. So if we can keep you uneducated, then we can control you. 
Right. right? That's what we was talking about with the, the contracts and the legalese. Right. Bros don't know nothing about that. But when you go back to hip hop, hip hop started off the gods in the earth. It started off yeah. peace God instead yes. of what's up, nigga. Yep. You understand me? It started yep. off with kings and queens instead of niggas and bitches. So it reverted. Yeah, and then that's when you was able to really control them. Because if it was based on knowledge, then people want to learn. If it's based on ignorance, then people are satisfied with not knowing, and they just get a look. So people want to look successful, but they never learn the actual business of success. Wow. So now we at this point, if you look at every other culture, their wealth standard is steeped in education. Right. Whether it's the Jewish, they, they look at education as the key. The Asian community, which has the highest you know, grossing households in America, specifically the East Indian, education is the key. The way that Hispanics are growing right now, education. So for black people in America, and I'm not just talking about that college education that people are getting, because that's never prepared us. Right, we've, we've given that a go. We've given millions and millions of dollars to these colleges and we just told people to go, but we never really told them how to attain the skill sets for financial wealth, okay. right? And what we're doing is saying that, all right, listen, you don't need to go four years to learn how to build wealth. Okay. You understand me? You can learn that just by listening, sitting down with a coach and educating yourself on YouTube. Right. The game is changing with artificial intelligence and all sort of things. So we so behind, even when we catch up, we're still behind. You understand me? Because what we catching up to is the shit that people are already pivoting from. Right. So we have to not only be educated, but we have to be efficient with what we do. Right. With media and what we have right now, we have an opportunity to create a conglomerate to where, you know, the only thing that we listen to is the things that we report. Right. right? Outside the media is controlled by whatever forces, institutions, and powers. But when it's people of the culture, we listen to that. When we want somebody smart, we can find them in the culture. We want a scientist, an engineer, an intellect, whatever it is. We have all of that. And when I say the culture, I'm talking about that ethnic background of people who share those same common values, who want that liberation, who want that wealth, who want that power. The people who don't want it, that's not my people. They just look like me, but they don't think like me, feel like me, and move like me. And we have to be able to concentrate our effort and our energy on those who are alike. Hey, yo, Haz, hold up a second. I got something to say. Addiction is a treatable disease, but finding the right treatment can be overwhelming and confusing. Shatterproof, a national nonprofit, is here to help without judgment. At Shatterproof, their goal is to help you find addiction care that meets your needs and leads to better health and long-term recovery. When you visit Shatterproof.org, there's an entire section that helps you learn everything you need to know about alcohol and substance use disorder. There's also a find help section to help you find the support you may need. Get help today by visiting shatterproof.org. Again, get help today by visiting shatterproof.org. And I think also like what you had said as far as the packaging. Right. The packaging was very important because it's like the messenger is more important than the message. We're not the first people to ever talk about financial literacy, but we're the first people that really at scale did it in a way that was so relatable. I remember me coming up and me seeing rich people, they used to have their sneakers fucked up. They were like, <laughs> they, 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 they didn't really care about showing, like showing money. Like, but, you know what I mean? Because, then, but, you, but you also got to understand like our background. Like, I always say like, I had to learn business, but I didn't have to learn culture. Right. I am culture. Like, I grew up in it. Like, right. War Report, I can right. recite that album from 
goddamn makes some noise for that. That shit, like right. even, yeah. even just coming here, like I got a photograph what? memory, so it's like right. gumbo, but I remember right. buying throwback jerseys on 145th Street. So it's like, nah, but that's really that's really inside of us. Real talk. That's really inside of us. Like so you don't gotta but for a long time, we thought we had to compromise ourselves and be like, okay, in order to be taken serious, mm-hmm. I got to change the way I talk. Yeah. I have to put, it's nothing wrong with putting a suit on, right. but if we don't want to wear a suit, we don't have to wear a suit. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? We can still have a very high level of intelligence, but not compromise who we are as people. Right. So the hip hop, that's just us. So now what happens is that people see us and they're like, damn, that's really relatable. Right. Like, I can actually achieve that. Right. So it's like now the sanitation worker is, is on his app trading right. stocks. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? The guy, that, no the guy that's working right. a nine to five is, is right. giving an inspiration because it's like for a long time you thought, okay, you got to go to Harvard. It's over right. your head. You right. got to be a super, you know, IQ genius. Right. But we, we breaking all of those barriers and it's, it's worldwide. So when we go to London and thousands of people come out because People have been disenfranchised for a long time all mm. over the world. Mm. Jamaica, London, Nigeria, all of that. It's like a pyramid. Like people at the top keep power to themselves, keep information to themselves, and they keep the people on the bottom ignorant and they keep them entertained. Oof. They keep them entertained with sports and entertainment and just, you know, everyday nonsense. But now it's like, okay, you can still have sports and entertainment. We love that as well. But we're going to have some education as well. Yeah. And you, now you, you got to take it said, He said we went to London. I don't think y'all missed that Talk part. At the Royal Albert Hall, right. which is one of the most prestigious venues in the world, and we right. talked about financial education, and it was sold out with 3,000 plus people. I think make some noise for that. Yeah, because they 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 try to make it seem like get a horn, get a horn. Well, yeah. uh, there we go. What we do is not normal, but nah. we're normalizing it. Yeah. You understand yeah. me? Yeah. But we still want people to understand that this is the highest level of excellence that we achieving as young black men. Yeah. Right. So when we selling out different places and you have crowds of people like it is a concert outside because we're changing the narrative around that, that has to be reported and respected and observed. Hell That's yeah. the way you change it. Hell yeah. You understand me? But if it's like, okay, they just, they, they always doing something, right. Right? right? Then therefore people don't see it as special. Right. They don't see it as obtainable. They don't right. see it as, damn, this is a blueprint that we setting across the planet Earth. You know, we may be some of the flyest young gentlemen that has ever been born. You know, being from Oakland, I feel like, you know, Oakland, even, I feel like even the dirtiest person in Oakland, even the most ignorant person in Oakland gonna have some level of knowledge itself. Because and, of the culture of Oakland is history. Everybody popped the yeah, no, everybody know how to everybody move in certain ways. You understand me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and, and they know how to talk. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because Oakland is one of the meccas of game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you learn how right. to be able to communicate and how to speak and how to see through the bullshit. But also, you know, the home of the Panthers and all of the different movements. Crack came from Oakland. You understand me? So... Growing up in Oakland, you learn about this. Right. So it's very hard to be ignorant of the way that the world is and works and what's your position as a black man. Right. So whatever you take with that style the same way from Brooklyn or New York, right. these are very specific and different type of places. You understand right. me? That right. whatever is brewed from there, it's going to have culture and consciousness already in it. Right. Right? And especially when you throw in being a Muslim and being masculine, where you show up and present yourself is going to be with power. I'm right. not trying to acquiesce to the way the standards have been before me. I want to create something new. So those who look at me and be like, yo, 
if 19 Keys can do it, then I can do it, right? right? Like, right. I've been through the streets. I didn't have the cases. I didn't did all of the things that will give you an excuse to be like, well, he had this, that, and the third. No, right. I've been through the same trappings, but it was the knowledge that got me out of it, the perspective, the experience. Yeah. Right. So therefore, we're setting an example to say that all black men on the planet Earth can stand up and be themselves without right. having to bow down to the power structure. Yeah, it's that same like, thing that-, like that Earlier, he was talking about sports and entertainment. This is something that's very hot. On, on black Twitter, uh, like black Twitter, black Twitter, black Twitter, black Twitter, the world. Uh, Deion Sanders, Deion, yeah, 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 yeah. and people are critiquing him, and I don't understand that. Like, like he's he has a job to do, doesn't he? And what, what, let me let me what are, what is your? We interviewed Deion Sanders, okay, um, at Jackson State actually. You been down there? Uh, you been no, down to Jackson? No, no. Right. I, I'll, I'll, I'll say I'll, I'll say this about Deion. I, I understand and I respect the move because at the end of the day, it's just business. Like you know, right. but I understand why people are are disappointed because how it was packaged and not even he might not have done this, but how it was packaged was that it's more than business. When you take a job at Colorado, you know that's just a job. Yeah. You take a job at Jackson State and it's sold as yo, this is for the culture. It's HSBC, HBCU. HBCU. Yeah, yeah. And this is for the culture. Now athletes can come and play, and we're gonna support our own. And now you start to build up steam, and then Rick Ross is coming down there. Gillian Wallow coming right. down there. We coming down there. Everybody's coming down there, and it's lit. And now you got the top players in the country considering going to HBCUs and people donating money. And Diddy told me he's going to write a check for a million dollars, and right. it's more than just a job. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So people looked at it like, okay, Deion Sanders is the most popular coach in sports right, right now. Right. He's the most but, popular coach in sports. But he ain't supposed to... No, 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 I'm, no, not, no, no. I'm not mad at him. I'm not right. mad at him, but I'm just, just, I'm just trying to show you okay. how the other side is looking at okay, it. Okay, how they looking like, at it. For years, we've been defunded. We never had credibility. We've been embarrassed, all of this. So now we finally get national recognition. We finally got pride. We finally can stand up. Because let's just throw it out there. Colorado is a white school. It's super yes. white. Yeah, super white. <laughs> super, super white. white. So, super so white. it's like, damn, as soon as we get to the top, now all of that's taken from us. So I'm, right. not, I'm not knocking him, because right. he's just one person. But right. I'm just trying to just, I can understand yeah. Right. And some of that disappointment because it's, it's more than just a job. Like at an HBCU, at that level, it's for the culture. Well, what happens yeah. if he brings his starting players over to? But Colorado? that's 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 part of it now, right? Okay. So the first, like, that's what he did at at Jackson State, right? Like the first thing he did was brought his family. Like he lives there, you know what I'm saying? So oh, like wow. that's part of it. So like his son is there, his daughter works on campus, his other son plays for the team. So he brought them to Colorado too. The thing with Dion is like he's a trailblazer, right? Right. But the trailblazer has set a pace for people to now follow. So like yeah, he did his job. He was there one year. They was five hundred. The next year they's ten and two. This year they undefeated. They're gonna play in a bowl game. He's done what he was supposed to do as a coach. He said, "I'm not a leader of a school. I'm a leader of men, right? And young women who are trying to get their education. He could do that anywhere. The fact that he chose Colorado, like I get it. Like for all, everything he's saying, I get that standpoint. But does that stop him from now leading young men and women? Nah. Who's next now? Who fills those shoes? It's like right. us, right? Like we kick down doors right now." Right, we get into spaces it's like what you said about sports entertainment and then right. it being that elite. Right. But there has to be a ladder in between. Right, right. Like we became that ladder. Like right. now, who follows him? Who's the the Hall of Fame athlete or football player that says, you know what, Dion paved the way. Let me go take those the, the reins from what he did. And Warren build. Sapp. Warren Sapp could be one of them, okay. right? Or okay. there's a there's a bunch of Hall of Fame. Mike Vick. There's a there's, but, but, yeah, but, you can go down the list of names, but, right? But it's like. Who's gonna do I'm it? Just think of the niggas but I got. Then, they phone number. Also, also, <laughs> call them up. This, this, this is important for Black Twitter and everybody that's yeah, criticizing to understand, right? Yeah. We love criticizing. Yeah. We love throwing rocks. We love talking about something. Ninety-nine percent of the people that criticize have never done anything productive. 
So it's like, instead of criticizing, he's actually done something for HBCU. Right. You could have said he could have did more, but he did a lot. What have you done? Right. right. So it's like us. We just did a free event at Howard University on right. Saturday, right? right? That's our way of giving back. If right. whoever, if you're in at Howard or if you're just in D.C., come, learn. Education, yeah. learn about real estate, learn about credit, da, da, da. Chalk the city. Yeah. Yep, yep. So it's like, instead of, instead of looking at this as an opportunity to criticize somebody, why don't you look at this as an opportunity to actually do something? Right. Give some money to an HBCU. Go to an event, buy some merchandise, like do something to somebody. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, and, but that's humanity's problem. I don't want to say black people, but that's humanity's problem, but especially black people. Now, stop doing that. Yeah. Stop doing that because it happens all the time. It happens when they don't like if Nori do an interview with Ye, they're going right. to criticize it. They don't right. like Deion Sanders, they're going to criticize it. And it's like you right. spend your whole day criticizing somebody and you have not done anything yeah. to contribute anything productive in anybody's lives. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's something yeah. that's on, on very f- detrimental and, yeah. and we got to call it out and encourage people to actually help. And it's being reactive instead of proactive. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I would, would say as right. well, just to, to be God's advocate on that one, is that, you know, you can't market a revolution in a movement and then sell out for capitalism. I think that's what people are tired of. That's what they thinking that is. Right, because a person's <laughs> individual success don't matter to the culture. Individual right. success is you and your family. Right. When it was about the people in the movement and we felt like this was for HBCUs, that's why everybody cared. Right. So when he made that decision, he took the movement with him. You understand right. me? He sold out right. the movement as well for his decision for himself. Right. So I think that's very important that when we do things, you understand me? Let's not trap our people into this feeling like, yo, I'm doing this for black America. I'm doing this to get us. Like, you have to also, so when people are disappointed because you raise their expectations. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me. <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. 
you know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. <laughs> but it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So let me tell you one thing. I'm sorry to get a little yeah, yeah, deep. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, it's like when we in... Uh, yeah, we wanted to own our shit. So the reason why, one of the biggest reasons why we went to Revolt, Revolt was gonna, you know, let us own our shit. Shout out to Revolt. But, shout out to Revolt. That's, but, a, that's the know, family. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Revolt. Out to they DR, let us own our shit. So, but I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah. If Revolt sells tomorrow and they didn't tell me, I kind of wouldn't be mad. You know what I'm saying? Even though I had a lot to do with probably their sales, I probably wouldn't be mad. I, I feel like we should have something, you know, that, that warns us, like, yo, you know, Revolt has it as it's going to be. Yeah. It's not going to be the same. And as long as it's that, because I realize now that none of the, most of this shit is not really friendship. Most of this shit is business, even when it's friendship. Mm-hmm. And you got to learn how to take the punches with it. Yeah. You understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, like it's been rumors all the time. Like, Revolt is selling over here. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't even make the phone call and be like, yo, I'm, I'm a little heated. Like, I don't even do that. I just be like, all right, cool, if that's the fact. Because... That's what we, we kind of signed up for business. Mm-hmm. So isn't that the same when it comes to Dion? I know. Well, I think the the difference between Dion is his, his the movement around Dion HBCUs. He's bringing these top athletes over right. here. Right. You understand me? And people's like, finally, that's dope. And the way that he pushed it out there, very inspirational yes. movement. You thought he was gonna be there yeah, for swag. probably a couple yeah. more years. Him going to Colorado or white school, even if he's bringing talent to there, he's bringing money to there. Right. You understand me? If it's an HBCU school, then we see that as a black thing. We see uh-huh. that as when we talk about wealth and circulating the black dollar and educating ourselves mm-hmm. to make that a better top-tier school. Right. So this is the idea of the mind of the people. Everybody's right. not even educated to know the nuance of the business structure right. and the deals. So they're going to react emotionally, of course, because the way you got people involved was getting them emotionally involved. Right. right? Getting them inspired, letting them see this and feel this like yo we finally doing it over here so I think that the way people responded to Dion was the only way that they knew how to respond to Dion you understand me you went to a white school and got a great deal and for his career that's great before the idea of what he was doing to HBCUs right. that has no value to well, it. I, I, yeah. wouldn't that, I, just I wouldn't say that. Real quick, because I, 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 I like this. I like this. I don't like long-term shit. Like, I, I, I feel like I, I respect when you this. make I like money, your God, they can always use money against you. Yeah, right. And a lot of niggas always turn for money. And we can make any and every excuse, but if we did the same thing, we'd be sellouts. Now, I don't think there's meaning, nothing meaning wrong what? with... Meaning what? Give us an example. I mean, if I come out here and present myself as a thought leader, not care for the people, you understand me and then some white company hires me Gucci be like yo well we want you to be our representative right. and I make well, that decision well hire you right <laughs> crazy <laughs> crazy that's never gonna happen <laughs> but listen, like, imagine that though right I ain't gonna lie they, you have to see your own face yeah. bro. <laughs> they, they, they give me 19 million and be like yo we want you to be the face 19, right. exactly. I'm selling out right <laughs> so it's, to me it's no difference when you making that Man. same decision now what he did was great and what he represented I think the way we gotta communicate is not bringing these expectations like I'm a revolutionary uh-huh. when really I'm a capitalist. Well, right. so, hold on, real quick, because you, you, you said the word movement, and so when I hear of it, 
movements require just more than one person, right? And so when you think about the Dion situation, is it a movement or is it a moment? Because it, it, it was a moment for Jackson State. Did it help Grambling? We don't know. Did it help Morgan State? Did it help out? We don't know. Because we never got to see the long-term effects of it. And so it was a moment, right? But it becomes a movement when somebody now carries that on, right? So that's, that's how it's built. So that's what I'm looking at it like, all right, there's so many of us and there's so many alumni who come from these schools that never give back. Like what he said, like right. there's, plenty of there's plenty of prestigious alumni. Right. Are they coming to support the schools? Are they becoming boosters for their schools? Or are they rooting for the school that they like on TV? You see what I'm saying? And so like in order for it to be a movement, it has to be more than one. So if Dion's just the one, you take the head of the leader, the leader of the movement out, and now there's no movement. And, but and, that's and, and when you the one, you start it, you bring other people in so that it makes sure that it progresses. But, now whether he was somebody that kicked in the door and this was always his idea right. to go to one of these schools, then it was always a career move and it was never a, a, a movement. Now whether that relies on his shoulder or not is a different conversation. But when we talking about creating a successful template, it has to be long term. Anything right. a person does in the short term, yeah, a person can be inspired do it, but that doesn't really make you the founder of the movement unless you are there to usher it in for the next generation. So let me, let me, let me, let me, that's the founder me, of the movement of hip-hop. There's so many people that's the founders of the movement of hip-hop who kept up the same thing, who didn't go commercial, who didn't make these commercial records, and they are not financially and, but let me, let me, let me, and you, what, are, what is an example but, that you have for them? Let me, let me, let me, yeah. let me rebuke, let me rebuke what bro just said, because uh, I'm going to use... Which bro? 19. I'm going to use some of his, his knowledge that he dropped on us a while back. He said, black people have a savior pro complex uh -huh. where we always look for one person. Right. Like the Jesus, it, it, Jesus coming back. Yes. Yeah. The black Jesus coming back yeah. to save us. Like, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's Malcolm X, whether it's Marcus Garvey, whether it's whoever, right? Right. And it's like, that's why I always tell people all the time, people, I'm like, I'm not a leader. I'm a friend. Because leaders never have to tell somebody that they're a leader. If you Ooh. choose to follow somebody, then that's that's up to you to choose. But I'm not. It's too much pressure and too much responsibility of being a leader. Like you know what I'm saying, I'm not a leader. I'm just here doing my responsibility, just like you're doing your responsibility. Everybody should be doing right. their responsibility. Ooh. So it's like a race is run. It's a marathon, and you and you you have a baton. So sometimes every relationship ends. Every relationship ends. Sometimes a relationship could be six months. Sometimes a relationship could be sixty years. But at one point, it's going to end. Right. It's not about how long it lasts. It's about how impactful it was while it lasted. Mm -hmm. Deion Sanders' three years was more impactful than fifty years of what most people have ever done for HBCU. And, and by the way, I don't watch college football at all. That was the first I. time I started watching college football. Exactly. But I didn't know it was just so, Deion. So, so what, I'm, so what I'm saying is that he said, "Can you be a revolutionary or a capitalist? You could do both." I ne we never apologize for making money right. because we we in a we in a capitalistic society. This is what they put us in. I ain't Fine. I ain't choose to be in America. This is what I was born in. So I'm gonna make the most of the opportunity that's provided for me. They 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 demonize wealth and say, oh, you got to be poor. And you know, uh, somebody said on the other day, they said Jesus says that you have uh, a rich man has the, the odds of a needle in, in a, a haystack of making it to heaven, something like that. I said, what's the odds of a poor person? That's what they never told you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's the odds of a poor person? Woo. Probably the same. Like, you know what right. I'm saying? They make it cool to be poor and broke and be, but like you said, nobody's coming to help you. Right. When you when you a poor revolutionary and when you a poor founder and now you need to get your teeth fixed, all they're gonna say is, nah, bro, your time is passed. Oh, you bet. So You're it's looking like, bad out here. You can't you can't look at it from that standpoint because I look at it like Deion Sanders came. He added a lot of value. He added a lot of attention. 
he sparked the movement. Now, who's, whose turn is it next? He never signed up for a lifelong contract to be Eddie Robinson and the coach for 70 years. He did his three years. He said it from day one. It's all about the money. That's but his first song. No, his first song. Could you make the argument that people should have then Throwing a bunch of money into that situation to keep him there. Exactly. Well, I yeah, think that, it was, that, it was still, it's still new. Three years is not a long time. It depends but how you look at it. Three years is a short Act time. Act to a nigga in jail. Or talking about a rich man living <laughs> out his dreams. Tell that to somebody else. who's living in Jackson, Mississippi. You understand yeah. me? Yeah, you're right. So, but right. you got to look at it like this. Because all the men that I've ever respected throughout history, you understand, they stood on what they stood on for a lifelong mission once they started it. You understand right. me now? I don't know what the rest of his life is going to be. Right. The question that you first arose was about the way that people felt about yes, it. Yes, Right? And I believe that the way people felt about it was the way that he positioned it. He created the atmosphere that if I leave abruptly to a white school, then black America is going to feel this way. Because I got black America hopes up by the change that I was making. Right. So I don't think that it's controversial for people to react in a matter when you position their emotions into hope. You understand? So you're saying this, this is not like LeBron. Like he set up an expectation. LeBron decision yeah. had nothing to do personally with black. Well, who, who is Dion always said he was? He is who he said he That's is. That's what right? I said. You he know said what I mean? Like, Tom. He said, said Tom. He said Tom. His single is what? It's all about it's the all money. About, yo, must be the money. I went to Craig's desk. I went to Craig's He told us that. He wasn't an HBCU. He's not much of a player. But he never even went to an HBCU. He went to Florida State. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, listen, 2022, listen, we I went to about Craig's, black and he was in there with his new wife and Babyface with his new girl, and he was with Babyface's old wife. Tracy Evans. And they were yeah. all together. And I was like, this is gangster. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is, I walked in, I Another was like, night this, you know, usually, <laughs> like, yeah, this is Craig's and Ellen. This is Craig's and Ellen. We give Craig's they props. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, because the way you broke it down and the way you guys said it, I didn't look at it like that. I kind of looked at it like the LeBron decision as opposed to looking at it as a historical black college. What, what, Le, what LeBron decision? You know, when LeBron, like, everyone was just as mad. Oh, the decision? Yeah, yeah, the decision, the regular decision. The, the decision. Miami decision. Yeah, the yeah, decision. yeah, 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 yeah. And, 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 um, yeah. But uh, hold on, let's give them, let's give them their flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's give them their flowers. Yeah, yeah. You know, our show is about giving y'all y'all flowers. That, that, people that they was, flowers. That was one breakdown. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. If you're going to rebuke the guy, you got to do it like that. Yes, oh, yes. Wow, wow, wow. Yes, yes. Wow. We're going to get your actual flowers. Come on, that deserves it. Okay. Yes, sir. 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 Shout you know. out to Dion, by the way. Oh, shout out to Dion. Yeah. I, I also believe that it's, it's always dangerous when we criticize black men who do any good. He ain't he haven't done any wrong. He hasn't right. done anything evil. Right. It's just perspectives, opinions, and emotions around the moves he's making because they're public. But him as a black man, the work that he's done, the inspiration that he showed, he deserves his flowers for that. Yes. You understand me? Yes, I respect that. So one thing um, I all notice. As soon as you walk in, all of y'all got on the roadie, right? <laughs> all of y'all got on the roadie. Now, oh, some people, oh, some man. people will say, depending on who you ask, they'll say, uh, you know, watch this is an investment that's going down. It's an investment that goes up, and it's a roller coaster. What do you guys say to people who, who's never probably had a watch? Yeah. And this is this is a fad right now. Yeah. You know, just having a little watch, and just you know, you know, looking good, feeling good. Some of these watches is going up. See, how's oh. that Richie Milley change? Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty cool with it. We know but some of these watches is going up, and we, then some of them is staying yeah. still. Yeah. The watch market is doing great right now. Okay. Uh, if you look 
right now, of course, you know, they haven't announced it, of course, but we're in a recession, right? Wow. Some things, we're going through some of the highest points of inflation in the nation right now. They just hiked it up again? Right. Plane tickets, food prices, health care, a multitude of different things are very high. Wow. And a lot of the different assets that people was holding on to have lost value, right? This is a point in time where a lot of people have overleveraged, bought too many assets, and they end up selling. But Rolexes specifically has been a nice special case. They even through all of this up and down with inflation and recession news and stocks being down and crypto being down, the Rolexes have held their value and increased in value. Right. Right? Yeah. And so right now... But is it Rolexes from Rolex store? Yeah, yeah. So the Rolex store don't have any Rolexes in there. That's important. They only yes, have display important. Rolexes that's not working. Those are not... Those, no Rolex stores actually have, have Rolex, Rolex in them. Well, you know right what's now. so crazy is that yeah. there's a whole education with these watches. Yes. Right? yes. That I didn't even know until... Nobody knows until you're actually in right. the space. Right. So it's like, you know, with the watches, what I realized is that, hey, all Rolexes aren't made the same. Right. And all Rolexes don't have the same appreciation. Right. So like uh, like the Sky Dweller, right? right? That's the most complicated movement. Okay. So it's crazy. And it's the most heaviest are Rolexes. Yeah. Well. Mm -hmm. So it's like that's one of the watches that appreciate over the course. The Sky Dweller appreciates more than this. It's a presidential. Right. Yes. I have a Sky Dweller. The Sky Dweller will appreciate over time more than the presidential. Okay. Um. So Ooh. it's interesting. Wait, how which prezi? The diamonds? Well, okay. I'm just, I'm just, this talk, I see I got gumbo on his own. He ready. No, no. We, 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 we bringing you in. We bringing you in. That's the new way to give out flowers. That's the Rolex. What the Rolex is, is like, you know what's so crazy, bro? Because Troy will break it down, but this is the good analogy of life. And it's like, when you really start to understand watches, yeah. You see your watch, worth right. like probably three hundred thousand something yes, like that, yes, right? Yes, yes. With, with no diamonds, yeah, no, no diamonds, no gold, titanium. Yes, yes. And it's like, thank you for throwing that out there. Yeah, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> you got like the sky dweller, yeah, and yeah. it's like the watch value. You would think it would be done by diamonds and gold. Right. Yep. Factory. The most important thing of a watch is the movement. Right. So it's like that's a, a metaphor for life as well, right? Mm -hmm. Like your movement has to always be on point. Yeah. That's the most that. The exterior is what people look at. Right. The, the interior is the most important thing. Right. So understanding watches is like, this is real time pieces. Right. It's art. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, we're not just... It's art. Yeah, it's, it's, art. it's not just going in and just saying, I just want the most craziest whatever. It's like understanding and being educated on it. This is the education that I never received. We never received this right. education, right? Okay. And even, like you said, even purchasing, it's like you got to go on a waiting list Yes. And then you got to purchase a watch to get another watch. Yes. Build up your credibility. Yeah. It's, nah, yeah, no, no, it's gang. It's nah, gang it's culture. It's yeah. Yeah. That shit is gang culture. And then yeah. it's like, like even like, jewelry. You got to put it in a body to, to get work to get Sac another body. sacrifice a body first. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like even jewelers. Like, no disrespect to any jewelers here, but I don't trust jewelers. Right. So it's like I only buy it from either the Rolex store or authorized, authorized dealer. Authorized, yeah, dealer, yes. Authorized dealer is extremely yes. important because right. it's like even Quavo. Right. Oh, we had him here. Yeah, he brought yeah. a watch that yeah. he, it wasn't real. Yeah, but okay. it's like he no, no, it it, 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 it was it was made. It was put together. It was put yeah. together. It was real. It was like it was, it was like that face with, with yeah. With but my when, man. They, when they did the knowledge yeah. on it, yeah, it ain't it ain't. I'm saying it so. It was like that's too much speculation for four hundred thousand. For four hundred, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I yeah. need to know. We got to know. They were saying that it was supposed to be a million. Like 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 he bought it for four hundred, yeah. but it was worth a million. That exact watch that hadn't been real. Yeah, yeah. He, but, he, but, it, but it's an asset over the course of time. It goes right. up in value as long as you buy it correctly. You know, right. factory diamonds is always, you know, better. Right. 
even know diamonds is good. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, these are things that how you look at a watch. And you right. can look at it either way. You could look at it just from, like, I just want to shine. Right. Or you can look at it from an investment standpoint. Like, he, like I got to tell you, pardon me for cutting you off. I'll tell you this crazy, the crazy shit about Richard when I went with them. It's the only thing I asked Pharrell for. Like, I asked for Pharrell for a favor. I don't ask Pharrell for nothing. <laughs> you know, and me and you go back, motherfucker. <laughs> but I say, yo, listen, I don't want to buy. I want to buy from them. Yeah. And the craziest shit, this is the only watch company I've ever dealt with that did not want my money. They wanted to explain to me why the watch is worth money. They wanted to show to me the 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 the, the complication. They wanted to show to me like, look, look, this is a real watch. You see the shit in the background. You're supposed to go always see it in the back. You're supposed to always see that. That's why Paddock's and, and all, and, 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 and you know, he, obviously he shitted on Rolex. He was like, Rolex <laughs> is one movement. You know, he's a French guy. But what I'm trying to say is, like what, what it was always bugged out to me because, like Rolex, sometimes is an investment and then sometimes it, it just stay the same. Yeah. Is it always an investment? It, or, it depends it, on what you got to get what you like. It, Have you ever bought something that you you because they said buy it and then it just yeah. So it, it goes back to building that portfolio, right? So uh-huh. like in order to build my portfolio at a dealer, I had to get a watch. So I got like a sea dweller. Okay. I, I barely wear it, but it had to build my portfolio. So the next time I come to the store and I'm like, yo. I really want that Daytona. Mm. If that Daytona comes in, I need that, right? right? And so now I got the portfolio, and people, like, this is knowledge. Like, you got to learn, right? So I get to see Dweller, and then finally they're like, oh, I got the Daytona. Now I bought the Daytona. This is a true story. Like, it was 33,000, right? Right. I bought it three months ago. It's appreciated 252% in three months. Wow. So the $33,000 watch is now 110,000. Wow. Right? So it just depends on which watch you're getting. Which Daytona is that? Uh, it's the Oyster Flex. It's the okay. white gold Oyster Flex. Okay, yeah, yeah. definitely. I don't got it on me, y'all. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I definitely can see that. Yeah, but the, you know what I'm saying? Like, appreciation like that. Like, what, even, like, what, what you said with Quavo was like, right. yeah, even when I watched that segment, like, right. the week later, he was talking about not putting diamonds in his watch anymore. Right. He's over that. That's why I said the education is poor. Because so, you said something earlier. This is, this is what, I, what it is, is yeah. what we don't know. You can actually go to a, a Richard Millie. You can go to a, a Paddock. And you could just get on a list, mm-hmm. right? But it's 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 gonna be six months. It's gonna be or longer. Yeah, or longer. longer. Yeah. But 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 no, I'm just saying, like, if you want retail, retail. Yeah. Like, what happens is we want to skip that line. You want the jeweler. You want the yeah, pay the markup, but yeah. but you start going it. Jewelers. You just, once you when I realize what jewelers is that you don't know. Mm. You could tell me yo this diamond is. Right. Da, 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 da. I don't really know. Right. I don't know. Yeah, because they're get, selling you at the end of the day. They're selling you at the end of the day. How do you really like, know? Rolex, if you go, go straight to Rolex, you go straight to Paddock, you go straight to Richard, this watch is going to sell anyway. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, why? Look, get, tell a layman who doesn't know anything about these watches what gives these things the value that they have. Well, because you can't get them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. you can't get them. Exclusivity. The rarity of it. Yeah. I think one of the greater lessons in it, though, as well is that they put out the report about 2053 black people have 0% wealth. And the idea was that we had zero assets to our name. You understand me? The idea when most people, we talk about assets versus liabilities. Buying something that's an asset versus buying something that's a liability. One increases your net worth, one decreases your net worth. Let's give an example of both. Right, so a watch can be an asset, Okay. right? Where- A car. 
a car, regular car. with that same watch, a, a, you bust it down, could be a liability. Absolutely. Historically, a car is depreciates the moment you get off the line. Guns are assets. I know people that invest in guns. Yeah, but I'm just saying the way people spend money. So let's say a person going to Booby Trap or Tootsie's, they spending money. You understand me? With a stripper throwing tens of thousands of dollars, that's a liability. You understand me? That money is not coming back. Yeah, it's not coming back. Yeah, that's going. That asset. We're in Miami, so I got to use relative but think about how much money how much money is spent at the that's strip club but right. if that money was went and put into her assets it goes to increasing your net worth because right. your net worth is going to be your assets minus your liabilities right. you understand me so your earned income your assets minus your debt Right, and so when you spending some money on something that doesn't give you a return, that's a liability or doesn't hold any value, right? right? So when we talking about buying watches or buying land or buying houses or stocks or crypto or gold, right. we're talking about the accumulation of wealth right. through okay. assets. So when you talking about liquidation events like with Kanye West, and we talking about evaluation, your true value is going to be based on your assets, mm. right? The things you own. Then the evaluation is saying that this is what it's worth or mm. possibly could be worth, mm. right? So with Black America, the goal everybody should be thinking about daily is, how can I take the money that I'm getting and put it in an asset class, mm. right? Most people don't think about that because we've never been educated about asset classes. We only know liabilities. <laughs> I believe that we over audit assets and under audit liabilities, meaning that if I tell you about an investment opportunity, you go overthink it. But if I say, let's go to the strip club, you say, let's go. Right. You understand me? So you would throw your money easily. You would now, spend your money both. easily. Let me, throw, <laughs> let, me just, let me just hold you down. Well, well, EFN is with brother, both. Brother, the biggest liabilities that we spend money on, right? right? When we're buying, buying brands, the, the, the Balenciaga, yeah. the pedal but you, brand, but, but you know why? And, and everything but you else. Because it's like when you don't <laughs> know ready. when you don't know what to do, you do what you know. Exactly. When you don't know what to do, you do what you know. So we know how to spend money on jewelry. Right. We know how to spend money in strip clubs. Right. We know how to. We know that's because that's familiar to us. Yeah. Right. We don't historically know how to invest in real estate, how to invest in stocks, how to invest in crypto. That's foreign. So. When you have a lack of education, what comes into fear, and especially when it comes to the money, you become frozen. You're not going to do anything if you, if you, this is why education is extremely important. Right. So education is actually the most important thing in life. Because when you realize that in this job market right now, no matter what, you can't even go outside and try to get a job. Like, you know what I mean? Like people are not hiring. They're, they're firing people at the biggest level. Fact. So it's like, when you realize at the end of the day, the education is the only thing that can save you. And like he said, not just a formal education as far as college, but what are you learning? This is what we've been able to provide is like real-time education where you can actually learn something, go outside and make money tomorrow. Whether you have a college degree or not, whether you have a felony or not, whether you have, you know, whatever or not, this is something that's extremely powerful. And like you said, it's also no. extremely dangerous. And that's yeah. why I, yeah. I, I, I yeah. got to commend y'all, like, to y'all face. We were bumping into each other, and I will always be like, what's up, y'all? But in my mind, I'm like, Man, I want to be like, yo, be careful. <laughs> like, you know, because y'all holding the same importance as a Martin or Malcolm. And I know that we don't have these nowadays, but it's, it's holding the same importance because what we have always missed is us being financially aware. And like, yeah. like for instance, most of us spend money before we have it. And what, what it is is we get the money yeah. and we think that it's actually there. And then we start spending mm -hmm. and then we forget that, one, we got to pay taxes on that. And then two... Uh, you know, 
it wasn't actually there. It was just there temporarily, yeah. and you just spent the money. So how, how does how, how how do you stop people from doing that? Like you said, it's the education. So like when we see that, like even having a conversation about Rolex, that's important. But like right. we come from education, where I was a teacher, right? And so I know in schools this isn't happening. So what right. we got to do? We got to create systems. We got to create in the Bronx, right? I was in the Bronx, yeah. The so Bronx. we we create. Yo, the, by the, the way, the, the research. Illest niggas, you teaching in the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie, that's like surviving Vietnam. I ain't gonna be, I'll be, I'll be you, you know, with the World War II. Go ahead. Nah, he's, he's talking real fast. <laughs> word, word. But that's the part. So when we can look inside the system and know there's nothing there to help right. our people, then we gotta create it. And so right. we just gotta have the courage to do it. But then we lead by example by actually showing people. And so when he's talking about, hey, we gotta create investments in asset classes, most people are like, well, what is that? Right. They don't even know that they're doing that. They right. just realize that they're consumers and they spend the money. So we spend right. it on all these brands we talk about, we spend it on in the strip club, but we never know that we can own. Right. You see what I'm saying? And that's the mind shift change that we have to have. So like when we come up here to talk about that, that's what we represent, like, ownership. Like the like, dude hustling on the block doesn't know that he could probably buy that house. He don't, that's what I'm saying, if he that, had the- That he's hustling, that you know, he's stashing you know, his you shit. You know what's so crazy is like, so my cousin is, is in jail right now, he's in the feds, and a few, few of my friends, but they tell me like, yo, y'all got a large following inside of here. Like yeah. people have really tapped in. And then I found out like there's guys that's trading crypto on, on cell phones, stuff like that. Like they really tapped in because I feel like you have an entrepreneurial spirit. That's it. Wow. You're just making the wrong decision. Yeah. But you're making the wrong decision because you're you ill-informed. Did. Yeah. yeah, you didn't know. When, you didn't when, know if you have the proper education, this is why it's a life or death matter as far as financial literacy is concerned. Because it's like, if you realize that you can make the same amount of money or even more money yeah. legally, like I don't think anybody really wants to be a drug dealer, but that's something that's attainable. It's, it's relatively easy. You know, you don't have to have a college degree and you can go outside tomorrow and begin no, your No, there's career. some people that want to be drug dealers. No, I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, I had to no, think no, about no, it. I had wow, to think wow, about wow, it. Wow, no, some no, motherfuckers no, don't no, got no, no hope. No, listen, listen, listen. They want to be drug dealers. No, 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 but they want to be it because a few things, right? The money, the attention, the lifestyle, all of that. What if, what, if, what if you can get all of those legally, legally yeah. right? Without having to risk your freedom, without having to look over your shoulders, without having to, without having to risk doing twenty years in jail. What if you can do all of that legally? So this yeah. is why when we go to Dykeman and it's like we on the floor, right. and they and they giving it like that's important for people to see, right? Because now it's like okay, now nah, you don't have to be a drug dealer to get that same level of hood admiration because it's important. Right. That hood love is right. important. Oh yeah, like you know what I'm saying. They, they, so they, it's they, like you did this. Is what this was the disconnect before. This corporate, but the corporate people, nobody ever saw them. Right. Nobody ever saw the suits. They never saw it. It's not attainable. They see us. They're right. gonna see us at some point. They might see us at booby trap. You never right. know. Right. 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 I got students who looking at me like, yo, that was my gym teacher. That, that was hard. That's so hard. you see what I'm saying? Nah, that's, so they, they, look, they looking at that's it like, great. yo. That's hard. Yo, he can do it. And, I and, just wanted them to go like, yo, this is a career that you can do, right? So like the, what we drive, what we wear, all that's very important, yeah. right? It's, they, the first thing they're going to do is see us. Like all right. the kids, you know what I'm saying? all the kids that are in our area, like they all trying to be entrepreneurs. Right. They all, they all <laughs> got merch lines. They making hoodies. They doing right. this. They trying to do that because now 
we are the people that they're looking up to. They're not looking up to the drug dealer because they ain't mm-hmm. really that many successful drug dealers to even look up to like that. Right, 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 right. So now it's like, damn, they really got, they got it right now. That's why I said nobody inherently wants to be a drug dealer. Right. They want to be it because of the environment that they're in and what they're seeking in their options and they make deductive reasonings right. and they say, okay, this is the best option for me at this time. Right. But now they're seeing us on social media, well, a million, 1.2 million followers. They're seeing us we're, we on drink chance, we wearing whatever we want to wear, we going to the games. We're we fly as hell, goddamn yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're wearing supplies. Yeah. Yeah. But, that, but that's important for them to see. Right. Yeah. So now, that, now the admiration changes. Right. And the aspiration changes. And, and now that's they something. They're trying to figure out how they can do it on the entrepreneurial side. Not to cut your wisdom. But, but that's something that's been our responsibility here, right? right? We know that, number one, the drug dealer is the old trope, like trope, right. rather. Right. Like YouTubers are making more than drug dealers and rappers. Right. You understand me? So even being inspired rapper or drug dealer that's the old idea of success in a culture when we didn't have as much exposure right, wow. right? now we don't have say a youtuber is making more than a yeah, youtubers yeah, and yeah, tiktokers yeah. they dancing while these cats is, is, is out there risking their life and getting more money yeah. wow. they may be doing airbnb they may be doing toro or doing credit and they're making more money vacation right reviews. now there's so many different ways to create different streams of income you have to be lazy not to pick one up mm-hmm. wow. you understand me so now we are living in a time where we don't have excuses. Wow. You understand me? It's like, and, and it also goes towards when you talk about being dangerous and educating our people and picking up entrepreneurship. I don't care if you're in the streets, you're in the trap. It's a mindset thing, right? right? It's 80% mindset, 20% skill set, right? Mindset, you can master any skill set. If you can teach young men, right, how to develop the mind of a man, because a man is his mind. Right, your ability to take ideas out your head and bring them into reality. That's how I know if you're a real man. Right. You understand me? Otherwise, I can't tell if your mind working at right. all. Right. You just chasing women to get some dollars. That's low level activity. That's right. easy. That's, low that's hang, nothing. Low, low hanging fruit. Right. Yeah. But what is the vision that we have for Black America? Right. We was just we went through Little Haiti. We went to Carroll City, right? And we were just walking around. And we was asking like, what is the vision y'all got for y'all neighborhood though? Right. When we get mad at gentrification, they come in and beautify and make the neighborhood better and bring in businesses, but gentrification is not a bad thing. Right. If we gentrify our own hoods, we're taking value and we're bringing stock into it. We open up it. black bucks. Exactly. So Starbucks. Well, like, like, I you know, Angela E got her shit over there. Somebody trademark. Right? Uh, Angela E got her, her business yeah. over there, right? Yeah. Like, you would look at that business if it wasn't black owned and say, yo, this is a sign of gentrification, right? right? That's not a bad thing, though. Right. So, like, what we're doing, we got an event in Chicago, and it's about rebuilding Chicago, like reimagining what is your vision you have for your neighborhood? How can you see it better? And then how can the people collectively in those neighborhoods put money together to own it? Right. Even when we're owning businesses, we don't own the building. We're paying right. rent to a landlord that's not from our community, right. right? So they have the longevity, but our businesses come and go, come and go. And if they want to kick us out to somebody that doesn't look like us, they have that power. So not only do we have to become men where we want to take ownership in our environments have control because it ain't your hood if you don't own it mm-hmm. right you understand me it's not that's your let's plantation that's the type of time he was on and yeah. that's that's when i think of when i think of things like that that's like it's inspiring to see him have that whole strip more like you know what i'm saying like that's that's what we really got to focus more on is like the entrepreneurship, the ownership, because it's like, I don't care how good you rap, at some point in time, people are gonna get tired of you. Right. I don't care how fast you are, at some point in time, your, but, handle, but, your handle's but, not but, gonna be the same. Using Nip, using Nip as an example, 
uh, he went back to his own hood. We invested in his own hood, but that's where he died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So a lot of us is turned off by that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of us are saying, yo, he did the right thing. Some of us are saying, listen, the right thing ain't to do it here. Yeah. Well, I think there's a way you go about it. It's always the right thing, but you have to do it in the right way. Right. You understand me? And I think because, that- Because I'll be honest with you. Some people don't want to be saved. That's yeah, I don't care how much they want to say it, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you put a person in a position, you send a person a boat, they want a yacht. But also, also, I think it's important for us to gentrify other people's neighborhood as well. Like, I'm, why not have a restaurant in a, in a white neighborhood? Uh, like, they do uh, it to us. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it's like, why not? Like, we got to think bigger than just the neighborhood. Like well, the, yeah, the, I mean, the whole world, America. Not, not, not to say that you said that, but, 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 but the we whole, often do that, though. I understand, we often yeah. do but do restaurants in every other place but our own. Nah, That's but why we, I said gentrify but, but, ours as well. We really well. don't, though, because most of our neighborhoods is in a, a couple mile radius. That's why when we do an event, we did an event in London at Royal Albert Hall. We're not going to be in a community center, we're going to be in the most prestigious venue in Europe. Because they colonized nah, we us, so we're going to be first to favor. Like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I feel like yeah. we should be able to stand anywhere. We should be able to be in Harlem. We should be able to be in Times Square. Right. Like, right. don't don't just marginalize us in just one area and one community because nobody else is marginalized. But, like, yeah. but, but, we, but, we, but I, 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 I do want to say too. that, though, because when I went out there to Brownsville and stuff, one thing I did notice, right? You got all these young men. We walking through the streets with the bro Rube, Amir, Fahim, you understand me, and, and, and some other people. And the young people that's coming up asking us questions like, bro, what can I do, blah, blah, blah. You have people in that neighborhood that are community organizers. They have uh, programs that can teach and educate people financial literacy, but most people don't know nothing about it. You understand me? You go through those same neighborhoods and everybody wants to tell you the stories of all the crimes and the issues that have happened there and then the opportunity that they had where they could have bought this house and it would have been worth this much, right? right? And so the idea of owning our neighborhoods is just that. Like, there's assets and there's value there that we walk past every day and we depreciate it with criminality. Mm -hmm. You understand me? So it's this idea of looking around and saying that, damn, can I own my home? Can I own my environment? And that's something that I think is is obtainable to the average person, giving them a vision of why you grinding, giving you a vision of why you hustling in the first place. Right. It's to own everything around. When you go outside, you, you traveling through Miami, how many buildings you look at and be like, that's a black person that look like me that own that? When I go through anywhere in the world, whether we traveling through Europe, whether we traveling through the islands or throughout America, when I look at skyscrapers, they're not owned by black men and women. We don't own the world. And that's why it's important to, to not just think locally. Don Peebles is the well, only no, black you know, real estate. Big, big global no, I'm just saying, but Don Peebles don't. <laughs> Don, Peebles, we global. Don Peebles the only black real estate developer that had a hotel in South Beach. A lot of people don't even know that. Royal Palm. Remember that hotel? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Royal Palm. That was owned by a black real estate developer. Oh, wow. So it's like, that's important because it's like, we got to be, see what they do? Okay. Thanks, Mr. Lee. All right. Thank you, Mr. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. What they, Drink chat facts from the back. <laughs> what they do is they love, to, they love to, I used to be a financial advisor, right? So there's different levels of racism. So it's like, they'll put you in a box. It's like, you're the black financial advisor. Right. You're working with black people or you're the black agent, all of your clients are black people, when every other person can work with any single person that they want. So why is it always segregated for us to only stay in one box with our people in our neighborhood? Like, nah, like if I'm, I wanna be able to work with Taylor Swift and whoever, like, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, if you're the most educated and you're the best person, then why are you relegated to just a small percentage of the population? Mm. 
that's the only, that only happens with black people. If you see an Indian person, he could be a CEO of a company. Nobody even thinks about it, right? right? It only happens with black people when black people have to stay within a small box, work with your own, that's it. Nah, you should be able to expand all over the world. If the world is yours, then the world really should be yours. But that, but it goes, it goes, to, it like, it goes, it goes to aspiration, right? Exactly. Like, so exactly. if you look at the neighborhoods like he's talking about, even inside of our neighborhoods, do we? what do we own, right? If we look at anything in the beautician area, we don't own that. Cosmetics, we don't own that. Here you go, because I wanted to say this. Yeah. If you think about the idea of the project, no one owns the project. Oh, yeah, somebody somebody, nah, somebody, somebody do own the project. An uh, individual that lives oh, there, yeah, yeah, individual yeah, that yeah, lives yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, 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 city might own it, or yeah. you know, or like like Left Rack. I've just met the person that owns Left Rack. Just I'm in college party, and he walks up to me. He was like, "You've been repping my family forever," and I didn't know whether to take that. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, like, what the hell? Like? Think about oh, that. It, oh, it, yeah. felt, it felt. His name was Left Rack. It, Yes. Was it really? Seriously. Yeah, yeah. He this is this is this is the the heirs. Like this is like the, the, and he's sitting there, we had a great time. We sat there, we had drinks, but it was just like it was just like hearing that like That's wow, crazy. someone Incredible. actually And he just owned, met you. Yeah, yeah. This is the this was like the 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 grandson of the, the person that actually owns it. But like cuz we're not city owned. Right. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, um, it's like co-op city. Yeah, like co-op city. Co-op. So so I actually met and it's like wow, like but when you look at Queensbridge, like I remember me hanging out in Queensbridge, this was back in the days, and Donald Trump had a letter in front of everyone's door and was like, yo, I'm paying everyone $10,000 to move out. Because he wanted to knock down Queensbridge okay. and he wanted to make the Trump Towers mm-hmm. in Queensbridge. Prime- I don't know if y'all remember this. This is- uh, no. What happened? This- what happened? I mean, it's, it's prime city real estate, right? Yeah. If you look yeah. about it, I mean, the Queen views. It's definitely prime real estate. It's right on the river. Yeah, yeah, you see what I'm saying? Can't get much you can, than you, that. you yeah, see better. Manhattan from outside your window, so you're looking at it like an opportunity, but we're looking at it like, yo, I rep here. But and I don't know here. That's why Long Island City is so kind of nice, right? Exactly. Because they couldn't actually fix Queensbridge. Not to say they can't fix it, but they couldn't get what they wanted out of that deal. So they made everything around it nice and they left that shit. That's fucked up. That's how they play the game. Just think about what I just said. It's a lesson. They tried to buy it. Yeah. They couldn't get it. And they said, you know what? I'll build around it. And they left it. There's nothing like upgraded from Queensbridge other than the cameras for the 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 precinct, the police station there. You know what I mean? But look, but think about it though, because it's like, all right, the favelas in Brazil, saying like a lot of these places is prime real estate, right? So it's like, okay, it's gonna be difficult to knock down, was it 96 buildings? Yeah, yeah, Queensbridge. It's difficult to knock down 96 buildings, right? But you really can't get much better prime real estate is right on the water. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. And then they got the Pepsi factory right up Across. the fucking yeah. road. Yep. So if we could just build around it, and then you put police all around it so you make it a safe neighborhood now. You now it's a safe it. neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. just dangerous in Queensbridge. Just yeah. in that area. So it's like, all right, just keep it at a minimal. Right. Don't disturb the outside situation, and we can keep this thing going. And, yeah. that's, and that's what happens all over the world, but it's like, you know, ultimately, people understand that Nothing is going to stop the money from being made. Right? right? Like, nothing's going to stop the money from being made. This right. is what people got to understand. Like, we're in America. That's why I don't really get into, like, this capitalistic conversation and all that, because this is America at the end right. of the day. Of course we're going to be capitalists. Right. This, is, this is what this country is built on. This right. is what this whole world is built on. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, you either participate or you become a victim. But, but how much we have to also understand that we're still suffering the effects of colonialism to this day. Colonialism, slavery, which is all really colonialism. All of that is colonialism. I I believe in being rich and righteous. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said something to the tune about being righteous capitalists, right? To where the, the, the idea of having wealth and obtaining economic 
power, you understand me, is key. That's always been something that all of our leaders throughout time have talked about. But it's making sure that there's integrity in what we do, right? And making sure that there's righteousness and morals in everything that we do. Otherwise, we will move just for the money. Right. You understand me? And when you move just for the money, you go out to sell yourself. You will sell your people out, mm -hmm. right? And this is what we've seen throughout time. We haven't seen righteous capital right. to what we're talking about mm. making money but attached to a social good, right. right? Like, there's many different types of entrepreneurship and ways to make money. And with us being some of the most creative people on the planet Earth, you understand me? Like, what we do, and we have products of health and financial literacy, and we're throwing events, and we're creating shows. All of these are attached to social goods, but we're making money. Right. You understand me? Why? Because we have knowledge of marketing, knowledge of branding, right? We have knowledge of sales, knowledge of design, knowledge of financial literacy and media and content creation. So we can utilize our knowledge and creativity, but it's also going to be trajected to where our character is as well. And where my passion is, which for me particularly, is for our people. So I believe that there's an easy way to where your people can benefit off the goods that you do, but also you can do global business, as my brother said. Right. When we're talking about starting locally, there's so many people who may never go outside the country. Mm -hmm. right. So just giving them a vision of owning their neighborhood is for the people that's not leaving their neighborhood. Right, right. You understand me? Then you have people that excel beyond those and be like, well, I want to own restaurants and I want to franchise or I want to do you know, global real estate and have you know, property in Africa and property in these different islands, right? That's a different type of game. So, you know, with us, it always feels like we starting at from scratch. You understand me? Where we are right now. But really, we don't have to. We're living in the greatest time of having the greatest resources and technology on the planet Earth. And it takes a few good men to do it. If we look at the culture right now, there's somebody that can take a check and be like, I can buy every major podcast in the culture. Uh. Right? And that check... Ain't go cross over a billion. Right. You understand me? Which means that they can own all the black media wow. at a snap of their fingers if they wanted to. Wow. The question is, how much is black media worth? Right? Because we get to control the ideas, the narratives, the belief systems, the imaging that is put out there in front of our people. There's a reason that they control it because they understand. If I can project that into your mind, into your woman's mind, <laughs> then y'all going to give birth to whatever reality that I tell y'all is real. Wow. You understand me? So now it's up to us to where... Thank you all for having us on. We having high-level conversations. Right. Before I started high-level conversations and we getting millions of views, people were saying that that's not going to work. People are not going to want to sit for long-term right. and listen to high-level, in-depth, intellectual conversations. But lo and behold, we have to show them how to do it the right way. Okay. So it's, we take consciousness and education as a luxury. Mm -hmm. So instead, okay, well, let's present it in a luxurious manner. Let's right. make it aspirational. Let's right. make it something you want to obtain. Right, because right? most men don't see being a man, standing up for yourself, getting money, right, having social influence and power as their true goal. Right. They just want some money and some hoes, and they happy. Right. So the integrity and the character is missing in our culture. So you're not going to get us as a people. Because they're like, ain't nothing wrong you, with that. <laughs> no, but, 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 but in sorry, reality, sorry, you're not going to get us face. as a people to make any real strides. The right. type that we... We innately want to see it. Like, there's a spirit. I don't care who you are. There's a spirit of us that just wish we just came together. They just wish we did that. They don't have to be wishes if you have real men and women. You understand me? Like, this, like a, a, a wish is, you know, a goal without work. 
You understand me? If we put that work in, then there's no more wishes. They're just reality. Mm. So what mm. we're talking about is educating you on how to do it. Once you have the knowledge how, you're now accountable for either being lazy or giving birth. Mm. Right? A man's mind is his womb. Mm. Right? If you have an idea here, you don't give birth to it, that's because you aborted it. Procrastination is the abortion clinic of ideas. Oof. Right? You have an idea, but do you have the willfulness? Do you have the intent? Do you have the knowledge to go bring that into reality? I ain't saying whether it's hard or not. A man is meant to go through challenges. He is meant to go through the darkness. He is meant to go through all of that and still project his reality. Because look at every other man and woman. They've done it. You don't think they had challenges? You don't think that they went through some of the hardest routes in the world? No. But each one of these ideas is small to who we are, mm -hmm. right? Our power as gods, our power as men and women, as kings and queens on this planet Earth, that means that you can't tell me if we believe that we were the comedic people that built the pyramids and the Mansa Musas, you understand me, and the Hannibal Barkas, the, the father of military genius and the two saints around the world, Come on, something like owning our neighborhood and owning some skyscrapers, that should be a snap of a finger mm. before people who know who they are. Yeah. That, but that goes to the, the exposure, right? So the exposure plus the education. Mm -hmm. When you put those two things together, they see it and now they educate on it. Now it becomes something that's super attainable. That's why I, like we, they have to see us do it. They got to see y'all do it. Because it's right. like, wait, we sold them in one avenue, but now we're seeing them doing this. Right. It's, a, it's, well, a, it's a complete evolution. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was... And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made Raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to catch you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations 
Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question. I promise you have to go. I have to go. <laughs> but it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, yay. Yay, let's talk about it. Yay said that he wanted to build a community that was fully self-sufficient, that nothing outside would come in the community or go out of the community. It sounded like a good idea back then. (laughs) Let me ask you this, because I watched the whole interview. Mm. I watched the whole interview. Um, What was your thoughts reflecting on that situation? What's your thoughts on that situation? The George Floyd part went over my head. Because most of the time... That was like in the first 15 minutes of the interview. It was like first five minutes, I think. It was yeah, it might, it might yeah, be yeah, even the yeah. first five minutes. And one of the things that I always get critiqued about is like cutting people off. Mm. So I was sitting there just trying to let him like kind of talk. But I realized that that's the time I should have cut him off. Mm. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I should have cut him <laughs> But I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see that to the next day. The next day because it was like, yo, he basically asked him, can we film today and throw it Put out it tomorrow. Out but by the way... <sighs> There's a lot. <laughs> if I would, ah. We can make a documentary about that. <laughs> oh, oh, come on, we're here. That everything that happened with this. That's a documentary by itself. But when his name was brought up, that was the least of our concern because like, he had compared him to Martin Luther King at one point. And it was just like, it was just all over the place. Had I been able to <clears throat> sit back and analyze it a little bit more. Because really what it was, I'm being honest, this is the first time I've been addressing this question, and I, I, I would love to do so. Like, we kind of, like, felt snubbed a little bit. Mm. because well, well, let me say me. Let me not throw you in, in there. Like, how are we going to win the BET Award, God bless, with somebody who just got six episodes? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so oh, yeah. God bless. God bless. God, God bless Shorty. Bless. God bless Shorty. Like, because that's not her. That's not her fault at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. But at the same token, it was like, all right, cool. We wanted, so I, I was supposed to, when I got the phone call, I was like, right, let me relax. Because it was something about his energy that wasn't like the same. Low off. Yeah. It, but he didn't warn me. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't say, yo, I'm going to say this. He didn't say, I'm on but we, this. But we already knew what time he was. Nah, I knew, but I wasn't thinking it. So, that's my take on it was like after looking at it and after seeing because the thing is I'm not into hurting people when I was you know you both brought up the war report you know that was that was a time in my life you know I outgrew that and, and I love who I am right now I make people happy yeah people see me what's up Nori people think they know me <laughs> they, yeah. most people most people who meet me they never even met me they just see me and be like yo what's up bro yeah. And they love, I like to remain that person. And that took away. And which a lot of people don't know was it was him who told me to take it down. Mm. Oh, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Mm. It was him who told me to take it down. Oh, yeah? Okay. I mean, I didn't feel like that should have been public information because it wasn't like he said, yo, take it down and tell everyone yeah. to be public about it. But he was like, yo, I was like, yo, I want to take the George Floyd part out and I want to take out, you know, the such and such part out. And he was like, well, if you got to take it out, then, you know, Take it all down. And I was just like, all right, cool. And by the way, we could have been assholes. We could have still made money off of this. Yeah. That interview is still all over the place, but mm-hmm. we didn't want to make money because the fact is the word got back that George Floyd family said that we said it. 
Like, you know, as a journalist, I've seen Oprah interview Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, she ain't yeah. pull her interview down. Yeah. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I've seen, I've seen that. So as a journalist... So it to mean you agree with everything yeah. that you... Yeah, give us as, a journalist, as a journalist, I did nothing wrong. Yeah. Yeah. As a person who has morals, a person that stands with my black community, I felt like I let them down. So I felt like, you know... I this, th- this, uh, this... I when think it com- something yeah. like that, okay. brother. I feel like this is deep. This is deep. This is the first time we talk about it. Let's yeah. go, goddamn it! Let's go, goddamn it! Let's go. Then we I gonna mean, do shots. You know, we gotta learn this shit up. <laughs> that moment was historical, regardless, yes, yes, right? Yes. Everything that transpired from that moment was historical. Yes. I think it's a it's a key lesson in that though, because the reason Kanye came to y'all because he wanted a media platform. Yep. Right. You understand me? He specifically wanted a black media platform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not easy for when a black man does do something that goes against the grain to also have a platform. Right. Right? So it's very important that and black Revolt media didn't tell me to take exists. it down, by the way. Right. Revolt didn't tell us. But they laughed at us when we was like, yeah. Because they told us, don't put it up. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, and then but, but, we put it up. And, 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 and I was like, take it down. And say, oh, really? <laughs> that's key for everybody to <laughs> know that Revolt <laughs> didn't tell y'all to yeah. take it down. Yeah. Because a lot of people they blame did. Revolt when Revolt still put it out there because yep. the idea was to give a voice. Yes. You understand me in yes, the platform. Yes. Whether you agree with it or not. He right. went on yes. Piers Morgan show. No one cared about Piers Morgan. All yeah. of these other shows. Tucker Tossin. There was no that was the last backlash black from none of those people because Until to them, that's regular traditional media giving voices. Right. You understand me? In right. black media, everybody wants to control our voice. Right. Right? We right. try to bully each other. Right. right? Even get in the suit, that's bullying each other. Right. Because we don't try to bully other people because we right. know they got back up in power, wow. right? Deep and shit. we do that no, within no, no, our own neighborhood. They definitely tried to bully me, but go ahead. Yeah, we do that within our own yes. neighborhoods, right? Uh, yes. We bully each other because we know you ain't got backup. Yep. And then the police but you're not going to touch that run. white boy or touch that cop because yeah. they yeah. got backup. Yeah, the, yeah, the police come. It's the same run. thing yeah. with everybody else in their networks. So I think that in that moment, we have to understand that black media is still in an infantile stage right. as far as us having these platforms. Right. So moments like that were historical and set precedents. That no, we can have conversations even when we are of disagreement. We can make mistakes on our platform, right? right? But we don't have to be canceled. You understand me? And seem like we being criminalized and shunned and and, and crucified. No. Black men have the right to have their voice whether you disagree or agree with it. And that's something that America ain't never let us have. But I think think to add my my two cents to it... um, Sometimes I want your two cents. Sometimes yeah, I think in that documentary, they uh, Kanye's mom said it's, it's hard for a giant to see himself in the mirror. Some, something to that effect, and mm-hmm. I feel like it's hard for us to fully understand how powerful we are because we're in it. Right. So, like for you guys, right. I don't right. even think you might not even fully understand how important your platform is. Right. Even Definitely though you know now, you, you know I'm just saying. <laughs> I was ignoring it then. I'll so tell you that. What I'm saying is that uh-huh. when I looked at the interview, I looked at it like he was coming to you guys right. to talk about a lot of serious issues. Right. And I feel like it, it, it was a little lighthearted sometimes, right. Right. even with the shots or like the hip-hop yeah. conversations. Right. 
And I feel like, because you probably was looking at it was just a regular interview. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is Drink Champs. Like, yeah, yeah. At the yeah, end yeah. of the day, I want y'all to be as, as comfortable as y'all could be, but at the end of the day, I'm still going to try to get y'all. Sometimes it's Drink Champs, sometimes it's Think Champs. Now I've got to be, no, no, you got Think Champs. But you said a key word. You said journalist. Yeah. I was just going to touch on that. That's what you are. touch on Yeah. So it's like. I don't like saying that. I don't like considering it. Why not? Yeah, but we are to a certain extent. We are to a certain extent. So I feel like, so when Ye comes on, he's looking at, okay, this is a platform where I can reach millions of people. Mm -hmm. And it's hip hop culture. It's my peers. Here's but my thing. Here's my thing. Our last interview, he kind of like warned me of what he wanted to talk about. So I was prepared for that. Had he would have said, yo, you know, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. I would have hit 19 keys. I would have hit, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I would have had something people there that is knowledgeable of this Be political. Prepared, better prepared. Yeah, because when it goes political and it goes deep. It's a little bit too much for me. You know yeah. what I mean? But that that's, but BC, also, that's BCU though, right? Because right. in a certain sense, like I know my strengths. Right. But right. I felt like when he came, he looked at it like I, this is a safe place for me. That's definitely right. And it was. And it doesn't mean well, that. Before it's, you finish, let me just yeah, tell you something. Let me just tell you something. One of the biggest compliments I've ever had was after I interviewed Kanye the first time, and we went to Prime One Twelve, and all the black women came up to him and said hi. And he was like, this is the first time black woman is saying hi to me. And I was just like, what? This was like, I, I, I was blown away because he was like, yo, this is what you gave to me. So I was like, holy shit. He was like, you gave me my oh, people back. Exactly. This I was going to say gave it back. So, so he just kept, like, and then, and then, and then this time I felt like. <laughs> but, but, but before you finish your point, there, there, there's something to my appreciate bad. about that interview as well. Because the George Floyd thing, that happened in the first five minutes. Right. And I feel like that was an easy, low-hanging fruit to serve to the population right. while ignoring the other 95% right. of the interview, right. right? Because now you don't have to have real discussions on the poignant points, right. truths, and facts that he right. actually brought up. Right. Yeah. And the reason that he was happy that he came on there and you gave him a platform to speak truth, right. be revolutionary in his thought, right. unfiltered, and his people loved him for that. Mm -hmm. So he wanted to come back and do the same thing. Right. In his mind, he was doing that. Right. And so... And the rest of the interview, whether you agree with that part or disagree, that doesn't matter. We have to get to a point as a people where we're not distracted by the things that we disagree with, but we have commonality on the things that we do agree with. Like, like, yeah. like, like sorry to cut you off, but he said, I can say some such and such things. Yeah. But he never actually said it. He did. He was just he, it was like the, the and one that shot was his goal, yeah. wasn't it? Right. His, his goal was to get out of the contract. I think that people make it seem like I, Adidas I just dry dropped yes. him. He said years before. Yeah, he said weeks before. I'm trying to get out this deal. They doing me right. wrong. Right. So for me, it looks like a strategy. Right? Okay. You can call it crazy, right. but the reality of it is you have a goal, you do something, and then you successfully get that, and then everybody call you a failure for it. Right. That doesn't make sense to me, because right. if you can't control the narrative of what just happened, everybody else puts their spin on it. Right. Yeah. I, that's I, what he was talking about. I just want to go back to that point about journalism, because that's how y'all got to... Like, when people right. said that about us at first, I'm like, nah, bro, like, I'm just educated, bro. I'm just doing my job, but like... You're actually creating a platform where this is journalism. So right. When he right. came here, it was for a safe space. Mm -hmm. right. He said some things that you may not agree with, but you right. allow him the space to say it. Right. And so in, inside of it, it was like, well, what is your job now to do? Are you right. supposed to, like, hey, re rebuke him or let him speak? Because that's what a journalist truth. will do. A trained right. journalist has the tools to rebuttal. Yeah, but, the, right. but, sometimes, but, sometimes, but sometimes, sometimes, but the strength sometimes. is knowing, like, yo, that, sometimes. Might not, that might not be my strength. 
Right. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's like, I can't interview R. Kelly. Like, come on, man. So R. Kelly said, where's the camera? Where's the camera? I would have walked out. Like, come on. Like, like, that's not my strength. You know I mean, what I'm they saying? do it on 60 Minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think, sorry, I I think you can talk to anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably could talk to anybody. But the, the, the part was, what you said, I was going to allude to it. It was like, to get my people back. Right. right, so for so long he's been in that space where it feels like yo he's yeah, he's talking ridiculous. Like, listen to what he's saying. He doesn't like he doesn't support black people. But right. where's the one place I can go? Where I can get him back like this, and that was you. Right, right. And so it was like it's it's interesting that you said that part. Like when you went outside and it was like he felt that because yeah. he knew intentionally. Like this is the well, place. I got to see it myself. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and and it wasn't just regular black women. It was a couple of the big black women. And that's you know <laughs> that's real black women. When you got you know what I mean, heavy set black woman. That's mamas right there. Yeah. Like and he was like, Ma, that's what he said to me. He was like, mamas. Mm. Said black. All right, cool. You know, since Kim, yeah. black woman hasn't really fucked with me. Right. Talk to him. But then when I seen the mamas, I was like, holy shit. Because I'm like, they hardly fuck with me. They fuck with me because of loving hip-hop. They're like, I see you on loving hip-hop, boy. Like, all right, cool. That's a lot of power. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of power. But see, there was only two platforms he could have came. Drink Champs. Now, he didn't know he could have came to high-level conversations. God damn it. God damn it. God damn it. Hey, you know. And, and, you know, to a couple of y'all journalists. It's still nice. Still I'm, I'm it's sorry, still this, might, this might fuck us up. We, we, we review it. To a couple of y'all journalists, like, no, Ian, Ian is out of line. Um, why would they let Kanye? Shut up. Oh. He ain't calling you. That's a fact. He, he ain't calling you. you. Right. Yeah. Let's just keep it 100. Yeah, he ain't right. calling you since, neither. <laughs> so relax. You know, people always criticize. <laughs> My bad. I had to say that for a long time. Ian, you stay out of it. <laughs> No, because certain people, I ain't gonna lie, that was critiquing me. And I'm looking like they're like, no, he's out of line for taking con. No, I'm not. This is still one of the most, regardless if you believe in his views or you believe in his ideology, which I didn't most, know until lot, he got here. A lot of the people that, that criticize him don't own their platform. Yes, they don't Come own on, their right. They couldn't take so, him so, on. Yeah. So it's not because like, they didn't want to, like, but it's, they it's couldn't. Like we got to mm. be careful with criticizing if we're not in a position to criticize. Okay. Like, there's workers and there's bosses. Bosses and workers aren't in the same conversation. But, but, but how about Nike with, with Kyrie? Like, no, nah, but let me just finish okay, that. Okay, let's though. go. Because that's important. Okay. Ownership is real big for us. Yes. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, we, we have to be, and there's nothing wrong with being a worker, but conduct right. yourself as so. Mm. Problem is that a lot of times we're workers and we talk to each other as we're bosses. Mm. We have to be extremely careful of how we speak to each other because language is important. Mm. So it's like, just be careful because you wouldn't talk to somebody else in that same manner because I haven't seen you talking to anybody else in that same manner. Right. Mm. You ain't talk to Tucker Carson in that manner. You mm -hmm. ain't talk to Pierce Morrison in that manner. You ain't talk to anybody in that manner. Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Except yeah. for... Yeah, let's talk them all, throw them yeah. all out there. Yeah. Come outside! Except, yeah. except for the person that you deem as your peer. Yeah. But we're not peers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's important for people to understand because I feel like it's, it's gotten so comfortable with Twitter, even with the Deion Sanders. Like, we got so comfortable disrespecting each other. Each other. It's, it's so easy. You know what I'm saying? It's, so, it's easy. so easy. But it's like, like I said, be careful how we speak to each other because words are important. And you could say something that could end your life or right. end somebody else's life. Mm -hmm. And it's like a lot of times people end up in a penitentiary or they end up dead based off of emotions, based off of words. But then when you really look at it, it wasn't even that serious but conflict resolution. How do we disagree with somebody in an honorable manner? 
how do we disagree with somebody without trying to publicly embarrass them? Mm -hmm. Because right. now you publicly embarrass them, nobody wins because now it's only right. going to escalate, it's going to escalate, escalate, escalate to the point where it might not even lead to violence, but it's, it's so much disrespect that the relationship is completely yeah, yeah. over. There's no reconciliation. Even Meek Mills, no one actually knows what they're beefing over. Or I, if they even beefing. Like, we know that he I said don't think they really beefing. Name a couple of times, and Meek just responded, well, he didn't add him or nothing like that. But the fact is, like, none of us know that. Like, yeah, I, I, and that's why I think public, and that's one thing, and I love Ye. Ye ain't yeah. one of my favorites of all time, but I just yeah. wish that summertime he would just stop talking so much. Yeah, Good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, how I, that's how I was brought up. Like, I don't talk. Like, I feel like... You heard the record he put on Instagram? A new yeah. one? Yeah. It's like yeah. a snippet, right? Yeah, snippet. Yeah. People like that one. Yeah. I feel like... It's kind of fly, How, how I was raised is like, men don't talk like that. Like, this is a new era where men just feel so comfortable speaking about well, other men, about other men's money, about other men. Like, well, that's, that's not... That's a great question towards you. That's not how I was brought up. Like, yeah, I agree. like Is that money? Are we blaming that on money? Are we blaming... No, nah, I just feel nah. like that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a lack of code of ethics from childhood. But also... Like, I'm but let me, let me just finish that because it's important. It's a code of ethics from childhood where you understand that Okay, some things you don't speak about. You don't speak about somebody else like publicly. You don't discredit somebody. You don't talk about somebody else's money, especially if you don't have a complete understanding of knowledge. Like you looking crazy out here. Like Dr. Umar said that. Um, why are you laughing? Honey lash. No, no, honey lash. But but but, but even before even before your point, five thousand lashes. Five thousand lashes. You had a good point. I'm sure you about to say about Umar and Kyrie, but when it comes to speaking. You understand me? It's because my brother is right on code of ethics. But it's also men are afraid to speak truth nowadays as well. Right, right. So the refreshing aspect of Kanye was that he's speaking a lot of truth. Whether you believe he stood or lived for that truth, that doesn't matter. Right. Well, what he said true. Right. And we know that most of us will agree, right? But not publicly, right? You understand like Dave Chappelle me? agreed on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah. but I'm saying like people with platforms don't speak the truth way. because his way. His way. You, yeah. you're afraid of being deplatformed. You're right. afraid of being demonetized. And I didn't see anything that Dave Chappelle said offensive. No, yeah, he nah. ain't said. Shout out but to he, Dave Chappelle, one of the greatest not, to ever not. do That's it. Say, the way he did it, was, he didn't say nothing offensive. It, it, it was. It was in jest, but it was light, but it was heavy at the same time because what he was saying was pretty much what Ye was saying. And he was kind of he was kind of taking shots at Kanye on the low, in my opinion. Yeah, but it, it was it, well thought out. It was well thought, yeah, yeah. Was well thought right. out. That's like Ye has these thoughts, and it's just from my opinion. Like he has these thoughts, and yes, some of them make sense. Yeah. But yeah. the delivery all the time is like right. Ah, it ain't what you say. It's, like it's how you say it. Yeah. Or he yeah. heard something. He got a source of information that was like, "Yo, I just got this new information." And I know what that's like when you get information you want to yeah. share. It. Yeah. But you did you do the death of, of research on that information that you got, or did you just take the source and be like, "All right, that's it. I'm running with it." Right. And it that's feels like sometimes thinking. it's like, "Yo, yeah. I got it. I'm out of right. here with it." And now let me go do the research. And then, on it. and then also society acts like they don't know what you are trying to say. Right, right, you understand right, right, right. me? Right. So people demonize you for what you said, exactly how you said it, the <laughs> exactly. way you said it. But come on now, you know what he was trying to say. You know what the context right. was Take behind it. Context, it. Right. So even if you get somebody that's ignorant on the subject, but they speaking on something that's real, they may not know. And the way you can attack them is try to get them to go more in-depth and detail on that. Knowing that it's true, but you know you can attack them on the weaknesses of them not being able to fully be defensible on that point. You understand me? And that's how the media does it. And that's how society does it to deceptively manipulate people. You understand me? That that's always been the way. Right. So for me, I'm one of those people that, well, I know what you were trying to say. Here's the context behind it. There's truth behind it. There's facts behind it. And a lot of black men are afraid to speak up and to speak a truth because of look at what happened. 
Right. You understand me? Like, we know that the business world has been taxing and playing black men and women for years, that the industry has always been unfair based on whoever owns it. Right. But when we speak up on that, we can never be direct. And when you do, it's because you're already in the pocket of the people that you're trying to speak up against. So therefore, you can never truly speak your mind when you're owned by the people you're speaking against. Mm -hmm. You understand me? And so that's the most dangerous thing that we have to get to a point where we're growing now. Mm -hmm. Black men are having these conferences, whether it's us or whether it's people just being inspired, that no, we own our voice. That's it. Right? That, we that, can say what we want to say when we want to say it, and you goddamn know what the fuck I meant. That's right. a part of it. So like, even when we're saying like, yeah, we got to own our voice. We got to create our own platforms. Yeah, that's true, right? Because after y'all, that's the last black platform he's been on. If you look at it, system like everyone has never been led by us. But wow. if it's only y'all, well. then if I do y'all and there's a backlash, now where do I go? Yeah, well, high level yeah. conversations. But that's only two, yeah, right. like you know what I'm saying? Like shout out to EYL Network. But it's the number one. <laughs> right, but it's right, the number right, one. Right. But I'm just saying, like you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, if we only got two options, right. then I, I might have to go to different outlets. My thing with with, with him is just like, and I've always said this is like. Right now, I mean, we've seen his career. We've seen how it's played out. We, we, we know Ye goes through these, these, these times in his life, and it's like, at some point, it's like, who's going to stop putting the mic in front of him? No, I don't even know, if it's, know. It's, if it's about not putting it. I think that what we have in our culture is, you know, because I don't think sometimes just shutting up is the answer. Getting to the point and the crux of it, because everything that he talks about is bigger than him. Right. right? So at some point in time, we got to stop trying to blame the messenger and we talk about the message. Right? right? Because that's where the actual change and impacts come. Kanye West is a voice for the message that everybody agrees with, but they can't agree with it publicly. But the thing with Kanye is that, and I love Kanye, but the messenger and the message is tied closely yeah. together. And it's, and it's very confusing. And, diminishes yeah. and the message has changed. And the message, but from here the message, to then, it's the changed. message yes, changes yes. almost daily. Yeah. So it's like if you, it's hard to, it's hard to follow a message when the message is here one day and here the next day. Like, I don't know if you remember. At one point, he was like, "Yo, I don't have no industry friends," and I was like, "Why?" He was like, "No one contacted him when Kim took the, the babies," and I was like, "Yo, if I had the address, no, I'm crazy. not sure if I would." Well, the thing about it is because like, I was, that's, like, that's, that's like saying people go to child support every day. Yeah. Like nobody's yeah. going that as a man. Like you're going to go through that. Like that's yeah. part of it. Like you know what I'm right. saying. So it's like. But once again, I he blamed like, the whole industry for that. Yeah, but <laughs> like, yeah, he blamed everyone. I don't think yeah. that was the part of his message that mattered. You understand me? That's why when when you see some people championing it, it's because they're taking a part that does matter, right? And they're having a conversation on that, right? And that's the equity and the control of our power. Right. You understand me? Our intellectual property, our talents, our skills, our gifts. Right. That's the part that mattered the most. And the truth is, we don't own that. So I feel like Kanye West is going to always be Kanye West. You can have conversations about him till you turn blue. But the reality of it is, is that he gave us an opportunity to talk about something that's real that we really do need to own and change. But the whole thing about it is like we spend too much time talking about problems and other people. We got to start talking about the future and solutions. So it's like right now we in the future and we got solutions. So when we talk about collaboration, it's like high-level conversation. He referenced his show a few different times. And that's a collaborative effort between us, EYO Network, and his show, High Level Conversations. Right. We come together, and we didn't have to green light. We didn't have to ask for permission. Now he gets to put his voice out. We have a platform. He has a voice. We work together. Right. This is something that's happening in real time. So many times we highlight the problem but not the solution and not what's actually happening in real time. And that's something that is very detrimental because it's like we'll spend so much time speaking about what's wrong, what we don't have. Yeah, we already know that. 
we, we come to this country as slaves, of course we're gonna have a tremendous disadvantage, but we are making progress. So we could spend years talking about the shit that we don't own, the things that are fucked up, our culture that's dysfunctional, but why don't we spend more time highlighting what's going right, mm-hmm. where yeah. the direction that we're headed in, and what are the solutions to fix the problems? That's what I said. That's yeah, why I said. I, I started that's by us. saying like this is important. Right? You know what I'm saying like right. podcast, podcast right. space, media. This is actually media. You're a journalist. We got, we got a, it's a show. It's a not show. A, no, I'm just podcast. saying it started as that. It started as that. It's a show, but that's right. why this is so important. Right? right? We own these things. Like yeah. that, that. We didn't grow up seeing that. We didn't have a. You know what I'm saying? Like we, our, our news was coming from Rap City. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nobody. I, I remember. Um, and Video Music Box. Me and E doing this, and people would like just give away their YouTube. And me and E was like, "Me never putting our shit on YouTube without getting paid." <laughs> like we were like, we were like, we went through so much shit in the music industry yeah. that we was like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." We were dicks. Everyone who did deals with us, they was probably like, "They're dickheads." <laughs> and we were like, "But that's just good business." Exactly. But you learn in the business, so like right. that's something we had to learn too. Like right. we don't like he's a financial advisor. I come from education, but like we didn't think this was gonna be a business. As we started realizing, like, yo, what's happening to him? Like, oh, wait, this is actually a business. Is oh, we're going to have to create something. We're going to have to learn the space. But while we're learning it, which is key, we're teaching people about it. Right. Which is right. the That's other part that, that, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so, so as he talked about the solution, the solution of collaboration, right? Because right? mostly none of us have everything, but each person has a part of it. You understand me? One person has idea, maybe the other person has the funding. Right. Right. When we talk about the solution, number one, of like you can give millions of dollars to HBCUs, but we also have organizations to where we independently educate our people directly on the skill sets so that they can produce assets. Right. That's key. That's that's something that we haven't even addressed whatsoever in our community. But no donation. You understand me? And not to not. I just want to say something. Oh, not let me let me finish well, the let point just, real let me quick. Because that's important. Not to not to like cutting up. Not to not to knock. Not to knock. Welcome to Drink Tent. Whatever. We rubbing off on you. I learned. I learned from Nori. Um. We're not asking for no donations. Right. No, no, that's, that's, asking, that's why you got to let me finish. No, 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 no. We're not going that route. We're not going that route. We're not asking for donations. When I'm giving people a solution about how we funnel our money and where we, the way we look at things, there's this old standard of looking at education as the model for saviorism, right? You get educated, you understand, you become the one in the family that can take it to the trajectory. When we have millionaires, billionaires, organizations, institutions, they don't look at our show the same way that they look at other things. They don't look at our platform the same way, but we're the new replacement. We're the newer version of that. When you talk about, all right, how can this family get the assets and the education inside that family so that that last name has the value? Well, we teach those sort of things, right? So you can big up at HBCU, but you can also big up EYL University. You can also big up Black World Order, MySpace, right? So when you're talking about that, it's saying that, yes, we are the new solution. Yes, we are creating a new institution, right, for us, that is by us as well. So it's, it's, it's retraining people even how to look at us and what we're doing because they got all these old frameworks of thinking. They don't know how to properly see us for who we are and what we've done. It's not easy to create multiple organizations and institutions and education platforms travel around the world and reach millions of people with the type of messaging that we've done. You see the results, but behind the scenes is genius. 
Mm. You understand me? Behind the scenes is us developing ourselves to produce something that's never been done. So that means that that has to be given a special place in the culture, that everybody has to come together and put their stamp on this shit. Not just some people, because we go easily project a nigga for getting on the beat and rapping about some bullshit, but if we can travel around the world and teach our people how to get themselves out the pulpit, then you gotta tap in. But, uh, and, and the thing about it is like, everything- Make some noise for that. <laughs> <laughs> Everything he said was so everything he said was true, but also it's like, you know, just looking back on it, whether people champion it or not, it don't really even matter. In my thing, I'm not even telling somebody you gotta do this, you gotta do that, because ultimately you do whatever you wanna do, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? But it's like for too long we look at black businesses as charities. And then we look at like donations as a way to building wealth. That's not true. Because it's like how much money has been given to Africa and it hasn't changed the condition of the people in that situation. So it's like when we're doing business, this is real business that we're standing on. We're offering a product that's worth every single bit that we're actually charging for. If you don't think that it is worth it, then don't pay for it. But we're not asking for a donation and we're not asking for handouts. We're doing real business and we're standing on it and we're providing a service and not just here in America globally, whether it's in Abu Dhabi, whether it's in London, whether it's in Africa, whatever. So this is things that we got to start looking at ourselves in a whole different light where it's like, no, nah, we're not. We're not comparing ourselves to rappers because we're not rappers. We're not telling you that you got to stamp this because you don't have to stamp it. We're not asking you for anything because you don't got to give us nothing. But at the end of the day, we're still going to prosper. So it's like this is, this is a level of confidence that we got to have. And too often, we don't have that level of confidence because we're still looking at ourselves as charity victims. Like, we're not yeah. victims. Yeah. So that's, that's extremely important for people to understand, especially for the entrepreneurs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nah. 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 I, 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 I look at it as... You either an enemy real? or a friend. Can I say uh, on, let, me, let me finish this last because it's, it's complimentary. You either an enemy or a friend. In our culture, we got a lot of enemies. Right. You understand me? Some people claim to be a part of the culture. Right. But every single thing that they put out is some nigga shit. Right. And ain't none of it progressive whatsoever. Right. You understand me? But they claim that they are part of it and we give them accreditation and things of that nature. And we allow people to come up there and say, yo, we black, we a part of the right. culture. No, we got to start snatching that card away. Right. You not. Because most of the things that they do are anti-black. Right. You understand me? Most of the music you make is anti-black. Right. Most of the products that you make are anti-black. Everything about your whole foundation and what you build is anti-black. Right. And what we're doing, you understand me, is pro-black or pro-good. Because when we say anti-black, it means that the things that you're putting out are not good for us. Right. right? right. But we will still champion you. So I feel like we got to have soldiers in the culture. There are some people that you got to give orders to because otherwise they don't know to do it. Right. Like, We've done this without, I ain't got a donation or accreditation or none of that. I believe that validation comes from within. And your accreditation is the work and the resource that you do. But at the same time, if you don't retrain the culture, because we've been programmed to do what we do. This ain't happened by accident. Right. We've been programmed in every instance from school to music to entertainment to the preachers, right? To people who done sold us out. Everything about our culture has been intentionally programmed for us to think and do what we do now. There's not going to be no accidental movement of getting us in the right direction. People have to be trained to do right. You understand me? It's easy to get, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that it's easy to get people to go in the wrong direction. It's hard to get them to go in the right direction. That means that we have to do 10 times more work. That means that we have to make sure that the, the organizations are just people. 
You understand me? They watch this show. They see what we do. They're hearing the impact. We're talking about financial intelligence. We're talking about creating right social Christmas programs too. and solutions. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, another holiday where people are going to buy mostly liabilities. Mm. But if we can change the rhythm of the cycles that we are, we produce different results. So I am a firm believer of giving people orders. Whether you take that order or not, that's on you. But for those who consider themselves to be on the side of good, then rock with good. But if you consider yourself to be good and you do sucking shit, then you are what you do. Mm. You're fake. Fake fat. No lie. You want to explain the game? Can we talk hip hop for? Before it's over. Then we're going to talk some hip hop. Yeah, before it's over. All right, we're going to give you two choices. You pick one. Quick comments line. If you pick one, listen, listen, two choices. You pick one, nobody drinks. If you say both or neither, we're drinking. All right, we drink it. what you don't. We don't need right. y'all. What is Ciroc at? All right, yes, yeah, right. I'm taking gold. <laughs> what's, what's this? What's this? All right, that's Ciroc, too. Oh, okay, okay. Owned by a black man. Owned by a black man. How much fine about it? That's the Ace of Spades, too, that y'all drinking, too. Nobody wants Dominican, Dominican yeah, Mama Juana? Yeah, owned by a Dominican. Owned by a Dominican. Dominican make that in Kindle Talk. Oh, yeah, I got y'all some hats, too. Got some gifts. Oh, okay, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Got some healthy stuff going on. He put it on. Yeah, put it on. The last yeah, time I put on Kanye 2024 hat, it didn't work out for me. Like, <laughs> run it back, run, run it back, back, run it back. Just let you know, just let you know. Right, that want me to put this shit on, man. Yeah. <laughs> now, just playing. Uh, Tupac or DMX? I'm going to go with Pac. I'm from Oakland. Wait, what? We, one got to go? No, yeah. you pick one. Pick Who's one. your favorite? Who's your favorite? Yeah. If, you pick, if you say both or neither, like the political... I mean, I'm going to say answer. DMX, he's from... Like pretty much our neighborhood, and he he gave a whole different level of pride to us when he came out. So I gotta go with DMX. I'm gonna take DMX too. Nine one four is just a bond that we are gonna have forever. Usually we make y'all drink because y'all not together, cause y'all all together. That's yeah. not- <laughs> but we gonna let y'all live. He from Yeah, I respect that. Okay, now That's this both? one. No, no, they pick they pick that they're supposed to pick. That's very true. Podcast or radio. Podcast. Podcast. Yes, okay. Ready? Yeah, you take this one. Jay-Z or Nas? Jay. Business-wise. Oh, Jay. Business-wise? Jay. Jay. I mean, don't, I mean, don't, don't even play yourself. Yeah, Jay. <laughs> Nas is not... Nas is incredible. Yeah, my, son, yeah. my son's name is Nasir. Oh, so wow. I'm partial in that. Nas is my favorite of all time. But, oh, wow. of course, Hove is the, is the Billy Goat, especially when it comes to business. Yeah, but Nas is incredible, too, in the venture capital space. We yes. shouldn't discount that. Yes, I've been telling him to give me an investment for years. <laughs> NWA or Wu Tang Clan? Wu Tang. Wu Tang. I'm NWA. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. You gotta take a shot now. Are you really? <laughs> like, like, yeah. He's, he's from West, West Coast, Coast, man. Oh, from West Coast. God, now you gotta take a shot. Fine. Solid. Solid. I didn't grow up listening to that. You didn't grow up on listening to NWA. There's no way. It's impossible. I did. Yeah, he, Ow. he wasn't. He's not even old enough. My older brother. Played. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was like, he was like, he was like five years old. He yes, was like five it, years old. He played all that gangster shit. At five, all that gangster yes. shit. That's <laughs> a fact. Gotta be my older brother. I, I remember asking for Easy es album when I was like seven years old. Yeah. He ain't, I didn't get it, but that raised me. Wu-Tang. Yeah. Okay. That's Wu-Tang that's forever. All they play now. Wu-Tang for the kids. Or Pharrell. Production. 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 Production Biz- and business business one. You said who? Yeah, yeah, Pharrell. Yeah, Pharrell. Yeah. I go with you. I'm I go, go with yeah. yeah. I'm I go with yeah. 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 I go yeah. with yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Pharrell. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to Pharrell. Good, the, what, the, the Good Hotel, what's it called? Yeah, Good Times Hotel. Good Times Hotel, yeah. That's, that's, that's a big move. That's, that's a big move. Hotel. Yep. <laughs> I gotta relax. 
Not a big I stayed one. in the room one time. Small, <laughs> <it>, small. <laughs> I felt like I was yeah, Will Chamberlain. I heard, I heard about that. They, they say it's like a French my, hotel. My feet just off the. I felt like the tallest nigga in the world. Like yeah, I felt like six nine. You, I know I'm five nine. Y'all. You lay in the bed, your feet in the yeah, bathroom. Yeah, yeah. I was. Like, and by the way, I was laying the wrong way. I woke up in the morning. My wife was like, "You're supposed to stay this way." I was like, "You gonna tell me now?" Like, all right. Start with you, sir. Mm. Malcolm Omari. I'm gonna go with Malcolm. I'm gonna take the shot because I believe gonna go with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what you 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 know what's interesting is we didn't I didn't grow up with Malcolm as a hero in the household though. You understand me? Ooh. Growing up in a black Muslim household, Malcolm, you know Malcolm X. from Queens. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Oh, like, from Queens? from Queens? Yeah, he from Queens. So he from well, Boston. He from Detroit. Detroit. Detroit Red. Detroit Red. But when he moved to New York, he moved to Queens, East Elmhurst. I gained to have respect for both East as an Elmhurst. adult on my own, but he wasn't celebrated in my household. You understand Malcolm. me? Growing up in a black Muslim household because we grew up in a nation. And, and Elijah Muhammad. Right. Mm. Yeah. So he was, it wasn't until I studied time. him for myself yeah. and Martin for myself that I was able to gain respect for them right. as a grown man. Okay. Ali or Tyson? Ali. 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 Shout out to Mike, though. Iron yeah. Mike. Yeah. Iron Mike. Hopefully Mike, close your ears when you hear this. We don't have no problem. Iron right. Mike, legendary. Yeah. Shout out to Michael Jordan or LeBron? Oh, you know, I'm LeBron James all day. The greatest to ever do this shit. Michael. The Michael. greatest to ever do this shit. 20 shot, years. Michael. Y'all yeah, disagree. Michael. It's, it's Michael. They got to drink anyway. Don't matter what you say. I think he inspired me more when I was a kid. Who? So, Mike. Mike? Yeah. yeah. From a business standpoint, though. I'm the best to ever do this Bron, shit. Bron, Bron yeah. is, gonna be, is the best. And from let me a just basketball standpoint, too. Let me from tell you a business something. standpoint. So, I was so proud <laughs> yeah. of Bron and that media meeting. Jerry Jones? Yes, where he just sat there and was like, wait a minute. You're yeah. not going to ask me about this? You're not going to ask me about this? Shit. Like, to me, to we needed that. To, to me, because as an athlete, yeah. you know, I've I seen every Michael Jordan game. Yeah. But as the times that we live in, I don't think Jordan would have did that. Not if even, it was back nah, then. Not even a thought. He definitely not did that. He definitely not did that. Back then, now, or if Jordan never. was living now, yeah. But the reality is, even from a media standpoint, nobody's really still pressed him hard about that that picture. Yeah, even after, yeah, it, it, even, even, after even after he said that, even, they even after LeBron that. said that. But even from LeBron's standpoint, it was like it felt like well, we, that was honorable on LeBron's. Well, yeah, we, they it, pressed him about Kyrie. Kyrie. I was just gonna say that. We, it felt Shout like out to Kyrie, man. when the Kyrie situation happened, we didn't hear from him in the way we thought we we was. He, he he made up right there and then it was like oh we needed that I yeah because he let yeah it but down I mean we shout LeBron LeBron yeah, shout LeBron just big up Mav Carter shout out to Mav shout out to Rich Paul, the whole team. Rich Paul I just spoke to Rich Paul the other day that's crazy good dude He's solid good dude good the whole he, team right. is solid Oof. going to you mm. Scarface or Ice Cube Ice Cube. I, I gotta take a shot because I knew he was gonna take that. He really a West Coast dude. He West Coast guy. He's changing the rules just to take shots right now. I grew up in Oakland, but I used to go back and forth to St. Louis. I was born in St. Louis. I left when I was two, then raised in Oakland. But I remember going, when I went back to high school in St. Louis, and it was asking us our favorite rappers. I'm naming Dub C, Ice Cube. Yeah, Dub nobody know the fuck they is. Man, they start laughing. Yeah, at me. nobody know. <laughs> you had Dub C. So, yeah, yeah. I was listening to West Coast Connection. Who was the motherfuckers? There was a man it. in St. Louis at that time. I don't think it really won no. I mean, you had Nelly. Yeah, Nelly was still, not. Yeah, yeah. Can, 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 can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah. The Lunatics. The top five Queens artists from Queens. Me, me. Nah, 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 nah. Me. And me. Nah. 
My top five Queens artists change every time, but definitely Nas, uh, Kooji Rap, Mob Deep, Cormega, Royal Flush, Lost Professor, Laura uh, Flush, Nelly. That's seven people. That's seven. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cheeks, Cheeks, Lost Boys, Lost Boys. You know what I mean? You're not sticking to a five. No, 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 not when it comes to Queens. We the best borough. Can I get one? Can I get one? We got the best rappers ever in Queens. I don't know. I don't know if you got to just just give it to us. Y'all invented it. Y'all invented it. But you know like what I mean? Queen, Queen Queens definitely got Queens. the best rappers. For it's, sure. it's KRS fucked up by saying the bridge is over, and then we just never been over since then. Yeah, yeah. We, just kept, we just kept Nas, going. then Nas, and then Nas saved us. Nas saved over. everything. Okay, but let's just take a quick time slide. All right, I like this. Because <laughs> you like you like the smoothest nigga here right now. <laughs> Drake a little way. Drizzy, Drizzy, Drizzy the best to ever do this shit. All right, you ready to tell we drinking? Because you do not agree. Nah, um, I'm I'm a huge, huge Wayne fan, but um, Drake has he surpassed him. He, he has surpassed him. So in the verses, you going with Drake? Drake got a hundred missiles. Love, I love Wayne. He got a hundred missiles. Like, but Drake just got too many. Of Drake got a hundred keys. Don't tell me you going with Drake too. He, I feel Drake like the got black hundred missiles. Going with the Drake. I love so, <laughs> I feel like this, you going I love with the Drake, bro. Man, that's tough. <laughs> Mixtape Wayne growing yeah. up, they just sound different. They're just, different. just different. Just monsters. So you going in a versus? Even the God know. <laughs> in the verses, reign supreme. In the verses, it's just a different element, though. The, you know when they went on tour, uh, so that was like five years ago. Yeah, Drizzy, Wayne. It was like back and forth every night. It was a different winner. Yeah, yeah. But since that time, he's still putting out hits. He's still putting out bombs. He's still putting out hits, bro. He just, well, he just did fifteen million. Twelve years. Right, great point. But why are you trying to change this man's I'm just, decision? I'm just, I'm just giving <laughs> him more. Let him, you know, let me, let more me independent in depth research about the situation. Independent thinking. No, in, in the verse, I, I hear what y'all saying. Y'all talking about hits and stuff like that. But it's different when you get on that stage and people go on that nostalgia. Wayne starts shaking them. Because it's just Drake and Wayne. It's not hits. It's not all so of that. It's just with? what I like and what I dislike. Who you going with? I'm gonna have Wayne. to go with Wayne right now. You gotta take a shot. Just because <laughs> he got, he didn't even take I'm a shot. Go yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, he, this is beautiful. He just being opposite. No, nah, no, nah, listen. Opposition. Wayne right is different, here. all right? Nah, Wayne's okay. my guy. Ooh, this is a good Shout one. Shout out to Weezy. This is a good one. Dame Dash or Russell Simmons? I know, we know Dame, Dame. personal, so that's. I just. Dame. Dame just called me today, so. Dame. I gotta yeah. go with Dame. Okay. Shout out to Russell, though. But Dame. Shout out, yeah, we met him. Dame's the motivation. Okay. Yeah, He's the motivation yeah. for the whole financial literacy movement. Changed my yeah. life. Yeah. That Breakfast yeah. Club interview. Yeah. 2015. Yeah. That changed my life. That Which one with Murder Mook? Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, Do you work? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can, can you get fired? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay, this is a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for all three. Starting with you. Because mm. I feel like I know who you're going to pick. Mm. MJ or Prince? Talking about Michael Jackson. Man, Michael Jackson, man. Ha, <sighs> I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, ass chat Prince over my No, I thought the independent part, the independent him owning his own masters. Prince songs besides Purple Rain. Purple Rain. Jackson all day. I might, I might. You might. I grew up on Mike. Still, he had that's the that's the first album I ever had as a kid was Thriller. Was Thriller? Like four years old. So I got to go. By the way, I'm just this is new rule. I'm taking a shot for me being wrong. 
Take that shot, Prince. No, 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 I think, shit on his yeah. name and I think he wanted the masses with his still, masses. He brung his ass out, though. <laughs> that Diamonds and Pearls. That Diamonds and Pearls Prince was different. And then people be telling me he was really nice in basketball. I'd be like, yo, stop. <laughs> the Lake that, was, that was the first thing I asked Dave. Lake Benetton. Are you sure? He, he, said, said, yeah. he said, yeah. He said, yeah. It was facts. Said, yeah. Okay. Queen Latifah or MC Light? Mm. Queen. I'm going to go with Queen. I just met MC, though, but I'm going to go with Queen. Yeah, I go with Queen Latifah. Both legends. Both legends. And she acts, too. She yeah. she um she got the Grammy she got the Tony she got the Oscar yeah she did she's everything. one of those yeah. what that queen yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. the Chicago joint went crazy for she did her everything. okay Rolex or Paddock I only I mean, got a Rolex I, I only got a Rolex so we can go with Rolex I got, I, got, I, got a, I got a collection of Rolexes so I'm gonna go with the with the Rolex we stay in Rolex stay in Rolex yeah stay in Rolex mm-hmm. stay in Rolex put your Rolex in the sky <laughs> all right, all right. Stay in Rolex in the sky right the New Jack City or King of New York. New, New Jack, Jack. New, New Jack, Jack. New, New Jack, Jack City, legendary. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Frank White. Frank White. <sighs> I like this one. You want to take this one off? Nike or Adidas? <laughs> <laughs> it's trying to get us canceled. <laughs> My song, don't listen. <laughs> you see, I got it. I'm trying to represent. <laughs> oh shit. Nah, I think it's not even close, man. As far as cultural impact, how we grew up, Nike. Oh, yeah, I'm a Nike head. I, I ain't I fucking with neither. Yep, fuck it. Oh, damn. Hey, man, we're going to keep it going. Hold on. The yalla. Yeah. Your shit broke? Yeah. Silence. I, I went too fast. <laughs> too many shots. Too many, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, yeah, fuck the it. The whole leg came out. Yeah, the whole leg. Grab another one. Look, there you go. They got the fold out. Okay. Look out, I got the chair. You got the back nah, to the nah, stoop. That's your own church chair. Oh, yeah. Man, that's crazy. Let's go. What, we, what, we, what was the question? Nike, Nike or, or Adidas. Adidas. Oh, yeah, Nike or Adidas. You chose? Checks over stripes. I said neither. Checks <laughs> over stripes. I ain't, I ain't really rocking with neither. But you got to give an answer. It's going to be Nike. It's going to be Nike. No, if I got to give an answer, it got to be Adidas. Not because I like them. Because of Ye? You understand me? No, but because of how blood did Kyrie. No, no, no. I feel Nike right now. Nike. <laughs> Oakland jumped out of them. Yeah, blood, that's, yeah. That's, 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 yeah, that's that Oakland. Blood. That's not no gang shit. <laughs> you call somebody your blood, yeah. We're going to have to take a shot. I think he's trying to intentionally do this. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying that's where my energy is steered. <laughs> they just dropped Adidas. They just dropped Yay. I know, but, but they still got Pharrell, I right? The Kyrie more personal. Adidas still got yeah, Pharrell. Yeah. Pharrell, careful out there. <laughs> he said, I'm not putting himself in nothing. Got a few of his joints. Let me meal. <laughs> that was one of the uh, best calls I got when I was going through it. Was Pharrell? Yeah. Mm. Plus he called me. I was like, "You did nothing wrong." You know, boom, boom, boom. And I was like, "So what do you think?" He was like, "Just don't profit off of it." Mm. Man, just don't what? Profit, profit off of it. Don't go away. I sent you a DM. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. I, I, I think you like, sent me a yeah. DM. You sent me. Yeah, a DM. yeah, yeah. I, I sent you a DM. I responded yeah. to you or no? Yeah, you responded. Um, Cause you know, like I said, I watched it, and I don't really watch a lot of interviews, but I actually right. watched that whole interview. Right. So I thought that it was, it was, you know, he's gonna have critics, man. Mm. 
Never Great interview, by the way. I wish, I wish, I wish I had more knowledge of what I have now, and I know it's only like a couple months ago, but it's like I learned so much from that moment. We definitely was a learning experience. Yeah, I, sure. I definitely, I definitely look. look everybody sure. who sent me a link on Twitter, <laughs> everybody who sent me a link on Instagram, usually you'd be like, whatever. I have to hit every link. I was like, all right, cool. More information. <laughs> Let me, and I learned so much. Yeah. And it's a, uh, a lot of things that I wish I would have did different. But let's just finish quick time of slime, right? Quick time of slime. Okay, Biggie or Big, or big L? L? Biggie or Big like, L? Oh, Biggie. Yo, Big. Gotta go with Big, but Big L is one of the illest of all time. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Okay. Kodak or 21 Savage? I would go with Kodak Black. <laughs> I'll go with Kodak. I'm gonna go with Yak. I feel like, I feel like, yeah, I got uh, some bars, actually. Yo, you know, he surprised me on the Kendrick album. I'll be honest with you. Nah, on the, low, on, Kodak, on the, on the Kendrick yeah, album, Kodak it caught me off guard because I was like, yo, he's really spitting. On whose album? Kendrick's Kendrick. album. Kendrick's like yeah. album. Verses, but he I got like two, he got like Kodak three verses. Oh, the thing is, it's Kodak's vibe is just super authentic. Like, right. yeah. also being from Florida, yeah. we know like yeah. the Florida vibe. 21, he, he's from. Remember, he was sharing a room right next to us in BT Awards. 21, cool. I, I like 21. Yeah, like the, the Hurt Laws, I'm listening to it. And I'm like, all right, this is cool. He got some joints. Um, I like 21 because he's actually. 21. He's, he's talking about he's to, what he's doing outside of music, though. Mm-hmm. Like, he's talking about financial literacy. He built a whole institution inside Atlanta for kids. I like him from that standpoint. From a music standpoint, I'm, I might take Kodak. I'm going to take Kodak. What do you think about that line? That 21, can you do something for me? I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> um, I, I, I didn't know why. No, I was just singing it because that's what they sing. I know what I'm saying. Is meaning behind that? You feel I just the way he's saying it? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've never heard another man would do be like, something do something funny. funny. You know what I'm saying? So it was like a little conversation oh, around it. So you got to take, take, take that to okay, level. Okay, I don't want to know. I just want to I'm just ask hip-hop. Wait, 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 wait. Are you trying to say he's trying to say 21? Can you do it? No, no, no. I'm just saying it's very flamboyant or feminine. He asked him a question. He's singing it as as a. Damn, in a I ain't gonna lie. I think you're overthinking it. Perspective, right? I think you're overthinking right. it. Nah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he I think he's like. like <coughs> can you do something? Like, yeah, yeah. Can, can you? Yeah, yeah. Can right. But but talk like to you the said, he's song. singing it in a, a feminine perspective. That's something like the girl would usually say. So I would just ask him because hip hop has become. I just so take it that open. way. It's, it's no. It's it's. it's is is blended. It's no longer like masculine. Right. Because yeah, I, I see people with purses. It be it, be, it fucks me sometimes. The, yeah. the satchel. I don't think that part the, is it. The I think it's sometimes. Like, no, no, no. I see some purses out there. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. that part. It's not I'm that just part. Saying, man, hip hop is different these days. It's the do your thing, twenty one. Rappers thing. are different. But it's, like, it's whatever. Yeah, shout out to Drake. Shout out to Drake, man. I didn't take it. I didn't take it that way. I can see how you take it. But when you said it that way, it sounded that way. It sounds crazy if you look at it like that. Yeah, a little bit. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah. Shout out to the six. Y'all though. just like Dre. Y'all don't want to <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say 21. Like, now I just caught myself. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold up, wait a minute. <laughs> nah, uh, okay, cool, cool. You got the next one? Puff or Dre? Puff or Dre? Puff. Dre, Dre, Dr. Dre. Oh, Dr. Dre, Puff. Puff. Shout out to Puff. Shout out to Diddy. Shout out to Revolt. Shout out to Surratt. Black Caesar. As in what? Like, as greater. It's whatever. No, this no, is no, whatever. No, no, no. Come on. Your we know criteria. you going with the West Coast. Just, just we know Don't you going that. with the West Coast. No, no, I got to know what are we asking. They <laughs> yeah, got criteria. criteria do whatever it is. Whatever criteria. It's just Puff or what? Just as people. Icon. Just as icon. Icon. Music. It could be business. Whatever. We know you going with Dre. Don't worry about it. I'm not actually. I'm going to go with. This is interesting. 
Let's oh. like, I want you to recall back to last weekend. Has Dre ever invited you? No, 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 that's not the point. <laughs> that's not the point, though. I'll be looking at, like, all right, who inspired me the most? Who would have actually had some kind of impact in life? Dre, as a human being, I would say no. You understand me? But, like, the work ethic of Puff, of, like, get anything done by any means, mm. that has inspired me. Right. You understand me? Dre, I would have to think about his legacy, music, West Coast shit that came from him. You understand me? But as a human being, if we just picking just off blank, I'm going to have to go with Puff based on that criteria. Right. Black, black man, black season. So this time we black taking season. the shot for that. Yeah, yeah. shout out salute, to Puff. Salute, salute, salute. Shout out to Puff, man. Black season in the flesh. ODB or Biz Marquis? ODB. Rest in peace, Rest to, in both. peace to both of them. Rest, Rest in peace to peace. both. <laughs> um, old Dirty Bassett, though. Brooklyn, you ever met her Dirty? Nah. I never met him. Either one of them. Yeah, he, I mean, he passed in like But I remember 97. when that, shame on No, no, nigga. Brooklyn Zoo. I told, I, when we <laughs> sat down with Angie, I told her, like, I was the kid that was voting for Brooklyn Zoo on Battle of the Beats. Oh, wow. Like, yo, this got to win. This got to win. Like, the first time I met Old Dirty Bastard, he digged in his nose right in it. <laughs> <laughs> And then try to give me a handshake. Like, nah, we ain't gonna do it. Nah. I hugged him though. I was like, one of those. Yeah, yeah. I go with ODB. ODB. Yeah. ODB. Unanimous. Okay. Robert Smith or Tyler Perry? Sheesh. Wow, that's a tough mm. one. That, that might be the toughest question that's right there. Tough too. one, brother. Now you talking? Um. Wow. I'm gonna go with Robert. I'm gonna throw all my cards. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to take a, a draw on that. That's take a, that's a shot. <laughs> yeah, just fill me up. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've, we've sat down with both of them. Yeah, we had the privilege to sat down, sit down with both of them. And you sat down with Steve Harvey as well. Oh, that's, that's our, our business partner. That's our guy. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. That's yeah, the bro. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was crazy. Uh, Steve Harvey, LeBron, rest in peace. Uh, Take off, mm. and me was the only people who had the Pearl Master uh, presidential Ooh. Pearl Master and and Steve Harvey on your interview. I was like, I just kept zooming in. I was like, fuck, he got it. Too. <laughs> I was just like, yo, you know, his watch collection. No, yeah, no his watch crazy. collection. No, it was crazy. Yo, he, no, he's different. He always he, he he in the Middle East, so he's, it's different out there. He's different. Bro. Yeah, no, no, different. it's crazy. That stage is no joke. Shout out to him. So uh, this is the last one: loyalty or respect. Loyalty or respect? Sheesh. I'm taking loyalty. I'll take loyalty. They don't go hand in hand? Yeah, I'm trying to see. Yeah, I'm trying to see That's what's what the I difference. It's yeah, hard yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to be loyal to somebody you don't respect. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to respect somebody that you're not going to have some level of loyalty to. Yeah, yeah respect I'm builds loyalty. You taking both? Yeah, I, I mean, this is the only way you technically take a shot. Like, technically, you're supposed to go whichever way you want, but loyalty yeah. and respect is both. But but I, I, if you get respect, then I think it comes with loyalty. You understand me? But I wouldn't want to have a bunch of people loyal to me that don't respect me. I, I'll say this. I'll say loyalty because you can, you can have respect for somebody exactly. off of intimidation. Right. That you not really have no real loyalty to. Yeah, so it's the next but it's one like, around exactly. Yeah. Or you can have respect for somebody because of their position. But if you're loyal to somebody, there's something matter. deeper than there. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to take loyal. I'm going to take loyal. I'm going to go with both. Yeah, I'm going with both. Both? We ain't sacrificing. <laughs> let's do it. Salute. No, can I get one question for you? Mm-hmm. This is as a, as I'm a, ready to go turn around. Can, let, 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 can say one thing? Remember your question. Remember your question. All right, got it. Because this is, uh, this, is, this is something that's written down. They say that black and brown people follow every trend mm-hmm. besides us sticking together. 
Mm. Is that true? And I like to hear from all three of y'all. I think it's changing. <laughs> I think that what we what we on the, um, embarking on is a financial revolution. Wait, say that again. I'm sorry. I said what we embarking on right now is a financial revolution. And so when you see us come to the forefront with education and leading by example, but more importantly, leading by demonstration. Right. So like when we find out information and we give it back to people, but we actually implement it at the same time that they're doing it, right. it changes the, the mindset. It's like, yo, it's aspirational. I could do this. Right. Um, so I think that 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 there's a shift that's happening. Right. And I think up here in the corporate level, they don't really understand it yet. But on the surface, they can feel it. And by the time they catch on, I mean, we're going to be bubbling to a point where it's like, yo, things have shifted so crazy and they're going to figure out, try to figure out where it came from. And that goes back to the part with like leaders, right? Like, I like what Shadi said, he's like, I'm not a leader, I'm a friend to you, right? Because right. if you, what happens when you chop the leader off, right? Mm-hmm. Then the movement stops. Right. But with us, what's leading is information, it's education, right. which you can't stop, right? Like information, it's empowering. That I, it's empowering. Like if right. I give you information, you're liable to share it with your friends. You're liable to share it with your family. Make everyone a leader. It changes, it makes everybody a leader. So you really can't stop this movement. So I think like right now, this time that we in, like what Key said, it's the most pivotal time right now, especially since we came out of pandemic where we had an economic downturn. People really gravitated toward information, which has catapulted us, because mm. they looked at us for the forefront. But there's leaders that's been created from the information all throughout the world. And we see it like when we went to London, when we go to, to Lagos, Nigeria, we're seeing it happen. Um, so it, it's happening right now. I, I, I think we're, we're embarking on it right now. I think it's a false narrative. We got to be careful with repeating false narratives because- well, What's a false narrative? We start to believe it that we don't stick together. Oh, that we don't, see we don't work together. It's like saying like black men don't take care of their kids. Right. That might've been true for a generation, but like all the black people that I know my age are in their kids' lives. Right. I don't really know, I may even know one or two, but I don't really know that many deadbeats. Like, you know what right. I'm saying? So it's like, when I'm looking at this room right here, I'm seeing you're Cuban. Yeah, Puerto Rican black. That's right. right. Y'all coming together. Y'all, y'all created the biggest platform that we have in our culture. Goddamn, right? make some noise back. But it doesn't stop there. You partner with Revolt. Yes, right. right. Which is black owned. Yep. Right. Every single person in here I see is yep. black Latino. Yep. Like I said, we got right. Gumbo. Yeah, that's right. Black owned. Support right. black owned business. Support black right. business. We support. We you, support. You got you got right. you got us. You got us on. We got the Ciroc. Which is Ace of Spade Black owned You got you got Ciroc You got Ace of Spade You got the the Dominican liquor You got Nicaraguan rum You got Nicaraguan (laughs) rum And then like I said If you look National nations So who (laughs) Fact Is that Rugs? Yeah, we got Shout rugs. Shout out to rugs. I just look. I'm like, we, 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 we Shout out to rugs. Shout out to rugs. So then, so then it's like, okay, now you got us on as guests, right? And you're helping us elevate our platform by communicating to an audience that may not be familiar with us. And we're a black-owned media platform. Right. We partner with 19 Keys. He's black. Right. So what does that yeah. tell you? Right. Every every single person in here is collaborating with, with each other on a certain level. Absolutely. Right. So it's like that that narrative is just not even really of course we can do better, of course. Right. We can always do better. Right. But this it just shows you what we're able to accomplish when we do work together. Right. So I think that we are working together. We need to do more of it, but Let's be careful with that narrative mm-hmm. because the more we repeat it, the more we start to believe People it. Believe it's here. Let me just tell y'all something, all three of y'all brothers. And I started this interview out by saying this. And the reason why is because I never really seen this before. Like, I've been 
I'm 45 years old. I've been famous 25. It's kind of crazy, right? Mm. Like, so I've been more famous than I've been poor. Mm. I noticed I didn't say financially good. Mm. I said famous. But when I seen you brothers and I seen you telling people how to do this a certain thing and and, and, and and accumulate wealth and get that, I was like, man, I said, man, this is crazy because I don't really see people, and I said, I know I said that earlier, I don't really see people that came before y'all that look like y'all. And you know, some of the best advice you could ever get is from a, like a crackhead. <laughs> Right, crackhead got the best advice. <laughs> it's just that you can't really take him serious because he made it nowhere in life. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you sitting here, he telling you the realest shit ever. He like, yo, man, it ain't about the journey; it's about the destination and how you get there. And you sitting there bars. like, whatever. Mad and then you sitting there Mad and you're not bars. really understanding that he giving you real science. Yeah. He giving you real reality. But it's like, damn, when you look at him. You can't really take him serious because it's like, damn, he gonna ask you for five dollars at the end of the conversation. <laughs> so he giving you the realest shit, but then he gonna say, yo, let me give you five dollars. You gotta give it, right. and then once you give him the five dollars, his whole conversation actually deteriorates out. So what I'm saying is, we don't have because. <laughs> The crackhead would be speaking that financial shit too. Like, nigga, you better save your money. Yeah, you like, maybe I should listen to him because clearly he didn't save his. Right? <laughs> right? But we don't take that knowledge because guess what? He's looking fucked yeah. up. He's the, present, he's the presentation. He's telling us the total advice that we should be listening to and we should be following. But the presentation. But his presentation is so fucked up. That's why it's so important yeah. for y'all to you know, be rolled up, be looking clean. And you talk about financial freedom and financial wealth and, and all this, but it's not like they can't see it in y'all. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? And that's very important because our people, like, one thing about becoming old school is if you become old school in this game and you ain't got no paper, them young dudes ain't listening to you. Roasting That's you. a fact. I don't fact. give a fuck they who you it. is. They don't respect Whatever. It. The minute you become old and you got this couple gray hairs, I ain't have gray hairs till Kanye came here, by the way. <laughs> I got gray hairs now. But, 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 but by the way, if I ain't pulling up in a Phantom, a, a Culinary, a, a, a Maybach, <laughs> you know, you know, I don't know how to pronounce culinary? shit. You know, they, they laugh, they get the joke, they get the joke. <laughs> but if I ain't pulling up in that. They don't respect it. And, and that's what's fucked up about our youth, because I remember you kept saying that. You gotta remember, like, Clarence 13X, he realized that the older homies wasn't the people to save. He realized that he had to go back and save the youth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the, you got to be cool to the youth. That's, That's a fact. fact. You can't go to the youth. You got to stay relevant And with be them. like, yo, man, don't drink that OE. You got to actually drink the OE with them sometimes to let them know you would. Yeah. You, That's a fact. Yeah, and yeah. then you take them out of that world. It's relatability. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's easier to reach the people when you're in arms reach of the people. Yes. You know, it was a time when Frederick Douglass was the most photographed man on earth. Right, and he's one of the greatest abolitionists to exist. So he mm. was teaching people freedom. You understand me? And Can we take a shot for Frederick Douglass? Because I just, just never, yeah, just, <laughs> just, that's hard. Just just just, let's just take a shot for Frederick Douglass. That's just hard on drink chance. And, and we're gonna repeat this on Black History Month for Black Frederick. No, Dulles. but think about that though. Why was he the most photographed? It was because how he presented himself, right? right? He never smiled because he said that it was nothing to smile, smile about. about right? You understand me? Because he was fighting for freedom, and this was serious. Mm. But he knew that his appearance was the way that he was going to be projected to the people around the world. Mm. So every time you seen him, he was clean. Mm. You understand me? So he showed the appearance of what it's like to be free. 
Mm. Right. So if we're going to teach people financial freedom, then we have to show up looking financially free. Right. right? Hey, and at the same right time, what are you talking about this right here? Hey, what's that? Oh, man, that's the Elijah Muhammad piece right there, man. Well, get the close up on that. Get that close up. Oh, okay, you got I'll right yeah, Stop yes, playing sir, with yes, it. Just, just, you know. But More rings in the RZA. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, but that's, you know, like even when we did the crowns, right? I was, I was right, in the airport ask you with uh, Jewel Santana telling them this. Because this is when, like, I kind of knew. Yeah, you, how did he have something like, with, with the minister said? The minister yeah. said nothing against him. The minister actually like kind of praised him. He said, did he, did he really have that $2 billion? I think Ye takes personal when you try to target his money. He's very sensitive about his finances, I, I noticed. Like, yeah. he takes his money very serious. Like, even Forbes, like, he keeps going back and forth. Yeah. Like, they misquoted me. They, they did this, they did that. Like, yeah. I think he really, he really wants that validation of finances. Like, I'm, I'm worth this amount of money. And if you question that, yeah. He takes it personal. He wants a lot. I mean, I, but also, but, 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 I don't but, think the minister questioned that. I, I, I think I, I, the minister. I'm a, something very serious as well on that particular subject because if you notice, nobody came out from the nation and slandered Kanye West after that. Yeah, and that's like, a that's a lesson that Black America needs to take. That's because everything is, is, is doesn't have to be a war. He, he could have. You understand me? Because even when he said it's a conversation that needs to be had, and it is. But what we go run with is the conflict, not the conversation, right? And so I think that the presentation of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and everybody that follows him, not coming out against him, not creating an issue out of it, was a lesson for how we need to handle those type of things, right? right? And the reality of it is, is we're speaking about the same thing we speak about, evaluations. Is it really there, right? Or it, does it come with terms of agreement right. based on a contract that you made that say you can maintain your position, you can maintain your evaluation, you can say you are who you are as long as you follow what we say, right? And this is probably the terms and agreement of all top people that we see within our culture. How many people can get their wealth snatched away like this if they say the wrong thing? Mm. Is that wealth? Is that power? Is that really billions? Is that really millions? So, but when you do that to a people, same way where, you know, during COVID-19, all the countries realized they had an over-dependence on China, right, for supply chains, and countries now want to make their own so they're not seen as weak during those type of times. Black America is realizing that as well, mm. that if we ever want to be free, speak free, move free, then we have to not have a dependence on somebody else that can control our freedom. Anything that controls your will, you are a slave to, mm. right? And so rich slaves exist, right? Wealthy slaves exist, because you're given liberty, which means that you are giving a range of things you can do, but not true freedom to do whatever you want to do. Mm. So that's the difference between liberty and freedom. Most of the people that have wealth in our society and our culture, they have liberty. Mm -hmm. And they wish they had true freedom to where I want to do this project. I want to say what I want to say. I want to make this move this way. But I can't. Because but, even but if I want to do this to appease my people, I have to appease them people. But well, how about Tyler um, Perry, right? Tyler Perry is one of the most richest people here, right? But in our community, he always gets critiqued for playing Medea. I think I think sometimes like like let me just finish my right, point. My bad, my bad. Um like like and then people say, Oh, okay, yeah, he made this billion. He did all this, he did this great thing, but guess what? He had to get there by wearing a dress. You know, Minister Farrakhan says something about that. It is what made me change my mind on it. On, on Tyler Perry. Because he said, I love Tyler Perry movies, 
because of the lessons that he put in them. Mm. You understand me? And I think that was another lesson that he was teaching us is that we don't always need to critique everything. Yeah. Right? Because he does play but the grandmother. I will say probably this, a grandmother though. can play a grandmother. I like, will you say know what this, mean? though. Tyler he Perry's his in a unique position. You know? And that's one of those things where some people kick down the door, then the next generation are the ones who rush in the house and take over everything. Right? And I don't think it's going to be on him to do it, but it's an example. Because think about the type of movies we would like to see made, right? But can you make those movies, right? There's so many historical figures. There's, there's no uh, Marcus Garvey movies, no Noble Drew Ali movies, no Honorable Elijah Muhammad movies, no Toussaint movies, no Mansa Musa movies, no Hannibal Barker movies, no, John Horse movies. None of those movies about any of our real historical figures have been made. There's a movie about Rich Paul and Al Paul. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, that we now. got enough. We got come on now. We gonna keep making drug deals. And I'm in it. And you in it. Shout out to the y'all. <laughs> but, but what happens when we own our media and we like can green light <laughs> and we can green light our own films and control our own narratives? Well, let me. I would love to see. That's when a, we appreciate a, a the legacy Moose. of somebody. You know, based on what they build and what they did with it, and the doors they kicked down. But I also think that sometimes we don't allow a person to fully develop into the legacy that they're going to bring about before we criticize yeah. it. Like you seen Will Smith Emancipation? I have not I seen. Have not. Well, I, I heard, no, I but let me say it. that one thing about Tyler Perry because we actually got to speak with him, uh-huh. and we got to go to his studio, which is actually restroom. which is crazy. Go ahead, restroom. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. So it's it. like I think that people, <laughs> everybody, you been to his studio? No, no. no you got to do. I've been through it on Instagram. No, no, no. You got to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to see it. No, don't, don't, don't. Have to see it first. It'll be dope to have him on Dreams. Yeah. There's five. There's five Hollywood studios, I believe. Right. Sony, like Paramount, all of them. Like, you could fit all of those Hollywood studios on his campus in Atlanta. In Atlanta, wow. That's how big it is. Wow. They said in any given day, there's 5,000 people that's working. He he employs, I forgot how much millions, over $100 million, and 95% of the people are black people. Per year? 100, 150 million a year in salaries. It's 95% of black people. So it's like sometimes the, 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 the ends justify, the means justify the ends. And I feel like, you know, once again, going back to being critical, yeah, we can, we can criticize the situation, but what he's able to, what he's been able to accomplish Nobody in 100 years has built a studio. Never. This no. This no, this is something that people need to understand. Spike Lee. The nope. last studio. Yeah. The last studio was like Warner Brothers. <laughs> a hundred years ago. Yeah. I'm not talking about black. I'm not. Talking, I'm talking about any person. Yeah. He's been able to accomplish what no other person has been able to accomplish in 100 years. And wow. and and then all those studios have been in the same place. So like, think about what he's done. Right. Not only did he take it out of Hollywood, he put it in Atlanta, Georgia. Right, Black Hollywood. Black Hollywood, right? Like, you create a whole genre, and then you create lots, right? And not only do you create your own space to create content. You're giving lots to Obama. You create an economy there. Yo, listen, you got, you got, you got Marvel. You got Marvel renting out your studio to shoot Black Panther 2, right? And on top of it, you're creating your own content, but not only... In a create, state that the taxes are favorable for yep. filmmakers. Th- think yep. about what the... But, when we were there, like that's what I said, you got to see it, right? People are building economies outside of the studio. So when it was, it was an old military base that used to home slaves. So like, think about what he's done here historically. But outside of those, Wait, fence, say that again, he, it was an old military military base, base right? That used to, it was it was, it was military a base, used to confederate base. It was a confederate. Um, he said it in his speech. Military when, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he talked about it. Yes. They're building they're building economies outside of it. So outside the, the barriers of the wall, you see houses and developments being built. He's creating a city outside of his studio. 
You see what I'm saying? Like, it's completely different. Not only is he doing that, but who is he employing? If you look at all the shows, who is he employing? Well, People that look like us. Who else is doing that? Yep. Right. And and he's been able to... The illest part about this, like I said, you got to actually go there to get a full appreciation because they give you a whole tour. It takes about an hour. It's really a real estate play wow. because well, he has more land than any Hollywood studio. So what happens is that now he's leasing the land back to the Hollywood studio. <laughs> exactly. So they film some Black Panther... At his studio. So Warner Brothers is paying him. Disney, film, Disney. Disney is paying him to film their movie at his studio. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's the real play behind it is, like, he got so much land, and he's created different sets. He got a, a, a set for the White House. He got a set that looks like Mississippi. He got a set that looks like New York City, all on this big campus in Atlanta. Yeah. So now he's he's... It's really a real estate play in it. So it's like when people just look on the surface, yeah, he put on a dress. Yeah, I wouldn't have put on a dress. I'm, I'm not saying that you might not agree with that, but... So how, they say what? every black man that's successful kind of like have to do that. But look at... But, yeah, but, 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 all right. So and he, you don't have to do that but, 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 unless but, but, you want to sell out. But, but let me... But let me see, you got to careful with the word sell out. Because it's Shit, like... Not all right, for me. All right, that's sell out. If you put on that dress to me... <laughs> And regardless of however we contextualize Martin it, Lawrence you are selling. All right, but I'm let me, saying it to all right, me. Okay, but let me, let me finish though, because we got I'm nobody. Done. We got nobody talking about drinking lean. We got nobody. We got a problem with nobody talking about popping pills. We got nobody talking about pimping women, killing another black man. What's worse, killing another That's black anti-black man? Anti-black shit. So what I'm saying is that we got to be extremely careful about always criticizing, right? Because you criticizing somebody, but are you helping or are you hurting? You talking about drinking permethazine that's killing people? It's it's liquid heroin. You turning a whole culture into drug addicts. These kids itching. Have you ever seen somebody when they get off of that shit? It's like heroin. They it's the same effect. When you start nodding and dozing, you you, you when you go off of withdrawals, you start scratching. You looking like a fucking rodent. So it's like we got to be extremely careful because it's like you promoting gang culture. And you killing other black young boys, 14 years old, that's dying over a flag. They don't even understand what they're killing each other for. Right. So it's like, just be careful. Be careful criticizing and because we do that too much. And we throw around that word sellout and da-da-da-da. And there's right. somebody that's employing 5,000 people. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, there, there's levels and there's but layers. But perspective. And there's yeah. layers. 100, and, and 150 and million, there's, there's complexity to life. There's complexity to life. People, like, like we, we create... 150. We create businesses, and most times black businesses, there's only one employee inside of that, right, right as entrepreneurs. But you talk about a man who's paying 150 million in salary, 95% go to black people. 95% of the 150 million. That's different. We never seen anything like that. That's why I said, when you, you have to actually see it. When you see the man's vision, it changes your mindset. Like, being on the property and understanding, like, yo, this is crazy. So, like, when he's talking about building the White House, now if somebody is creating a movie and they need a White House scene, who do you think yeah, they're they calling? They're calling him. They go there. And how many movies is like that? How many shows is like that? Did you do that? No, nah, I mean, it's, it's Tyler Perry. <laughs> it's Tyler Perry. He can't probably speak on that, man. We, we was always taught to settle on the best part. You understand me? It's not about what you don't like. Look for what we do like. You understand me? That's the commonality of how we build. So, you know, I'm learning now that even if it's somebody I disagree with, but what are the things that I do agree with? Because you've been saying this whole time, you're a Muslim that's a masculine. Yeah. So, obviously, you can't agree with him wearing a dress. I mean, Well, I, I don't think about that too much. I, I don't agree with no men wearing dresses. So, it, nah, I don't personalize it to Tyler <coughs> Perry, but I just look at the effeminate agenda of black men, period. A lot of, you know, when, when, when he's talking about people's doing lean, that effeminates you. 
You understand me? Like, the brother's soft as hell, sweaty handshakes. Ain't on point. You understand me? So, you know, we, we, all of it to me, I'm looking at it as the same characteristics, right? The person that's. You had the choice right now. Wear lean, drink lean, or wear a dress. Wear lean? I'm doing neither. Take a shot. I mean, I'm just being sober, man. Both. Because because think about it, though. When we talk about anti-blackness, right? So promoting violence, death culture to our people is anti-black. Promoting unhealthy products, promoting drugs, and promoting feminization of black men to our people is unhealthy. Black men have it the worst in America statistically, right? right? We have it the worst health-wise, financial-wise, prison. However you want to slice them statistics, we have it the worst. I'm talking about from cancer to everything. Yet, there are no movements around sensitivity towards black men and true mental health programs. That's not what they... Everybody uses the black man and his body for their agenda. Even when we die, everybody else benefits, and they start creating all these programs and all these movements out of it. But part of that is the effeminization. When you don't have your mind and your will, when I'm saying masculine, masculine just means the traits typical of a man. So you don't wear wear skinny jeans? No, no, sir. No, sir. No, sir. No, I'm good on that. You know, I, I, I got, you know, mine be tailored. They be tailored, though. They be precise to my measurements. But just, just, just to that like point, exact. though, right? They be exact. We just, you know, we just get them exact, you know? Right. No, but, you know, growing up, I grew up in a suit and bow tie. You understand? We grew up, we used to drill every day, right? I, I seen the example of real men with ownership and power growing up in Oakland, California. So my disposition of seeing a man in a dress is based on how I grew up and my perception of that, right? right. And then when we look at Dave Chappelle, where Dave Chappelle spoke about that industry, where they specifically want you to do things that rob you of your integrity. Mm-hmm. How many times you 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 didn't sing people? They go to parties, they go to these places in the industry. Things that typically will go against their integrity, they still do because in that space, it's judgment free. But when they get home, they judging themselves. Mm. They killing themselves. They have to constantly drink, constantly socialize, so they don't have to think about the things that they're doing. Right. Most of these men die while they living. Mm. You understand me? Their soul and their spirit ain't mm. there no more. And that's what they do a lot of times when they put prominent black men in position. They've killed them. They've destroyed them. So they don't have that same will and that same spark to do something powerful or dangerous. Well, that's what you, your key word that you just said is they put you in position. This is the good thing about us. We had no gatekeeper. We didn't have nobody that passed us a torch and say, okay, we're going to green light a show for you. We're right. going to give you a media company. Everything that we did, we so had fact. to actually figure yeah. out for ourselves and we was powered by the people. So that gives us a tremendous amount of leverage, not only financially, but integrity. God damn, Mr. Lewis, for that. Anything? Oh, I got a shot. I got a shot. Salute. Shout out to Shout Well, our show is about giving people out their flowers. This is All crazy. All three of you brothers. Hold on, I'm take it. This is crazy, yeah. The Yala. The Yala. All three of y'all brothers really deserve this. Nah, real talk. Um, because teaching a culture or teaching people to have financial freedom, to, to know that it doesn't matter if you started out broke. Mm-hmm. You can come, you can invest. Like I seen, I forget, what's this Asian um, realtor? He was like, yo, my first, my first, he's like, my first shit I bought was 18000 mm-hmm. So he said he bought it and then he lived in it. And then he rented the, like, the other two units. And it's like, everyone thinks you got to have 800000 or whatever. Like, it's just like. And then when I seen that, I was like, all right, cool. But there's no people. And then it's y'all guys, right? And it's like, y'all of us. You smell like us. You look like us. 
y'all talk like us, and y'all fucking financial gurus. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to salute y'all. I want to praise y'all. I want to say that this is the first time I've ever seen this. I've ever seen people talking. Uh, what's the other dude? Tony Roberts. Tony Roberts. <laughs> yeah, Roberts. Yeah, yeah. Tony Money Roberts. Masters again. I don't relate to this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to his he seminar. Ain't he, ain't, he ain't listen to the war report. You know what I'm saying? I can guarantee you. Like uh, uh, the closest damn, like, I hit Ebro by mistake, and he's hit me back. <laughs> like, um, but uh, you know, you know, closest thing that came was like uh, Envy and um, Caesar. Yeah, Caesar. They and I was like, yep. oh, okay, I love the fact that Caesar always. You know, it was looking the same. Yeah. But what you guys are doing, especially with the crypto, we ain't speaking about the crypto yet. Crypto. Crypto. <laughs> What's a crypto? <laughs> crypto that, dollar. No, no, no. The crypto he talking about, dollar. He's talking about the sneakers. Yeah, and with. we got to decipher the FTX crypto situation. Crypto. I'm not going to lie. What's, what's the shit? Oh, so I got, I got what's the shit? Um, What's the shit that we, um, um, Ethereum? Ethereum. Ethereum. It, ain't, it ain't working out for me. No, no, no. Hold it. Hold it. Hold that shit. 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 Hold I know. Don't forget that. <laughs> don't, 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 don't do that. Yeah, don't it's do that. It's great. That's the yeah. best. God <laughs> it's is, the best. God is great. It's, it's the, the password. Yo, but but you know, it's not working out for me. It's guys, not working out for anybody right now. Relax. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. Long term. Long term. He thinks it's just him going through. He's like, damn, my Ethereum is going down. I remember when he first got something. I called him. I said, do they got access to my account? And then he goes, what? He thought, oh yeah. He thought somebody robbed you. He thought his, his no, someone was stealing happened? his Ethereum. No, it was 50% the market. Lower. What the, fuck? the market was changing. He thought people were jacking him. They hacked me. <laughs> yeah, they stopped my shit. I've been hacked. People that's making money. By the way, I said it way dumber than I just said it just now. I've been hacked. And the, he the, was the like. The only people that's making money right now in crypto is the people that's trading crypto. You understand right. me? So as it's fluctuating and going up and down, they, they buying, they selling, they buying, they selling. Right? So. Even when you talk about the SBF thing, that's what he did. He was an arbitrage trader, right? He FTX. Was, he was, FTX. FTX. Yeah. No, but right. that, what's his name? The, what's his Sam, uh, Sam Bankman Free. Yeah. So that's why I say FBF, yeah. right? Because I've been seeing the SBF more than anything. <laughs> that's crazy. That's fact. And when you talk about the media, what they've been portraying him, right? Because he's given so much money to media and so much money to man, they, these political parties. Man, they, 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 they praising him almost while they talking about his situation like yeah. it's just a downfall. Not the a, fact yeah. that... Still you know, he lost billions of dollars, and the people have billion. lost hundreds and hundreds Eight. and hundreds of millions of worth, dollars. He was worth twenty eight. We don't even get the opportunity to make those kind of mistakes. Crypto guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. eight. No, but he's not. Yeah, he's a crypto guy. He was worth twenty nine billion. Big exchange. But yeah, the problem from? with that is well, that it was centralized exchange. He had, he had <laughs> the stadium, the, the arena. The the heat arena was called FTX Arena. Miami Heat. Miami Heat FTX Arena. Arena. Oh, he from here? No, no he's not no. from here. He got the name. No, no, he got he the name rights. No, he got the name. He out here? He paid, That's why I smell so we be talking about this shit. He paid $140 million for a 10-year contract for American Airlines Arena. American Airlines, that's the reason why it changed to, to FTX, FTX Arena. Yeah, okay. He, oh. He's the person that owns FTX. And then who got the crypto arena? That's crypto.com. That's, that's the, same, yeah, that's the old Staples Center. Yeah, come, come Those company. are crypto but exchanges. What you, but what do you guys think happened in that situation? What do you think really is a lot to come out still. What they saying is that and like I said, it's alleged, but they're saying that pretty much he was using money from, from investors to fund other projects. What happened was that- On some pyramid style? 
That's what they Basically. said. Um, some, some fraud shit. You, Pyramid scheme. You, you're yeah. in the space, so you know, you know you know Binance. Yeah. So a report was published that was unfavorable to uh, FTX, their, their native token. So Binance had a lot of their, their coins. Binance pulled their money out. Once Binance pulled their money out, it made all the investors scared. And now it was a rush on the bank. So yeah. now a lot of people started to pull their money out. They didn't have enough money to pay back every single person yeah. that wanted to put their money out, and they collapsed it overnight. Yeah. With, it's with, like um within one within one day they wanted five billion back. So think it's about like that. some Wolf of Wall Street. Five billion, it's, right? It's but, like but worse. here's the illest part, right? So Binance, right? The the, the CEO of Binance is like, oh, look, we might, you know what? We'll help you out. We'll buy your exchange. Right. But before we buy your exchange, we need to see the paperwork on your finances. So when they look at the, the finances, they're looking at it like, yo, this is this this ain't real. Like they don't really have no legit business. So they pull out of the deal. Now, like on top of one of the five billion, they seen that Binance, which could have rescued them, said, no, nah, we're not doing this. They don't even have legit paperwork. Whoa. You you got a guy who goes from twenty nine billion net worth, right? What they're saying, to like nine hundred thousand within forty eight hours. Wait, tell me about what? Yeah. I, I didn't he was like, what? <laughs> you said no, no. Nah, it was not not eight hundred million. He was still worth eight hundred million. Not eight hundred. Not they, even. They, they still allegedly. They said, uh, he was still worth eight hundred. He lost about twenty eight billion dollars though. In forty eight hours. Yeah. That's how much. He, I thought it was just eight billion he lost. Which is no, no. Nah, they say he was worth twenty eight billion, and when a, a day later he was worth like eight hundred million. That he lost. But what about people's money? Oh, he oh, lost yeah. all yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 a bunch. Everybody money. Lawsuit. Tom Brady's involved in that. Steph Curry's involved in that. All of them. But one of the biggest keys on that though is that everything that happened with his change is like centralized issues still. Is when one person actually owns the pot and controls the pot. Mm -hmm. The it, it wasn't crypto that fell. It was no. the exchange, the banks, the investments, the over leveraging, all the standard stuff that happens with regular banks. It's just brought into the crypto space, right? So most people were thinking like, oh, there's a crypto that fell. No, it was Sam Bankman Fried. It was the regular white man and they cabals of institutions of banks over leveraging, trusting him, and that's what failed. And people lost their money the same way like any other Ponzi scheme with a bank. Right. Yeah. So now everybody is saying that if you go on crypto, don't have it on an exchange, right? Because if something happens to that exchange, they can't pay you out. That's a fact. Right? So that's why I think crypto.com. Or they can freeze you out. They, they say can freeze Coin, you out. Coinbase won't, won't pay out, right? They, Coin, that's well, that's it, one of the rumors I've been it's, hearing. There's some terms in the agreement, yeah. but not specifically that they won't pay you out. You understand me? In increments, if you want to pull out a certain yeah, amount. If they don't have it, but what they're saying is they, well, like, like going to the bank. said that they have enough right, right, okay. asset per asset. So if they say they got one Bitcoin, they actually have a Bitcoin. So therefore, if everybody wants to take it out, then everybody can. That's a difference. But if you get crypto and you hold it in your own what they call a cold wallet, cold wallet. then yep. it don't matter what happens to the exchange. You got and it. that was the whole point of cryptocurrency is to not have it under centralized authority where one person has control or if something happens to that institution, the money goes down and you lose favor. Mm -hmm. No, it's saying that you got your money, put it in your wallet, so no matter what happens, you good. That's the yeah. whole point. A lot of people, whether it's the crypto or the NFT, it goes back to education. If you don't educate yourself, you're ignorantly going into another asset class where you're going to fail the same way you did in the previously one, mm, right? Yeah. So we have to get educated on every single thing that happens because it could be beneficial to us. We could use it for a tool, but if we don't get educated and we're ignorant, then we're yeah. left up to the people who are educated and hoping that they don't play a scheme on us like they've always yeah. done. The part about the, the, the decentralization is that 
where's the regulation, right? So like, if I look for a balance sheet and, I, and you can't provide it for me, like I don't have to provide you with that. That's a fact. That's part but, of but it. But let's, let's talk about the average person in the hood. Yeah, right? yeah, Average yeah. person in the hood, <laughs> you know, let's got a couple dollars. Yeah. Wants to leave the hood. Uh-huh. Yeah. Doesn't know how to invest. Right. Is, is crypto something? I'm going to say educate yourself first. Okay. Yeah. First thing you should invest in is your mind. That's the greatest yeah, asset. I wouldn't say crypto. Be like, you know right, but let's suppose. Let's but, suppose. But let's, I'm, 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 I'm going to give you a whole blueprint. Because people say that all the time. Like, if I got $1,000, what should I do? Yeah. I'm trying to flip $1,000. Yeah. So, hit. hit. Not get an eight ball. Don't get the eight ball. Salute. Don't get the eight ball. That's not the eight ball. Salute. Salute for not getting the eight ball. Yo, 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 yo. Salute for not getting the eight ball, y'all. Salute. All right. Don't get the eight ball. No eight balls. Here's the thing. It's important to have. Let's talk to the guy who's wanting the eight ball right now. I'm going to talk to him. Okay, let's talk to him. It's important to have realistic expectations. Because when you have false expectations, that's when things go left. You think you got a thousand dollars, you're gonna make a million dollars tomorrow. That's you know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna yeah. you're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna nah, do things that's that's no gonna be extremely dangerous. Like, I see a lot of yes. So what I always tell people is like right now we're on an investing wave right now. Everybody wants to be an investor. But investing goes hand in hand with making money. That's why we gotta talk about business. I like to talk about business even more than investing. Because mm-hmm. it's like if you don't have money to invest, then you have you can't invest. Talk to them. So it's like for us, like we started a cash flowing positive business. Start a business with low overhead that has ability to scale, that you can actually produce revenue within 12 to 18 months. That's Sage? Uh, Palo Santo. <laughs> yes. I got that at my What is Palo Santo? It's, 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 that's, 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 that cleans us. It's like, it's like Sage. 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 It's like I'm keeping 19 keys close to me. So before you invest in another business, why don't you invest in your own business? Right. The business you're talking about, is it the trucking business? Any business. Any like, we business. started we, few we started this business, a little podcast business. That was the business that mm-hmm. we started. Right. So that's what worked for us. But what's your business? Right. Is it is it going to be merch? Is it going to be selling products? Is it like, you know what I'm saying? Figure that out. That's what we got to figure out. For, before you invest in any other business, invest in your own business So first. what's the $1,000? What do you, what's that recommendation for the $1,000? Well, I can only tell you. It's not a lot of money well, in today's. It, it's a lot of money. We started, we started Earn Your Leisure with $100. No yeah, not even. Like, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Some like, so it's like, <laughs> my brother. It, it, it depends on, it depends on how you look lie. at you it. You get me smarter as the minute goes. <laughs> you get smarter just by I'm getting smarter money. every time he passes me. Something. So here's a few businesses that you can start with with, with $1,000, right? Talk you can him. start a podcast, yep. mm-hmm. which is, we, we, we started a podcast. Nice. I'm not just speaking from, you know, we actually started a podcast and now we're growing to a media company. We ain't start with any money. We started with iPhones and we started with shotgun mics that we had somebody else that lent us the microphones. Wow. That's not that's not hard to do. You put the you put wow. the content on social media, you produce it, you put it on YouTube. The platforms are there, they're free to that's use. That's all there. Right, right. You can start a merch company with no money. Right. We talked about before how you have um on what's, demand print that company that we Printful. 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 Printful out there. Printful is a company yeah. that is free where you actually somebody orders a t-shirt, you give them a design. Now when they order it, then they print it up yeah. and they ship it for you. They take a lot of the margin, mm-hmm. but it's not cost you any money. Right now, once you get enough money, now you can go directly to the to Consumer. the manufacturer. Manufacturer first. It's just not having overhead from the beginning. Exactly. Just getting like, we started. Don't, we don't we don't take on any inventory. You know what I'm saying? We don't take on any return. Pop, like they do all that. Right. Well, all we did was create the design, we created the the community that wanted the the design, and they ship it out for us. And it's learning skill sets. That become businesses. Like, do you sell those? Yeah, I sell these. This is my Crown Society business. So we got these. We got the hats. We got clothing. You know what I mean? We got a bunch of different things. That we got the health products. 
right? I do coaching. So it's like well, everything that I I'm do, gonna, I teach, right? This is a family business, one that I what hired that? my whole Tell family. This the oh, gold this right here. Oh, this is the gold water right Talk here. Talk to him about it. You ever heard of Claudio Silva? Yep. So this Holy is Claudio Gold. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, holy, holy water. Go ahead, take some water. Holy water. Here, right, so we born with 0.02% of gold within our body. So we're born with all these different minerals within our body. We have gold within our body. I've been trying to tell you that. We got every mineral in our body. Yeah, we do. But when you increase certain minerals within the body, they have effects, right? Magnesium, zinc, all right. of these different things. Same thing with silver and gold. Gold is a superconductor of electricity. It was the ancient Egyptians that used to utilize it back in the day. They believed it was the elixir of immortality. Mortality. So they believe that because it's the only element that doesn't rust, that if you continue to drink it, then you won't rust, essentially. So, but they used to take it in the powder you're telling form. telling me I'm drinking gold. Yeah, you're drinking gold. So this it's in small It's not, it's not <laughs> gold slogging, relax. Yeah. So it, 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 uh, historically, it's been known to be I'm good for like anti-inflammation. 36 ounces a day. You know, uh, <laughs> electrifying <laughs> your nerve ending. Some people report having like super lucid dreams because you got all this electrical mm. activity in the mind. Wow. So there's multiple benefits. We got that. We got Old smart natural. moss. Yeah, we got smart nootropics. Moss? That one is like, that's uh, vitamin C moss. Okay. You understand me? So we need that during different seasonal cycles. Really, really all to the C time. Moss? So it has sea moss in there. It has vitamin C in there. Um, that one also has a few other different ones. We just named it moss because it has, that's the base of it. But it's like we got sports moss, one that has like cordyceps because we got shrooms in there. So these are medicinal shrooms that we put in there. Same thing with smart moss. Got his attention. To start they with have that. some that <laughs> we, we got the, the smart moss that has the lion's like, man. I got the shroom shrooms. She raised her yeah, hand no, like, we wait, got the what? Shrooms? shrooms? <laughs> no, she, think about it. Like, I'll have two of them. We got, we got the liquor culture. Now I'll imagine if the liquor culture go hand in hand with the health culture, though. because it, it needs to. You, right, you, you, you wake up. Made from shrooms. That's very innovative. That. But we gotta, that's another conversation though, because most of the, the mental world. health issues in the black community are brain health issues. Mm. You understand me? We over chemicalize and under mineralize. Mm. You're trying to get somebody in the hood to focus, to learn, they can't. They can't focus more than eight seconds no like Adderall a fish. So, and there's an Adderall <laughs> shortage. But if you bring something like sports muscle, what we have is allowing you to sit there and focus. We go through different peak cycles throughout the day. So there's cycles where we can focus, cycles where we can't. But when we eat wrong and our gut health is bad and our body is bad, then we're losing that focus. We can't concentrate. So we right. can never get into that flow state. You understand me? And so when you're talking about black people doing business, you know, wealth comes from health. You're talking about health. You're talking about being financially healthy when you're talking about wealth. So we first, in our neighborhoods, we got food deserts where you don't have access to nutrient available food. Same thing. Well, I call it financial desert because you don't have access, right, to somebody who can give you financial education or give you financial advice. So if we want to change anything, we have to start with the diets of our people, the way we eat, what we intake, and then look at the food deserts. Look at, specifically, the type of restaurants in our neighborhoods. You got the Jack in the Boxes, you got the Wendy's, you got the uh, uh, Murder Donalds, all of these different ones. They're there to kill us. Man, I mean, I'm Ronald just, McDonald look crazy at me right now when you said But I'm just saying, there's no clown. nutrient in that, and it's a desert, and that kills us. So the sperm it's count is decreasing. <laughs> Yo, he put on his head. Yeah, no, it's, it's serious. So y'all got the hood on. Because during COVID 19, they said that we had the highest predisposition, right, to the higher rates of illnesses. But nobody addressed that fact at all. 
Nobody is talking about the fact that we will talk about business and then we will put the same things that kill us in our neighborhoods in the name of capitalism. So that's why I talk about social entrepreneurship and social good. If we're going to do it, do it like my bro in the locks. You understand me? To where he's putting something, Styles P, to where he's putting up a juice bar in his neighborhood. That's a good. I don't really care about if you just do business. You have to do good business. A business that is good for us. So our people suffer from a lack of being able to focus, right? Entertainment is a fight between entertainment and education. And this is why we make it edutainment, so that it's educational and entertaining so we can actually get your attention. Right. The greatest fight right now is for black people's attention. Black people's attention is worth $1.6 trillion. That's why. Mm. You understand me? So if we can get your attention to products that will actually help you, that's healthy for you, that'll get you thinking about vision, long-term thinking, business, education, and you developing these skills. What's the black people out of role? Smart Moss. Smart Moss. Smart Moss is black people's out of raw. Black people out of yeah. raw. Yeah. So I know how my white people get down. The yeah, they, 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 white they people can like take it too. Raw. We take white yeah, dollars. They, 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 they all go. No, no, no. Before I forget, but skill sets for assets. You asked about that. You asked about that thousand dollars. I wanna, I wanna finish that because I didn't get a chance to finish it. Okay. I said, I said clothing. I said media with podcast, vending machine. Talk about it. Episode that dollars. Absolutely. Close to it. Absolutely. If not, That's what I'm saying. Like, use a, a used vending machine, right? A used vending machine. So, like, you think about it, like, you put it in places, like, obviously, we, we went back to our old high school, right? And we looked at it, we like, yo, there's no vending machines in here. This is an opportune place, right? You put Look. condoms in the vending machine? No, we ain't put, you not in the high school. No, 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 not in the high school. Not in the high school, but you could they do that. Need college, 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 college. But college, 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 Marijuana inside the vending machines, but most people they use the vending machines, but they don't look at it as a business opportunity. We looked at it like, yo, there's no vending machines in our high school. There's kids that are transporting every day. I know they're not eating breakfast. We got healthy options that we can put inside these vending machines. On top of it, we can put water inside the the other vending machines. So we're looking at it like this is a business opportunity. Mm-hmm. Not only are we helping our community, but we helping the economy inside of the school. Right? Instead of having bake sales, instead of having fundraisers. We can actually help them create their own economy, and on top of it, we can help this, the, the senior class mm-hmm. by donating the proceeds from what they're already putting in. So it's a self-efficient economy. Not only are we doing that, but we like, yo, look, let's employ some of the people who are in the school, right? So we hired the seniors that are in the school to now run the machines and have them as part of the business. We got our young boy here, Abdullah, who, who's running that business. And we think of it like, oh, it's a vending machine, don't make no money, but like, yo, our vending machines is generating 3500 a month. Mm. Right? Just on an ecosystem like, oh, I'm going to stop there, I'm going to get a beverage, I'm going to get something to eat before I go to class, it's self-sufficient. Right. And so you think about 3500 well, you tell me a business that's 3500 3, for an 18-year-old right now with a $1,000 investment, right. right? After you pay that $1,000, after the first two months, you've already got return on your investment. Now everything is just profit. You see what I'm saying? And this is something that's so simple because mm-hmm. people use it all the time. What we starting to see is like people taking that episode and that information, but and they putting it in college campuses. But we seeing people in the entertainment industry like, yo, I'm gonna put that in my studio. Because mm-hmm. that's what. What people do when they come to the studio, they smoke, they're gonna be hungry, right? Or they putting on college campuses, they they should, they they're gonna need condoms. We seen a vending machine that had Rose, champagne. champagne inside, ace of spade inside LA, in, LA. In, in LA, right? Yeah. And so you think about the bottle. And the upcharge, and the thing about the vending machine is that you get to set the price, price yeah. right? And so, right, so we know the margins, and so like, we're gonna make sure that it's profitable, that we make money, but we also gonna service our, our our community as well. 
And so these these are the type of businesses that when right. people we pass them every day, we never think that this is money. It's like what you said with the trucking. We live in New York City. You from New York, yes. right? We see trucks passing us every day. We not thinking like, yo, that's a business that's passing us. That's actually somebody's business that's going to I'm a place. I seen a documentary on Netflix where John Gotti and them actually looked at a truck that drove through Manhattan that didn't have they sign on them. And I was just like, they were like, who has the balls to drive to New York City <laughs> mm-hmm. without having our sign on? Now that's a fact. And it's like it's one of these business. things you never think about. So it's like, you grew up, have you ever seen anybody take money out of a vending machine before? I don't, yeah, I have. You see, Have you? No, I have. I've never seen it before. And the reason, the reason being is because they come at odd hours, 2 o'clock in the morning, because they don't want you to think it's a business. Right. You never, growing up, I seen vending machines my whole entire life. I never looked at it as a business opportunity. I looked at it as an opportunity to spend a dollar and a dollar fifty. Because the buy original, original uh, vending machines was 25 cents. Mm-hmm. You twist the shit and a bu- bubble gum. Yeah, the, bubble, the gumball gum. machine. Bubble, yeah, gumball. Gum. That's the that, original. Yeah, you do that long enough, that's like $600 in a month. So, for gum. I say that to say, oh, once, oh, you, once you change your mindset, everything becomes an opportunity. You see trucks drive every single day. 99% of the population never look at it like somebody owns that truck. Mm-hmm. They just looking at it like that's a truck driving by. You see you see a, a house on the street that's messed up, you just thinking it's a band though. You're not looking at it like, oh, that's a distressed property. Right. I can buy that for under market value, fix it up, and then sell it for a 50% profit. Mm-hmm. But once you start to look at things in an investor, everything around you becomes a business opportunity. That's now you're like, who owns, who owns this restaurant? Who, who owns this liquor? Who owns these mic? Who's making these microphones? How can I manufacture? How can yeah. I actually? How can we get them to sponsor? I know, you know that. How can I have a podcast studio yeah. so now people can rent my studio and come in? Like everything becomes an opportunity. So there's opportunities all around you. So you're talking about that thousand dollars. I can go on and on and on about businesses that you. But first, you gotta look at your mindset. Once again, it goes back to not being a victim. You gotta look at yourself as somebody that's in a world where there's opportunity all around you. Mm-hmm. Are you going to take advantage of the opportunity or are you going to complain? Yeah. You can't do both. You have to pick a side. Yeah. When you Create walk something. Yeah. When you, you know walk outside, saying? what are you seeing? Are you seeing opportunity? And be willing to fail miserably and pick it up and do it <laughs> again. Failures is the key that's, to I think success. What stops most people. They they they'll try something, they'll fail, and that's that's, that's mindset too. I, I don't even I don't even look at that as a failure, right? It's either you learn or you learn. It's that's part of the That's what I said. Language is wash my hands. I was about to say. Be right back. You can keep you keep going. Like one of the things I teach my students. This smell way better. One of the things I teach my students is how to write books, right? I, you can't oversaturate the market on books, right? Even right. ebooks, right? Everybody, even if you got a podcast, you can take that podcast and you can pay somebody to edit that, chip it down, right. transcribe it, and turn it into a book for you. You can pay somebody on Fiverr. You understand me? You can go to forty eight hour is books. Untapped. I think. Come on now. I can't believe people don't. And know that's about a marketplace like of skills. Right. If you develop any of one of those skills, you give yourself a job. Right. You understand me? I taught the homie that got out of jail how to utilize an AI program to where he created art by just texting in props. Then he threw an art show and he sold a painting for a thousand dollars. Right. So it's like learning these skill sets mean that you have a skill set where you never go go broke because it's always going to be value in it. But that's why it goes back to education, that the best thing you can do with a thousand dollars is educate yourself. That's going to give you a return for the rest of your life. Right. Like all these products I have, I designed every single last one of them. You understand me? I built the positions in the family. The books, I was the one who ordered it, who designed it, who put everything out in there. Every program that we have, we're showing you what can be done with little to no money. 
but you can't do nothing without knowledge. Right. You understand me? That's why the quickest way to add value to yourself is to learn something new. The quickest way to add value to somebody else is to teach them something they didn't know. You understand but me? I, I and, think and, and the thing is, too, not to cut you off, but the thing about it is, like, you said failure. You know what changed my life, bro? When I realized that I'm going to die one day. Right. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter with somebody, because it's like, we get hung up on public perception, what people are going to think about us. Right. You know, if, if it doesn't work out, I'm going to be embarrassed. This is but a finite life. Like, it exactly, really in, the, in the grand scheme of things, right? What does that really matter? Nothing. Right? And it's like, ultimately, you're going to die. So you're either going to die with regret, you're going to die with failure, or you're going to die with accomplishment. Right. So it's like, I could take having failure on my, on my jacket, but I don't want to have regret. So that was like, even like what we do now, like I had the vision of what we're doing now in 2012. And it took me seven years to actually actually do it because I'm like, you know, self-doubt and people going to think a certain way, da, da, da. And then when I realized that people going to think something about you anyway, regardless. And it's like people will go to 10 different job trainings and job opportunities uh, and try to get all of these positions. And, and they'll, they'll, out of 15 different job interviews, they might get one. Mm. They never look at it like I failed 15 times. Right. But you start a business one time, it doesn't work out, and then you say, this is not for me. What if, what if, what if you went to one job on interview, it, you didn't get hired, and you say, this isn't for me? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like just the mindset. So I feel like when you, when you understand that ultimately, no matter what you do in this world, it's not going to be the end of it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Even if you fail, you can always come back. Is there businesses you have invested in and failed? Yeah, for sure. We, we started a music app. Yeah. You we started a music a app. Partnership partnership that failed. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's, 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 a learn, it's a learning experience. I, 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 I kind of I like failure. You understand me? I don't like the idea of perfection, right? Mm. Even when people try to cast you as a leader, they want to hold up this image of perfection so if they find any flaws, they feel like they're exposing right. you. Somebody wrote that in the comments, say, one day, 19 Keys, you're going to be exposed. I said, I hope so. Because the more that I'm exposed to the world, the more I grow. Right. right? The more I'm exposed to myself, the more that I grow. I'm not afraid of my own flaws and failures. That's where I become a man at, by learning myself and developing myself in those areas. Society has become so hypocritical that we will demonize somebody for the same flaws that we have, mm. right, Absolutely. in public. So I've gotten to this part where, you know, seeing somebody start a business, the results is cool. Like seeing the flyness, the watches, all of that. But what I look at is the process in between. So are you telling me that you went through all of them nights of stress? You went through those different times of failure. You went through that lack and that sacrifice and that fasting, and you still made it through. And you still kept pushing to higher levels if you haven't settled yet. I look at a person and I see them going through the darkness to bring it to light. I don't look at the light and saying that, oh, I want that. Most people want the results, but they don't want the process. Mm. So you therefore, they never feet. achieve it. That journey. This shit smells way better than man, the come same. Come on, man. I tell you, <laughs> listen, listen. Come on, you gotta man. Gotta put me on. What the it's fuck that, is this? Man, that and does it do the same got, shit as Sage? Yeah, it does the same thing. Uh, it's a, you it's mean, a, he wasn't it's confident. It's, a, no, it's, a, it's, a, it's slightly you different sure? reasons. I got sure? that, man. I got you got this? Like, yeah. You ain't never claimed this, kid, man. It's right now. That's yeah. yours. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. Right Don't play DJ. Yeah, yeah. What, you, what is this called? What is this called? Palo Santo. Palo Santo. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, Palo Santo. This shit smell good. Sage, sage be having a motherfucker smell different. That's why I, that's why I don't be bringing sage everywhere. Okay. 
Okay, yeah, so like Santo. And what do you call this? Palo, Palo Santo. Palo you understand Santo. me? Oh, Reset the energy. You said what you Cleanse said. Where, 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 where <laughs> did that come from? <laughs> who got, who got I mean, line? I know Cubans use it. Cuban? I don't. I don't. I can't say. I'm sure. This, is, this oh, smell. Just, I, this smell like cocaine. I just wrote a note. Coconut. What I mean by that? I just. They thought I was smoking weed, but I was lying. Palo Santo. Yeah, nah. This shit smell good. I ain't gonna lie. And look, sage, sage, Palo Malo, he said? sage don't Palo smell Malo. good, but I could huh? tell sage bring the devils so, away from you. Palo Santo okay. uh, is a tree Palo that's Santo? native to Peru, no. Ecuador, and other yeah. South America countries. It grows in tropical dry forests. It produces a fragrant Where resin. In Spanish, Palo Santo means holy wood. So that's right. holy wood you smoking over there. Right? No, I'm not smoking. No, no, no. You lighting it, it's smoking. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. It's in the atmosphere. But for thousands of years, the wood, the resin, and the oil has been used for medicinal purposes. It has been mainly used to treat pain and stress, but it's also used to clear negative energy. You understand? Like say, it's like say. key. Right. Yeah. So do y'all believe? They use different things. Do y'all believe in Dr. Sebi? You know what's so crazy about Dr. Sebi? So you know, Dr. Let's take a shot for no reason. Let's take a shot for no reason. So I feel like you're no. about to get deep, Dr. Sabi. <laughs> you know, a lot of people heard about Dr. Sabi when Nipsey Hussle, rest in peace, and Nip. Right. And recently, and he do I remember. No, no, I remember with Left Eye. I heard Left Eye first. Left Eye first. Even Left Eye. I was like in the 2000s. Yeah. So my mom, in like mid 90s, my mom had some health issues. She was, you know, kind of overweight, or whatever, and she went to Dr. Sabi. In like '95, in Nicaragua, in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. He had a he had a shop in Brooklyn, yeah. um, and she was and she lost 30 pounds in one month, and transformed the whole life. She'd been vegetarian ever mm-hmm. since. So I, that's the first time I heard about Dr. Sabi was in the '90s. Wow. When my mom went to her, like you had no went idea. to him. Yeah, I had no. And so it's like, and then ever since then, I had like one of my friends is he's in a wheelchair. He went oh. he went to the yeah. to the compound. Um, and. and uh, Oh. And not Costa Rica. No, Nicaragua, man. Uh, Nicar- yeah. Nicar- no, was it Nicaragua? Right? No, it wasn't no. Nicaragua. No, it's not Nicaragua. Honduras. 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 Right there. Honduras. Honduras. Yeah. Honduras. So, his neighbors. It's not the same. So, Brooklyn, Queens. Not shout the same. out to Shout so, out to So, a lot, you know, it's, it's a lot of controversy. Um, but I know from firsthand experience, because like I said, my mom right. was like going to him. Isaiah, you know I fuck with you. And, and, and I, I, seen, I, seen, I seen the effects firsthand as, as a little kid. How it changed her, and she never went back. She hasn't. She hasn't mm-hmm. eaten meat in thirty years. Wow. Like you know what I'm saying. Like she hasn't eaten meat in thirty years. And you eat meat? I'm a pescatarian. Me too. Uh, yeah. Dr. Sebi's my my business partner on the Goldwater Company. I got one of his stepsons. That's my business partner. You understand me? So his mother was the one who helped founded the Orisha Clinic that he had. It was. It used to be right there where the Brooklyn Center is, where the net set. He used to have that clinic there. That's when he first. You know, made the claim of curing AIDS, right? Right. Um, Are you eat me? No, no, no. I eat. I'm pescatarian. Sometimes I like some lamb. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes. 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 <laughs> that's, that's I extreme. went to extreme. Extreme. I, I, I was sort to, of kind of. I'm just saying, this year, because yeah, yeah. I've been they, working out, they, I'm on my job. You're talking about this right now. That's extreme. Slaughter, fish, and lamb. I've been getting lamb a little homie. I've been throwing a little kill of lamb fish. Slaughter the lamb occasionally. Dr. Sebi, you know, he he was in the Nation of Islam. He first learned about health science from the Honorable Elijah um, Muhammad. Honorable Elijah Muhammad had how to eat to live, and it was also about eating one meal a day. Yep, and he sat at the dinner table with him, 
You understand me? Sabi with, with Elijah Muhammad. With Elijah I didn't Muhammad. know this. <laughs> yeah, that's where he first got his discipline from, being the FOI. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yes. So, you know, I, I talked to his wife about this, his ex-wife, of course. You understand me? And she was giving us the breakdown. But he even he tells you that. You can go on YouTube and he'll give the breakdown. He said the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was the only person I seen talking to black people in America about health and food. Right? right? And, and, of course, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad don't get nowhere near enough credit for the impact that he's had on the entire globe. Right. If you remove the Honorable Elijah Muhammad from history, how many things do you remove from history? The whole entire world has to change. Hip hop is not hip hop. You understand me? Dr. Sebi is not Dr. Sebi. There's no Black Panthers. There's no no Malcolm X, no public enemy. Right. There's so many like consciousness as we know it. There's no 125th in Harlem. You understand me? Exactly. So, you know. The lineage that he left behind was a lineage, and that's why that's like somebody I look up to. That's why I got it right here because I look at what he did that was tangible. He had businesses, right? He had import and export. Yeah, he had his own plane. He had a fish import and export business directly from Peru, right? He had trusts. He had like a college institution set up. He had barbershops. He had a lot of chicks too. Yeah, a lot of chicks too. Well, you know, Nori, you were wild. I, I imagine you've had a lot of chicks too, Nori. Back then, yeah, back then, that was back then too. You understand Once I me? Once got it together, I got it together. Well, I'm about. just saying, man. This, this was a Yo, man who had a, man the, the Honorable Elijah yeah. Muhammad had a third grade education, and he took a knowledge that he was taught, and he changed the world with it. That's right. right. So, as for, you know, we look at many different men in history, and we don't ever look at the root. But if you go to the root, what he was doing, everything that we've done, he talked about. He had an economic blueprint, right? It was a, a full breakdown of how we can give like five to ten cents a day and how we can create our own. He talked about separation. He talked about do for self. So everything that I'm doing right now is based on the lineage of my ancestors. Mm. You understand me? And the goal is to stand on the side of them or go further. Mm. And until we've reached that plateau that they've reached and we go further, we haven't done enough yet. And we can't say that we have. Right. Marcus Garvey, he had multiple businesses. Mm-hmm. He started the Black Star Line because there was a White Star Line. Mm-hmm. Right. He had stock certificates for all of the people. And he had 25 chapters around the world before social media. Frederick Douglass had his own media company. He had his own newspaper, the North Star, that would circulate. The most successful leaders of all time controlled their own media. Mm, right? So when you look at Malcolm X, you look at the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, you look at Minister Farrakhan, you look at Frederick Douglass, you look at right. You look at Marcus the, uh, Garvey, the final, final call, call, and final before call. that it was Muhammad Speaks. The final call, at back then, the paper was the internet. Right, that's what I'm the saying. Pa- the paper was the internet because it was hand-in-hand. And that mm-hmm. was hand-in-hand. Controlling that media, like though, is key to leadership. Day. They didn't do no news unless they got the paper. But, 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 Come on But the it. question that you asked to kind of you know bring this full circle. Full circle. Yeah. Remember when I said about the watch having the movements, and that was the most important thing? Yeah. That financial literacy, financial intelligence, money, and physical health go hand in hand. Mm. Your life has to be in line. So mm. from your relationships to your, your health, all of that's extremely important mm. because it's hard to, you know, have a financial, you know, well-being if right. you're out of shape. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you, if, you just, if you just focus on your health, you can't even focus on trying to invest. Like, you know what right. I'm saying? If you're having trouble breathing, right. that's, that's more important than anything. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? So this is Real extremely talk. important as far as Real what talk. we eat is extremely important. Right. Mm-hmm. Working out, is extremely important. It's Having a fact, healthy yeah. relationships is extremely important. And we talk about finance and money, but it's 360. Yeah. 
all of that, all right. of that goes into play because yeah. just having one area and having all the other areas dysfunctional, it's not going to work. You yeah. got to have a, a movement, just like a watch, where everything is moving efficiently. Yeah, it's, it's how you do one thing is how you do everything. Right. And like, I, I mean, we literally watched you, right? Like, we we, we watched. NOR Noriega to NORE, right? We saw all that, but also we saw, like, yo, I remember when I'm watching Nori run eight miles. Right. I'm like, yo, damn. Yeah. On top of that, I'm watching him now. I got, I got the balance. Exactly. I'm watching him as a husband. So, like, right. people discount that fact. Like, right. They don't want to talk about that fact. Right. But every time I've seen you, I've seen your wife with you. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Like, yep. all of it encompasses. That's real it. shit, right? That's real shit. Come on. That's real shit. I'm seeing it with you, but it, it goes into that 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 point of like, yo, it's a balance between everything. Uh-huh. Like I hate when people come to me and they judge me from what they know me from. People come to me like, what, what, what? And yeah. I was like, I'm this ain't, what, this what, ain't what? the Melvin like, Flint like, LP. Yeah, like, 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 that was 1998. Yeah. Like, 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 but then also people remember you for moments in time. Like, right. like I said, like I know it was 20 years ago, but it's like I still play the war report to this day because I remember what that meant to me at that moment in time. No, no, and that's beautiful. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I remember it was but, written. And, and I love that, but I just also, like, want to live in this day. No, no, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, fact. Like, yeah. I, I, I think, I, but Nas I think... album, Nas new album. King Disease 3. He keeps saying, he keeps saying, it's King Disease 3, he keeps saying, no problem. Yeah, but this I is, love the this fact is you that now. you love Illmatic, yeah. but I'm living... Right yeah. now, but yeah. I think there's a generation yeah. of people who who weren't alive for that that war report. They weren't alive for True. the weren't alive for Illmatic. And all they all they know you for is this. Yeah, listen, well, that's, people, that's incredible. There's people, people that that look at me and say, "You rap." Exactly. If a whole generation, they might not even. They don't even know you rap. Yeah. And that's dope. Yo, bro, that's the beauty. That's of dope it. and horrible. No, no, no. But it's just like it's like and that's an opportunity as well. Look at these Bo Jacksons that we got on. Not a kid. Alive, yeah. That's wearing these right now. Yeah. Knew where Bo Jackson played. They knew what Michael Jordan played. But yeah. guess what? They went and researched that, but they yeah. get millions of dollars off of hip hop, and they won't research hip hop. That's what I'm saying. I, I, that's that's what I'm saying. fucked up. When I told you that, I'm like, yo, look, I remember you. Cannabis. Did you just hear what I just said? Some yeah. people, some people, some people, it, some people research it. They don't. Some, uh, it, it, a it, small it, percentage. It, it, it depends on who they're around. A lot don't care. A lot don't, they don't care. care. hip hop, everybody, you had to be a student of, of, of hip hop. Yeah, and you well, had to. Like, like, hip hop show was a community. It was. I used to tell people it was like like the gothic kids in school. Like you had to like hip hop was a culture. A movement at that time, though, no, too. The thing about it is, like, like I sit there and I always look at these kids, and they be like, you know, Jordan, you know, was was better. And I'm looking at, them like, how do you know Jordan? <laughs> You've never seen me Jay Z's not relevant. But, 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 you telling but, me Jay Z's not relevant? We didn't, we didn't, we didn't research music. Like, you didn't, li- you never listened to John Coltrane. Kind of did. Yeah. You wasn't listening to John Coltrane. Nah, nah, he, he might have been my guy. I the wrong guy. I the wrong guy. But keep going, keep going. But that's why we got yeah. I, I, I was a global music guy. But, but, but why are you saying that? But why are you saying that? Let's, what I'm saying let's put is that, that in perspective. It's always going to be the youth is going to be dominated on what's happening right now in this moment in time. Right. Because even right. me. No, I but never but why they wearing Jordans but, and it's not this moment in time? But, but let me. I'm going to tell you why. I never listened to Completely different reasons. You never did? I never listened to it. I did. I did. That's before my era. My era was like Nas. And then Big, and then Jay. Well, I mean, if your era is Nas, then it would be. But Nas, 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 it comes from Chaco. He, he knows. Chaco Quest like '92. Yeah. Nas like no, '94. Tra- it goes 95. right into. That. I mean, Q-Tip produces yeah. on Illmatic. That's true. But I'm saying when That's they true. when they had their run, he told me like he like like I'm saying I love this hip hop shit. Let's go. I love this hip hop shit. This is crazy because like he's not that far. Like he's two years younger than me, but his hip hop starts a little different for me. Like I'm born in the South Bronx. I'm listening to KRS. 
his I'm listening to Trap Called Quest, I'm listening to Public Enemy. His starts were like at the golden era, like it's Nas and it's big. And oh, so he's sport. But the golden he's era sport. is yeah. sport. But the golden era is Trap Called Quest. Nah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, I can see how he sees that. I found your love for this evening. It's that, help me find my way. It's not like, can I kick it? Trap right. Quest. Right. It's mm. a different one. It's like. Now, this is good hip hop shit. It's like, it's five. But see, that becomes generational because it's like three members of Trap Quest by Tommy Listen. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, they do bleed into each other. Ali Shahi. But you can't appreciate Ali Shahi. You can't fully appreciate Unless you're a certain that's age. That's his quest. And, you know, I, told, I had an argument with my, bar, my barber the other day. He's telling me about Biggie and Jay and whatever. We're having an argument. And I said, hold up. How old are you? And his age was five years younger. Yeah. So he had different appreciation. So I understand now where that's we're, why this we're is disconnected. A, this, yeah. Here's why, here's why we are connecting it, right? So when we did Master Square Garden, right? We put on the minx. And it wasn't because we just wanted to put on minx. We wanted to pay homage to Puff and Nas, yeah. Okay. We came out like, yo, this hate, hate me now. Hate me now. Hate me this is Hate Me Now. Okay. So even if they didn't know Hate Me Now, right. they're going to know it now. They yeah, researched It's it. like I did with you. Like, I'm like, yo, bro, I got to wear these, these orange, these. these That's right. It's got, because, God damn it. Make some fun. Yeah, the orange, the blue, blue jacks. God damn it. God damn it. Come on. Yeah. the illest part, right? Yeah. I remember, I taped that when it was you, right. it was X, rest and in peace. Cannabis. And it was Cannabis on Hot 97. Freestyle. And I'm recording that and I'm listening to it every day. Everybody. Make you do the, the pump dance to perfection. Let me like, tell you know something. Let me like, tell you no, something. No, that, that, that was a fabulous that's freestyle. A, that's another one. That's Let another me one. tell you something y'all don't know. Good. Showed up, but Pun was supposed to meet me. Mm. So it was supposed to be me and Pun because I thought cannabis and DMX was going at us. Oh. So it was supposed to be me. Oh, and like a two Pun. on two? Yeah, that's that's just what I did. That's crazy. That's crazy. Pun showed up so late, I had to go up Dolo. That's crazy. Yeah, Yo, you spent the whole album. Oh, Pun came. <laughs> he came. No, they wouldn't let Pun up. Once I came up, I'm saying he came up. Like, eventually, he came. No, he was there. He was downstairs. Oh, where? But by the time he's hitting me, like this was, yeah. this wasn't like you know yeah, iPhones yeah. where yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm spinning my rhyme, man. As I'm spinning my rhyme, he can still call me. Like I had to wait to spit my whole mm. shit. Yo. And if you look, if you listen to that freestyle. Cannabis and DMX is jumping me. They jumping me. I never thought that. Yeah, that's why I'm, I never, I, is going crazy. Like, yo, let me fuck, up. Let me up. And I just had the whole thing. Cannabis, one of the illest, yo, one of the illest lyrics. Yo, he went crazy yeah. on that. That was like a 45 minute album. And Cannabis, I don't know where you get this fucking rumor that we sent them a fucking car service that didn't show up. Remember? Huh? You didn't see this? No. For Jake uh, I'll leave it alone. No, 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 but even yeah. when you say that, though, when you look at two of the greatest, like, platforms that revitalize a lot of hip-hop artists is Versus and his Drink Champs. Fact. You understand me? Fact. So, like, even you created a platform to give yourself a new image in today's time and with a lot of artists. Because when I first started listening to Drink Champs, when you was having all the artists come in, like, it was allowing me to reappreciate them in their stories, right? right? right. And I got invested into it. The same thing with Versus, you got reinvested into their catalogs, right. you know? And yeah. then it reintroduced a completely new generation to this music in today's time, but without the context, right? right? Because you appreciate, you appreciate Jay-Z because of the context of who Jay-Z is today. Right. Right. Not even just his catalog. So it's hard for somebody else to appreciate an artist the same way if you didn't grow up in those moments yeah, that you feel that's connected to the music of who right. they are. Right. Like Nipsey Hussle, appreciating Nipsey Hussle after his death and while he's living is two different things. Two different and for the next things. generation, they may only have his music to listen to. They won't be connected to the feeling of that time. Yeah, that's, yeah. What I, that's what I said. Like, when I, when I seen 
I seen Core Mega. I'm like, yo, damn. Like, we started thinking, like, yo, damn. Remember when Mega, that firm album, how we felt? Yeah. You had Shaheem on here. I'm like, yo, this is great. Yeah. I seen Black Sheep on here. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, these people don't even understand, like, what that record meant in, like, 92. Like, no, that's the, why I told you I'm, I'm so sorry. And I'm so sorry to, like, to take your compliment that you gave me and then put it back on y'all. Like, that's the reason why, like, like I, I look at what we're doing and I say, this is so, like, beautiful because we're, like, Helping people replenish their careers, but what y'all doing is something totally. Well, different. that's what Puff t- Puff told. Hold on, let me finish. Let me give y'all your flowers. <laughs> let me give y'all your flowers. Do not stop me from yo, giving y'all your flowers. What y'all this doing is, is saying, yo, listen, that's y'all could be next to Nori, you can live next to Nori, right? Live next to Paul, you can live next to, to such and such, and you don't gotta be an entertainer. Fact. You don't gotta be a ball player. You don't gotta be none of that. Maybe you selling bud. Maybe whatever. But y'all could be next to these same people mm-hmm. in the same regard. Yeah. With the same respect. That's why I tell y'all, your job is way more dangerous nah, than I mine. appreciate that. And I ain't be honest. I appreciate y'all. They say rappers is the most dangerous job. I'm being honest, being financial advisors might be more dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the collaboration. Because even with rappers, even with rappers. There's not people who's going to tell us, yo, invest into this. Yeah. Like, invest into the burger spot. Yeah. Go over there and do over there. Do the yeah. game on but, it. But y'all are doing that. Yeah. So that's I just what, want y'all to be careful. Yeah. Nah, I, was, I was thinking that's that. That's when we did the Roost picnic. Yeah, that, that's what Puff told us, too. We was at Puff's house, and he was like, yo, we was like, we was telling him, like, yo, you the inspiration. Like, he was like, nah, nah, y'all the tipping point. Yeah. Like, y'all the first people in history that. Oh, he said this. I was trying to say this yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Nah, all right, yeah, so yeah, it's established. Yeah, okay, all right. Y'all the first people to actually show, yeah. get money, get fly, and not have to cool, not have to rap, not have to mm-hmm. dance. Yeah. And y'all just getting money, and y'all doing it through business, and y'all showing other people. He's like, y'all the tipping point, bro. Like, y'all really yeah. changed the whole dynamic in this shit. So thank you for that, brother. I appreciate it. Nah, nah, nah. That's that's cool. Cool. Thank you for having Salute y'all. Salute y'all. Yeah. I'm sorry to keep re- reiterating this is because if I show a kid right now in the hood how to hold a gun I might be one of the most dangerous dudes in the hood show him how to do this but if I show him how to never hold a gun mm-hmm. I might be one of the most people who gives a fuck about him. Mm-hmm. And that part is not cool. And that part is whack. Mm-hmm. I heard somebody say, if your OG is telling you to go outside, then your OG ain't your OG. Fair. Like, we have to spread the rhetoric, the facts that being a drug dealer or being on the block or doing that, that's not the only way. That's all we had back then. We had... Athlete, what does Big say? Even if you have a jump shot, or you had a where would you? Either you sing crack rock, or you got a wicked jump shot. Uh, no, that's it's, 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 we way past that jump now. Shot. We passed. Well, I, <laughs> I, I think the key there, what well, you're I'm, saying, I'm here for a whole nother diola. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. We, we way past that now as well. It's like the OG culture is so lost because being a, it ain't no more gangsters in hip hop. It ain't none. It be. Because, but even just the idea of a gangster, like. We took the worst parts of like the Italian mob culture, right? We didn't take the parts about family, we didn't right? Take 
uh, protection. Not snitching. Right. We didn't, Burning, we didn't take yeah, the codes. Yeah, we didn't take that part. We took the worst parts of bullying each gangs, other yeah. and criminality against each other, yeah. not creating protected covenants of families in different orders and establishing that community. Right. So Sunday, they will get all, all of them to be with their Yeah, that's, that's family and, 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 and communion and, and standards and culture. Yep. Yeah. We took the worst parts of everything that we see and then... We glorify that. We kill you if you violate. Right. right. So an OG or a gangster got to be somebody that has the ability to protect the neighborhood, to employ the neighborhood, to be able to educate and teach. It's just the fact that we got a backwards culture. Everything that's good for us, we glorify. I mean, everything that's bad, bad for, for us, us, we glorify. Everything that's good for us, you understand me? We look at it like it's lame. Okay, but how do we do that then? How do we start? That's what we represent. So like... Okay. By, you know, a man is his intellect. That's what makes a man really a man. Not his physical prowess. Anybody can go in the gym, work out. Anybody can pull a trigger. But what makes the real man that's remembered as legends in time that we really look up to is the way they use their mind. You understand me? And changing the narrative of the ones that smart, you understand me, are the ones that should be followed. Right? Not the ones that got issues and anger and they always want to fight everybody and kill and shoot their brother or sis. And they get strikes for doing some dumb shit that didn't matter and it started off something that didn't matter. Like right Ch now, my partner, like if they offered you the 500000 or the Jay-Z meeting, what would you take? What you mean I'm taking 500000 Well, actually, yeah, actually. Because yeah. I feel like, <laughs> I mean, hold on. And so you got to look at the context. Is a person... Would a person spend 500000 to get next to Jay-Z because they want to leverage it so they can have a relationship with him to build off that? Now, if he sat there and he do an interview with me on high-level conversations, that's more worth it than a five-minute meeting. Right. You understand me? I'm going to leverage that way past $500,000. Right. So I think the context and in, in your strategy and how you're going to leverage it matters the most. Leverage is everything. You understand me? So it can't always be simple as black and white. It's say that, okay, do I have a strategy on how I'm going to utilize this connection and relationship? Or am I there to get inspiration during a five-minute meeting? No, nah, because in that case, if I already got a business plan where I can use a $500,000. Well, I don't know. Let's say it's dinner. But if I got a business already and I can use a $500,000 infusion and investment into that business and that's going to take me further than talking with Jay-Z, you understand me? I'm going to do that. Maybe flip that to $5 million and see if I can take $500,000 and get a dinner with well, Jay-Z. Let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me tell you why I take the dinner. Because this isn't theoretic. This is real life. When we met Steve Harvey... And we spent you know, time with him. We interviewed him. We talked to him or whatever. And that relationship's worth more than money. That sounds cliche, but that's real. So when we met him, he took a liking to us. Mm -hmm. Jesus. He's, he's, in my he's, DMs. He's, <laughs> that's how I feel. He said, he said, yo, he said, yo, I like y'all. We're going to make a lot of money together. Shortly after, we became business partners. We did an event called InvestFest. We have 14,000 people in Atlanta. He just invited us to Abu Dhabi. We was in Abu Dhabi. Looks like we we're going to be doing stuff in the Middle East. So it's like that relationship is going to be worth way more than $500,000. Yeah, that's leverage. So yeah. it's like you're looking at short term as opposed to right. looking at long term. Invest in people. Like your life is worth more than $500,000. Mm -hmm. I can't put a price tag on your life. I can't put a price tag on the information, like on the information and the relationships that we could potentially do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's, let's do real business. But, we don't need money right now. Fortunately, through the grace of God, we're not, we not hurting for money. But, so when you're not hurting for money, then you, start to, then you start to use your intelligence. 
The problem with not having money is that you're in survival mode. Yep. You got to be very careful about people that's in survival mode because they'll do anything right. for a short lick. Yeah. Yeah. This ain't yeah. a lick. This is yeah. a long term. This is long term yeah. wealth. There's, there's a difference. There's a difference. You got to be in real, position real, 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 to leverage real, real, that meeting too. Because if a person ain't got nothing, they can't do nothing with What you're saying is two days with Jay-Z. In our communities, we so used to that. Like what you said, like, yo, shout out to you for teaching the Bronx. I'm watching survival mode, right? While I'm trying to get to the next space, which is that thrival mode. Because when you get to thrival mode, then you see the world differently. Now you see everything as an opportunity. Now I'm not taking the 500. I'd rather take the meeting because it's going to lead to other opportunities. Now I'm looking at the meeting because, yo, wait, he said something that I could create a business off of. It's a different mindset. Like, we got to go back to that. Like, the mindset is is the key, right? When we, when we make that shift from survival to thrival, your life changes because now you see the pathway to freedom, right? And everybody has a different freedom level, a freedom right. threshold. But when you in that that thrival, it's like, yo, this is obtainable. I have access to my time. And once I have access to my time, now I'm free to think. Once you're free to think, mm. oh, it, it opens up the door for you, right? While you're in that nine to five when you're in survival mode, like, and I've come from that, right? Like I'm teaching every day, like I'm watching. Nine to three every day, I'm doing the same thing. It's like, yo, I'm working, and then I start coaching. I'm like, I'm working from seven o'clock to seven o'clock. I'm just trying to get dinner, make sure my kids are good, my wife is all right, and I'm going to do the same thing the next day. I don't have time to think or create anything else. I don't have time to thrive, right? But as soon as that time frees up, it's like, oh, wait, I got space now. I got opportunity. My mind can now expand, and now I can create opportunities for myself, or I can see ways to create opportunities, which we, we don't see in our community. Most people are just trying to survive on a day-to-day, like, yo, I'm going to make it. Yo, tomorrow I'm going to do the next thing. I can't wait for Friday. How many people are like, yo, I can't wait for Friday? Every day is Friday for us. Right. And Every see, day is Friday. I think bro. we all just said the same things as far as just how to leverage that. What is your strategy? If as long as you're thinking in that manner, I think you're thinking in the right way. You understand me? And therefore, everything you do in life is strategic to your means and your vision, right? Like for me, I can't do anything unless I have a clear vision for it, right? And some people don't have a clear vision. Like he said, if you're thinking in survival mode, your vision only goes past your paycheck. Total. You understand me? Total. I'm thinking of next week or what I can do with that money. You don't actually play in the playground of your imagination, right? My whole, there's a thought experiment. If you tell the average person, think of what you think is impossible, then I want you to imagine yourself doing it, Mm. right? So you start to stretch your limits, right? It was something you was talking about uh, with the billionaires about thinking bigger, right? Like sometimes we think based on what we can see instead of what we can envision, Mm. right? The imagination is so powerful, the most powerful thing on the planet Earth, because you can literally imagine things that you may not have the resources for in your environment, but as long as you can imagine it, then you can conjure it, you can create it, right? So for me, it's about imagining things, having a vision, all right, now what's my steps to getting there? All right, well, I don't know how to do it. All right, first step, let me get the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Now that I have the knowledge, now let me write down the steps on what do I need to do, and I start knocking it out step by step. And anytime I get to a step I don't know what to do next, the next step is always learn what to do, then execute. So if you start to think in an execution manner, there is no blocks, right? It's educate yourself when you get to something you don't know, and then execute right. once you know, and then repeat that path forever. Right, so for me, I don't never have a point in life where it's like, yo, you've accomplished this, that, and the third. So what? That wasn't the bigger vision. That was the steps to climb up to where I want to be. Yeah. That, that was one of the things Tyler Perry told us. He was like, yo, dream big, dream more. And I'm like, yo, how, what? Like, how do, you, how do you dream more? 
but that comes with exposure. You put yourself in positions in, inside rooms where it's like, yo, the things that you thought were impossible are now possible. It's a fact. The thing Puff told us like when he met us, it was like, yo, tell me your wildest dream right now so I can show you I can blow that shit out the water so you can create more. I want y'all to see more. I want to show you how to do more. I want to show you that anything is achievable because he's seeing things at his level, right? Like a lot of people looking at us, they're like, yo, they're super successful. I love what they're doing. Yo, they changed my life. He's mm-hmm. at a different level. He's seeing things at this level, right? We got to get to that point so we can see the barriers that he's because we're kicking down barriers here, right? And we get to that level yet. We ain't get to that, but he's seeing things at his level. But how many people at his? He's new to it. Mm -hmm. Like for as great as we think he is, and we great as we think as Tyler is, and they're new to it. We talking about when you talk about the Walton family, we talking about generations of just wealth, right? We talking about the one of the wealthiest families in the history of the country. Everybody here that looks like us is new, so they're still learning. And they facing barriers, right? And so, like, as we climb, it's like, all right, well, who gets to tell their story? Who gets to tell, like, yo, what are the things you're facing at this level? Because as we're trying to climb to it, we need to know so that when we get there, oh, it's going to be a smoother process for us. That's the, that's the key. It's like, yo, you're kicking down doors so that it's going to be easier for us. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like, that, that's, what we're, that, that's why I think this is the most unique time. Like when I say it's a financial revolution, it really is. No, and and, and uh, because it really is. Like uh, being financially inclined is something that's never been preached in our community. Fact. I'm talking about like I've had ten record deals. There's not one person I've ever signed that somebody said, "Let me help you out, sir." Mm. Let, let me make sure you invest into the right properties. Let me make sure you take mm-hmm. your money and give it to this or accountant. Help you understand your contracts no, and how listen, your money I, I've been is being twenty five years. It's, it's not one fact. person. I had to go, like I said, I think you said that earlier. I had to go and seek these people. But the thing about it is, it's like that's fucked up. Where's where, where's the book that's ever going to be written? Like, yo, this is how you go from you know black and brown yeah. poorness yeah. to you know. There, there's books that's out there. We just gotta read more. It's coming, okay. but but also we, it's coming. This is also it. like a, as far as you know how the, the NBA and NFL have like a rookie symposium. Mm-hmm. So we've been talking about like doing that for the music industry. No, but what's the, I'm, I'm sorry. What's a rookie? A rookie symposium is like when rookies I like I understood. I did when, not. when rookies <laughs> first <laughs> when rookies first get drafted. Like a couple months after, they go to like Vegas. They go to different places, and they have like a whole weekend of events. So like they ha- where they train them, train, like, to yeah, be yeah, like NBA you know, stars. This, 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 this is how you talk okay. to the media. This is how you deal with these relationship situations. This is how you deal with money. Da 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 da. So I feel like it needs to be a training camp for for record artists, right? But but that's let, let, let me just stop you. That's why we're so dumb in hip hop. Cause we don't have that. Well, I just told you that's what we're working on. Yeah, we're right. yeah. That's what we're working on. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Artist development. Yo, yes. like, yo, the wait. real artist development. The real artist development. The one that empowers the, the real artist. Yeah. With no like, okay, because, because you know why? You gotta you gotta help a nigga like me where I can go fly and help a nigga that's. What you doing? About to fuck up. Cause you help somebody. And then I can say I'm up, nigga. We help you. You help somebody else. You yeah. help each, each one reach one. Yeah, each one, each one, teach each one, teach one. And yeah. for the yeah. artists that sign and the artists that's not signed, like the independent artists, like one of the huge things is now I know everybody wants to be independent, but don't really know how. Right. You understand me? I had Vic Minson was asking me about how to create a Discord, right? So that you can put your community in there, and so you can have access to your own community. One thing I ask people all the time is like, 
you have your favorite artist, but how much money have you spent with that artist over a lifetime? Mm. Average person, probably $5 based on streaming, right? Artists... Nowadays streaming. Yeah, no. nowadays streaming. Back then, we had, we right. had physical It was a physical product. Physical you were selling it. It was your business. Yeah. You understand me? But they changed it to the streaming companies, and a lot of artists didn't know how to adapt that. Like right. slimes where you at, I got you for life. So <laughs> learning <laughs> learning we, business. You get albums I never even knew. I, I, was, and I new forgot. Phase. And new face. Like, you yeah. get creative on no, how yeah, to package your product, man. number one. <laughs> you understand me? Otherwise, you always gonna be looking for somebody else that tells you how to manage yourself, how Ooh. to put the product out, Ooh. right? It's like social media. We sign a contract once we go on these sites, right? That says that they own all of our intellectual property, right? And essentially, it's like signing over the masters to all your IP, right. right? And that you can make money off social media, but you have to leverage it the same way an artist would have to leverage doing concerts, rather than getting a direct benefit of monetization, mm -hmm. right? But we don't think about these things as business models. We just hand them over so we can get access. So the new world that's coming in, when people talk about Web3 and things of that nature, is figuring out how to be independent and how to own your own community, how to own your own IP, how to generate a business around that. Right. That's a different game. I want artists, I don't know what the average rapper makes. On Google it says 70,000 and I think it's, that's way too high, Yeah. right? Is. But the reality of it is, is that- I don't know them rappers. I'm just saying, <laughs> if, if, if there's a lot of people that want to be rappers and I know some of them, they're yeah, not making niggas, yeah. no money <laughs> off <laughs> of their actual career. Cause rappers are career, it's like a job, it's a business like yeah, anything yeah. else. No yeah, units, right. no benefits, no dental plans. But they don't know how to package it, how to create a product, exactly. how to run a concert, how to build a marketing plan, distribution around any of what they are doing. Right. So it's okay to be of the artist in the creative community, but you have to learn the business that coincides with it. That's what, Otherwise, you can't complain about the contract. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give Oakland some credit. I'm going to give Oakland some credit. Oh, give us Oak, a lot. Bro? Let take. I'm going to get Oakland. 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 Because one of our uh, alumni from EYL, LaRussell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout oh, out to LaRussell. Incredible. You, you had him on here? No, no, but he's listen, incredible. He's, you want to talk about a brilliant mom? No. You got everything that he just spoke about. Exactly. He has figured it out and is mastering it. He's ill. And we're not we, we're gonna do some stuff with him too. But he's figured it out how to monetize his audience. He's Whereas Ill. when most times people just buy tickets, it's like oh, th there's no relationship between. He has figured out like yo, how do I maximize knowing my audience, mm -hmm. knowing my and making sure that they get exactly what they need, but also in, incentivizing the things that he's given. And you pay, you pay, you pay, you pay, you pay, you pay what it, you want. He he really has figured out you know, like like Nip kind of glorified the yeah 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 proud, proud to pay. pay proud to but pay. he is really taking it to the next level where it's like yo you can pay anything you want. So his album you could pay a dollar for right, it right yeah yeah or you could pay a thousand dollars for now, it. Now he's killing it. You know what I'm saying? Whereas most people look at it like yo all right how many people are gonna pay a dollar? Yeah people are gonna pay a dollar for it. But then you might get somebody like us, us who are looking at it like yo I love what he's doing. I'm gonna pay five hundred dollars for it. And he's building up a core and audience. He's straight front like and you you utilizing it to the sense where it's like from a math standpoint it's like all right well if i pay a dollar and he pays 500 and if enough people do that on average i'm gonna make about 27 dollars if, if if everybody pays a dollar or 10 and a couple people like that and you think about it right like if you put out an album today are you making 27 dollars per album no way, no, right? I After thinking about putting an album, not that you, not, not you, but the average artist. No, you looked at me. Now no, I am twenty-seven. Not, and, 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 and he's doing shows at his house. And he, exactly. Yeah. So he's, he's direct to consumer, Leverage but everything. Most people, you, most people put out an album and they're gonna get like points on the album. So it's like, yo, you might make nine cents. Right. He might sell ten thousand, but he's making twenty-seven each time. 
You know what I'm saying? You gotta give credit though to the history of the Bay Area in general for yeah, being you know I mean? independent from the get. Yeah, I mean. That's a fact. You know I'm gonna give Bay some flowers. I did down, down south too, though. Down south, pioneer. No, absolutely, that. but no, actually, Houston. Yeah, Houston. Moment, I would say, I would say <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Bay Area, of course, of course. Nah, but Houston, Houston, New Orleans, all that. You know what I'm saying? Independence, fact, but fact, fact. everybody can reach independence now, right. man. Yeah, I mean, right. but you know, independence is key. Let me, let me ask. This is going to be like probably the last question. Let's do it. Um, this is going to be, it's going to be like cut head. Anybody who wants to um, answer it. Answer it, but murder and hip hop. True. Murder. Yeah. Murder, death, kill. Like, like the the lyrics about murder, killing, no. killing people. I'm just being murdered. Take whatever. The death culture of hip hop. Like, right now, it feels like death culture. Oh, murder! Like, people getting killed. People getting killed. I feel like I feel like it's energy, and I feel like you know you gotta be extremely careful. Like I said, words have power. The energy and the persona that you put out has power. So you know when you put out a persona of certain type of things sometimes it comes back to you and when you're in an environment like you never hear about the J. Coles of the world but you never hear about the J. Coles of the world the Kendrick Lamar's of the world you never hear about these people Talib Kweli you never hear about these people getting killed if you think about it right you never hear about no conscious rappers quote unquote conscious rappers getting killed and it's like why why they're still black they're still rappers you don't hear about anybody in another culture getting killed huh you don't hear about anybody in another culture getting killed, period. Well, that's true, too. But I'm just saying, yeah. just with the, within our culture. Yeah. That's, how that's how many conscious rappers have ever been killed? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. No, 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 no. no, 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 no I'm with no, you. Just think about it. How well, many Big Al was kind of conscious Nah, rapper. Big Al nah, nah, was the street. Street, street, street. street, 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 street Comments from the same city where we where we think about a lot of death, right? He's from Chicago. Yeah, no. Yeah, he's from death yeah. capital. But, but how many conscious rappers in the history of rap have ever been killed? Think about it. I can't think of any. Have you? Yeah, I can't argue. Not one. I don't think I can argue. Not one. No. How many quote unquote gangster rappers have been killed? Right. Hundreds. Yeah. Pick like, you know what I'm saying? Every so month. it's like, I think we. So are we blaming the music? Or are we blaming T- the Tupac, vibe? Tupac was Tupac, Tupac was borderline conscious, but towards the end of his career, he chose a persona of a gangster and right. and a gang banger. Right. And and I agree with you. You know what I'm saying? So so it's like I feel like a we got to be careful of what we champion. And what kind of energy we put out there because ultimately whatever energy you put out there is gonna come back to you. And ultimately we gotta be more careful about how we value each other. Like I said, just going back to conflict resolution is extremely important and this is a good thing to end it with. Like, you know, what does it take to, to, to understand, like to say, Okay, I hurt you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's one of the hardest things to do as a man is to say I'm sorry. And that's you, whack. It's easier to kill somebody yeah, than to say. Grow up on that. It's easier to kill that's somebody whack. than yeah. it is to say I'm sorry. Think about that. Like most people, it's easier to, to physically harm somebody. I could punch you in your face and slap you with no. I gotta think about saying sorry. Right. It's gonna hurt me. It's gonna bring down myself. It's, it's gonna like humble me. Like I could rather just spit in your face than to say I'm sorry. How right. do how, how do how your do ego we, won't let you? How do yes, we right. how, how do we know how to talk to each other? How do we know to apologize when we hurt each other? How do we know how to communicate to be like, yo, bro, I wasn't feeling that without it escalating Just to the point it. where we got yeah, mm-hmm. to yeah. talk it out. That goes back to, to children. Conflict resolution is the biggest issue in our community. There's people that's doing 30 years in jail. There's people that's underground because of conflict resolution. They wasn't able to communicate their problems and they thought that the way to, to solve the problems was through violence and through sh- aggression. 
ultimately that only kills two different people. It's going to kill the person that's dead and it's going to kill the person that's going to do 40 years in life. And it's going to kill their kid that's going to grow up without a, a whole father. Community. And it destroys the whole family. They're going to yeah, be a whole, a whole community, right. So right. it's like, once again, going back to financial literacy, extremely important. Health, extremely important. You know, mental health, extremely important. Conflict resolution, extremely important. Communication, extremely important. Like we really got to master the art of communication. We really got to understand how to control our emotions. We really got to understand how to talk to each other as men. And this is things that's going to really save and uplift our community. If we don't, we're going to be in a continuous cycle of violence and people dying. And ultimately, nobody's winning from that. Nobody's winning from that. So it's like learn how to deal with your emotions, learn how to communicate effectively, and hopefully this this can change. But we have to we have to get on a higher level of frequency and I think the music plays a big part and this is extremely important because this is a music platform ultimately even though you had us on and we thank you for that but music is one of the most is probably the most it's important not, thing it's not your first time appreciate I mean, this that this is your first time this <laughs> not your last time <laughs> not your last, that's not <laughs> music is the most important thing Jeez. in our, in our another culture another bottle has popped so we got we got to be a good sign <laughs> we got to be careful about the messages that we put in the music because the messages that we put in the music I definitely they yeah. they they, they yes. impact I, the lives of the people that's listening to it. So it's like the musicians. It's not just art. It's not just people say like, "Yo, you can make a movie." Music is different from movies because I never watched the movie and thought it was real life. Yeah. But I listened to Prodigy and I actually thought that that was real life. At, when, movie I was 12, when I was twelve years old. When I made the War Report, I didn't know that people were exaggerating rhymes. So the next album, there's like, you don't got to do nothing. <laughs> like just yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. So I didn't, that's fucked up. Yeah, I'm talking. Really you know, the the the, the <laughs> honorable minister Farrakhan said something. He say, one rap song is worth a thousand sermons, right? Sermons. Sermons. Okay. Like a thousand speeches, I like believe. From, from preachers. Yep. Yeah, yeah. For for anybody almost. I'm just because, saying, the sermon is preaching. Well, sermon. I think the actual quote was speeches. I might have misquoted, but sermons or speeches. Because Vlad TV it, think of, think about the power. <laughs> well, you know, we we, we know who that is. Man. That's a whole another conversation. But when we talk about hip hop and the death culture around hip hop, most people make music but that is a soundtrack to their death. Though, North, you understand 19, me? Nineteen. And let me ask all three of y'all: Is this the first time we ever had music entitled nah. death? No, but, but listen though, let me let me finish this. That's crazy. When, when not, I went, there's, there's I went even when NWA said, but there's a balance. Uh, uh, let, me, let me finish so, my point real quick. I, when I went to Empire, trill music they is had crazy. a uh, party for Empire. The, I forgot what they call. It. Like every year they have one, and they invited me to come by, right? Because I was speaking to some of the artists <laughs> at BT, like Money Man, things of that nature. As I'm speaking to it, I'm sitting in the front, and mostly all of the rappers, everybody that's coming in, they come in, they stop, and they paying homage and showing love. And then some of them will stop and be like, Keys, you know, we talk this gangster shit, but I'll actually rather talk about something else. But I don't know how to switch. I don't know how to change. You understand me? And so the way you come in the door often is the way you have to stay because you lose your audience. So it's a lot of times it's teaching them how you can make that pivot in music as well because they'd rather make party music rather than talk about killing and murdering all of the time because every rapper makes the soundtrack to their death. You can go back to their lyrics and it looks like the description of how they died. Like he talked about, music is a frequency. It can control the mind. Our bodies are water. That music gets trapped into our subconscious and we're always thinking those lyrics over and over. Then we jump into the environments as well. 
So you talking about cats robbing and killing. Then you got cats around you that rob and kill. So for you to get caught into the mix of your own lyrics only makes sense. When we talk about Greek, you know, from the hood, we always talk about, listen, we can make music that reflects the environment we see, or we can make music that reflects the environment we want to see. But let me, These are two let different me, things. Can I refute you once a second? Not no, refute you. Oh, man, that's twice the God getting refuted. No, 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 God. Talk to me. But I've never heard of Sylvester Stallone having any problems in the hood. Yeah, but Sylvester Stallone come from our culture, though. That's that, that's that point. It's Scarface. Look, a problem in the hood. Scarface the movie, then more Scarface the rapper. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. These guys got, I'm talking about, but 300 million in watch collections. No security. But, but they're not in the, A, they're not from the environment. They're not in the environment. And nobody believes that that's actually a, like I said, I'm speaking from firsthand experience, bro. Right. When I was, I, I got into a, I almost got into a fight about, at one point I, I was thought there. Prodigy was the best rapper of I all was time. there. And you could not convince me that. I almost fought a dude. All right. Over Prodigy in middle school. Right. Rest in peace. He did, or he did. He was about to fight. I, I was there. He, I was in middle school. He, about there was arguing like, yo, it's the best rapper. He's about to fight somebody. No, Prodigy. Like, you know what I'm saying? So Rest it's in like, peace. At that time, you couldn't Rest tell me that every single word he's saying is not reality. Oh, you couldn't. You couldn't convince me that it wasn't reality because that's how emotionally invested I was. I was never emotionally invested like that in any actor ever. No. I never. I it's never different. watched a movie and thought. I'm a fight over Denzel Washington. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, we got to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good argument to say. But in reality, our culture, our children, it's real. are looking at rappers way different than they're looking bro, at I'm, actors. And music right is now, spiritual. Remember, I, different. When, when, I, when I heard Body in the Trunk, bro, I had to question, is this a real story? <laughs> Real shit, like great I'm, record, great record. By great, the way. I mean, I, I really want to know why it was never. <laughs> I want to know why it was never. It's not, not an interrogation. <laughs> no, it, I'm like, yo, this let shit me, is let me too. Stop this real quick for any investigation. <laughs> no, no, to start happening. The statute of limitations no, has no, expired no, no, on that. No, but, no, 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 no. Never nothing ever happened. There's no statue. But that wasn't that was just fictional story. It felt it's It's beautiful. I'm listening to like Nas. I'm listening to you. I'm like, yo, this shit. Yo, what the fuck? Nah, it's beautiful. I'm like, who's Norm? Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. We said he hates you and the firm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We made it all up on the spot. But but when the God stopped being in rap and hip hop, because you know it started off that. That's what fucked it up. When, when there was no longer no oh, knowledge of self in it, no culture, no principles, no value, then it was just all infighting. East Coast, West Coast. You understand me? Drill music, corporate music, corporate killing each other, lean, drugs, fast sex, fast death. Everything about culture now is about how to die quicker. Right. You understand me? It's not how to live longer. That's why they call it deaf music now. Yeah, because so, it's, it's surrounded by deaf culture. remember that all of us is well into our age. Yeah. I've never remember hip-hop nickname death coach. And, and it's like my son Until now. My son is 12. Mm -hmm. Hold on, hold on. Did you understand what nah, I said? Nah, it's, it's, it's real. Even NWA, they said, fuck the police. They said, yo, all this shit, they never labeled that music. They called it gangster music. Gangster rap. Yeah, gangster, gangster rap. Gangster rap. Because that was going because, against the established the, the, the order. That wasn't going against each other. The, the level. What did y'all call it? Death coach? Anti-black. The level of violence that's celebrated now in drill rap is a height that's never been seen before. It's crazy. When you smoking on somebody that's dead 
when you make when you making, laughing, when, making when you, dances on somebody when, when, who you, passed. When, yeah. when you laughing. I seen one person they took the person's tombstone and brought it to his block. Yeah, like, like you know what I'm saying, like this, like, this is getting carried through the streets. This is like, this is a what level. Doing? This is a level of of disrespect for dead people that we've never seen before. Never seen before. Now, you know what I'm saying. So this 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 like I said, and this if it's influencing. Younger generation, like I said, my son kids is, are growing up on my it. Son that's is, a, that's my, a thing. my son, my son's eleven years old. Right. He don't know anything about street life. You know what I'm saying? But it's like he's listening to drill music. So he's 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 educating me on like Didi Osama and different. He kids. gets thirty. Yeah, he yeah, gets thirty all the time. But it's dancing. like ultimately, no matter no, you're no, not really sturdy. But it's no matter what, when you listening to it, it's going to have some level of effect. Oh, effect on you. It's going to have some level. You don't even have to be able to live that. You don't. After a while, when you listening to it, he's telling me about Sugar Hill. I'm like, what you know about Sugar Hill? He's like Didi Osama from Sugar Hill. Sugar Hill, I'm thinking AZ. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? In the movie Sugar Hill, that was an aspirational Sugar Hill from Harlem. That's one of the that was one of the richest blocks in the Harlem Renaissance. When AZ made Sugar Hill, AZ from Brooklyn, but it was like that was aspirational. Sugar free. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was like I made it to Sugar Hill. He likes Sugar Hill's the hood. And he's telling me about all of this drill rap and all this that's coming out of that. But I'm just saying, like, that's the effect that it's having on young people. Where it's like you celebrating your ops getting killed and you dancing on their graves and you smoking, smoking their, on them. their packs and all of that. At some point in time, we got to understand that's going to come back to you. That's demon time shit. That's like... That's what that... It ain't, it, it ain't, it it's ain't demon time shit. It ain't no God in it no more. Like, they don't even believe in God for the most part. Like, they really act and say, I'm on demon time. That's somebody who's a million for the devil. You understand me? So all they lowered thoughts and ideas, they don't have no ideas towards I, life. I apologize for cutting you off, but a lot of times people say, well, why don't you read out, reach out to the younger generation? Sometimes I'm like, man... Mm. Well, it, it's, it's a lot of younger, it's a lot of younger generation to reach fuck? out to. I was dim before. You got to make it not a norm, though. It ain't just about something. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, but I was on that level of disrespect. Like, like I didn't like that older niggas didn't give me love that I wanted. And that's real. Shit. Who did you look but, up but, to but, at that time? But, but, but no, no. You, when you was up. twenty, you made war report. You said. Black on black crime is both is swan. We both sink. Nah, black on black crime, you swan. You both sink. You both sink. Pretty yaki, Iman the Maki. So it's like you yeah, had something. You, you had, you had, you had something. What I'm saying is you had, yeah, you had, you had, had some knowledge yourself. Exactly. Yes, you had it's some gonna knowledge. always come back to knowledge yeah, yourself. And they ain't got none. That's beautiful. Yeah. And they don't got none. If, if nah, you don't have, you can't. If you don't know, you can't go to You can call yourself a demon, but you can't call yourself a god. Yo, you understand me? And that's that's that's. That's a serious point. Knowledge yourself. I don't care who you are, where you come from, what's your culture, what's your background. There ain't never been no greater man than where knowledge yourself has taught men how to become. Bro. You understand me? I'm talking about, like, when you're talking about people love Malcolm X, people love Minister Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam because that was his foundations. You understand me? To let you know who you are. They out here at navigating lost. So they go fall in love with the money, they go fall in love with the drugs, they go fall in love with the sex, the influence, the partying, the industry. The most dangerous thing for a young mind is to be impressed. Mm -hmm. When you're impressed by something, it changes the integrity of who you are. Mm. When you already don't have that thinking, that confidence of knowing who you are, then something else you can look at is greater than yourself. Yeah. And they can use that to manipulate and control you in any facet of way. So these young boys, they look at, oh, he talked about murder and death, he talked about his ops, I'm impressed by that. He got likes he got money off of it i'm going to do the same thing we it's influential right now. can we look at every anything anti-black i denounce tell 
that y'all dissing the dead. That's wicked. Y'all denouncing the dead. This is wicked. That's wicked. This is corny. We denounce that. Yeah, it's wicked. Absolutely. It's wicked. That shit is, that's that that's, shit that's is devil talk. And it's not I, your I, ops. It's not your opposition. Yeah, these are your, these are the people that look that's like you. That's your brother. What I want to talk about yours is like, from if you listen to like I'm gonna think because when he said that I'm like yo damn closer like you literally started the song by saying I started out and I racked the wrong route you already knew I already knew you already knew yes but there's aspiration in the next few lines like trying to go from penny lovers to make sofas yeah I, I'm trying to get to that point yes you see what I'm saying yeah. like we we busy talking about I, nah bro like yo this is the circumstances that we in and the real ops how we gonna get don't I, even exactly like you. we not trying to stay the real here ops don't we even trying look to like go here that's with it that's not your opposition that's, that's your not. brother I'm, man I'm really your brother cool. you see what I'm saying like inside like at twenty so think about that you doing it at twenty poem part of that too but it's like yo y'all can see it y'all started from it but yo this is the aspiration to get to here whereas now it's like how can I be as disrespectful as possible is the is 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 the paramount what did Nipsey Hussle say he say when you look at the guys in the, the the hood, often when they go looking for somebody, looking for somebody that look like mm-hmm. them, you looking to go kill let me, yourself. Let me ask you something. Let me That's what happens. Let me change the subject real quick because this is what everybody thinks. Do you think Nipsey Hussle being killed was a, a conspiracy theory? I mean, a conspiracy theory is just people having a theory that was a conspiracy. You, you understand me? set up for him to be killed? I have no facts theory. around it, so I don't want to theorize. Okay. I know that Nipsey Hussle, life was probably one of the greatest lessons in hip-hop ever. You understand me? And I don't want people to be fearful of the legacy that he left behind. Mm-hmm. You understand me? Many people will die on the route to change. Mm-hmm. Right? But you honor Jesus. you honor their life by going further or doing the same thing that they did. You don't honor it by saying, well, now I don't want to do that. That's not how you honor a man that lived his life trying to change his environment and the circumstances of uh, his what family. What if you look into that life and say this how he fell. Let me do something different. Exactly. You, That's you, the you, point. You, you always, learn you, the lessons you always, from it. You always got to learn from revolutionaries. Every revolutionary makes mistakes, but it's like Sheikh Rivera. He's a, rev- Rivera. He was a he's a revolutionary, and he ended up dying for the cause. But ultimately, they won. You know what I'm saying? Like they took a shot for that. I, was just, yeah, never, <laughs> I don't know if you're going. I'm you, Cuban, so you're yeah, not yeah. Yeah. I ain't for that one. <laughs> no, but, but I, <laughs> no, no, I took a shot. Call the ops. I don't know. I don't know. I respect. I respect Chase. What like like but everything kind like, of did as in, as in a sense, but yeah. not, not. I mean, I know it's deeper with for right, Castro right. and all of that, right, but right. I'm just saying as far as the original intent. No, the intent. To I, free I themselves it. from the oh, oppression. I respect and, the intent. I respect other people the proactiveness it. that of. But what we don't know what that man became and. But I'm just the saying, just, that, that, just you know. the revolution. That's exactly why it's called Marathon. And go, you could tie it into Dion. You could tie it into anything. The reason it's called a Marathon is because the baton needs to be passed. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at Nipsey's legacy. We are Nipsey's legacy. We don't look at it like, yo, that's his. No, we look right. at it like that's ours. Right. Right. Like the marathon continues. Like we really live in that. Shit is in but, but you, it's, 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 it's in us. You like, know what's so crazy about Nip? We was actually real Nip fans. We went to his concert and all of that. Like we really supported Nip. And we knew that we was going to get an interview with him. But after he died, every single person, we haven't met Black Sam yet, but every right. single person from Jay Stone to um, Dave Gross, Sam, his sister, to um, his sister. To um, damn Steve O. Steve O. Every Shout one out, of them, like, yo, Shout I love y'all. Rock. I love y'all. Call me in the middle of the yo, night, bro. Nip, Nip would have loved y'all. He called me in the middle yo, of the night. For sure. Everyone, every one of them, like, yo, Nip would have loved y'all. Because like, y'all saying? doing exactly what so he like, wanted to do. Yeah, unfortunately, he had an untimely demise, but it's up to us to carry the That's torch. That's the torch. And to, and to keep, the, keep, the torch. keep the race going. 
So this is actually my last question. And I, I know I asked y'all this again. <laughs> this last one. I asked y'all this earlier, yeah. but I want to re-ask this again. So many of us want to invest in our own hood. Mm -hmm. But we we can, we can, you know, it's chinks. Edit that out. <laughs> I'm trying to save you. No, chinks. I did that no, out, yeah. No, it's not politically correct. No, no, you talking about the <laughs> I Asian population? Asian, 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 Asian population? No, no, no. Chink Santana. No, no, he's just drugs. He's talking about the drugs. I thought you were talking about chinks. No, that's what talking about. Yo, Yeah, I took it to another level. How do I get canceled today? He said, edit that. Whoa, whoa. I didn't beat with smoking, the, smoking the gumbo. Totally gone. He said the chinks. I said, yeah. oh, oh shit. No, no, they let you finish. Oh, boy, y'all about to I'm looking at y'all faces like, wait a minute. Nah, nah, you didn't say that. <laughs> you, you paused like, long on that. Like, no, no, we definitely had it in that. I mean, so many people. So many people. So many people. When you look at, what's my man's name? Young Dolph. Yeah, Young Dolph. Dolph, rest in peace. So many people get murdered at home. In yeah. their hood, yeah, yeah. In yeah. their own hood. They'll, they'll stay home, they try to invest in their hood, or if they don't try to invest in their hood, what they try to do is invest into the investment that's already invested. Mm -hmm. And then they'll go and try to support that investment. Yeah. But then they die. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I understand what you guys are saying, go back and invest. But there's so many yeah. cases of rappers going home to invest into their own hood and then trying to to build that financial wealth and then they dying. But there's also so many cases like T.I., Gucci, or not Gucci, but Jeezy, you understand me? They invested into Atlanta heavily. I think that if you focus on the cases where things went wrong, you magnify that. But there are so many black men and women that do invest in to commercial real estate in their neighborhoods. But let me just give you and real estate. Advocate. And there's God, no, God's, God's advocate. advocate. God's we don't advocate. Play God's advocate. Yeah. Um, but Jeezy won't promote that. I mean, only reason I know it is because he said it. T.I., I mean, you're talking about the exact location. I get what you're saying. Yeah. You're saying, I mean, you, I think you have to be intelligent. Yeah. You have to be intelligent, right? And you have to, we have to look at full, full circumstances as well. That wasn't just a random act of violence when Nipsey Hussle, right? right? I mean, you know, ultimately, I love Nipsey Hussle. In my Hussle, opinion, I kind of feel like that. But I'm just saying I love Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, me too. I love everything about him and I love his music. Me but too. ultimately, you're still a gang member and it's a it's a conflict between another gang member. So but it's, once it's, it's, a gang member makes it, isn't it a certain but, but, but what I, what I'm saying, right, still what, a gang. What, what I'm saying is yeah, that fuck. we got to look at the whole picture. And be and be truthful about it, right? Okay. It's not just a random act of he just opened up a business in his neighborhood and he got killed for no reason. It's like these are different activities that take place within gang culture. So it's like now we gotta look at the, the bigger picture of gang culture. Where we look, we know that most Crips are not killed by bloods. Most Crips are killed by Crips. Most bloods are killed by bloods. This is internal conflict that's been happening for a long time. Nipsey Hustle not the first person, he's not the first Rolling 60 to get killed by Rolling 60 that has been happening for a long time. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's not necessarily, I don't think that it's because Nipsey Hussle opened a business in his neighborhood that he got killed. It's probably because of internal... No, what I'm saying is, how do we defer people from saying that? How do we tell Gumbo, Gumbo, listen, you, you met him on 145th Street. Gumbo wants to, 
you know, put Madison Square Gumbo on 145th Street, right where Copeland's used to be. But but guess what? There's 16 people who just got killed up the block or down the block or around the block. And then how, why, why, why would we invest into these communities that is actually well, sabotaging? How do they do it when, when you look at gentrification, what is the process that happens? A lot of times they move out a lot of people before they invest into that neighborhood. Okay. You understand me? This is how they control it. So you start to see a bunch of people that get priced out or just get kicked out of that neighborhood. Then they start to bring in the Starbucks. Then they start to bring in, right, all of the different type of businesses. Because let me stop before. Which is not a, a particularly bad thing if you did the same thing. Because gentrification kind of started in, in like, the, like the, the barely white neighborhoods at first. And it was like, all right, cool. It's like, like 12% of black people. Let's get them out of here. Well, let me, very but let, me, let, me, let me say this, Lori. It's about how you do it, though, right? Okay. Magic Johnson has a theater in, in 125th Street. Or yes, somewhere yeah. in Harlem, right? Harlem yeah. too. Yeah. It's 125th, right? 125th. Yeah. He, he got a theater on 125th Street, right? It's how you do it. You don't necessarily have to be hanging out in front of there every single day. I've never seen Magic. You, you, don't necessarily have, you don't necessarily have to be involved in the neighborhood politics. So it's about being intelligent at the end of the day as well. Right. And how, how you carry it. It's like we could do good business, but let's do good business. Some unfortunately, sometimes, most of the times, we 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 mix business and neighborhood and we don't know how they can buy and we don't know how to separate the two right. business is business and the neighborhood politics is neighborhood politics if you're a business owner in that neighborhood you're a business owner in the neighborhood you don't necessarily need to be deeply rooted in neighborhood politics separate yourself because you could be a business owner and uplift the community and make money but when you when you are deep rooted in neighborhood politics Neighborhood yeah. issues is going to happen too. Yeah. That's that's part. That's the natural it, progression. It, it's like when when there's elevation, there's going to be separation. But you got to know that, right? There's certain things that you're not going to be able to partake in. But so that, but, that comes. But, but how it. does a person invest into the hood and then not like try to be a part of? The so well, I tell you one thing that we doing with some good brothers at Oasis. Let's suppose I invest in Newark, right? And then Newark has a baseball game. Yeah. Why wouldn't I want to go out there? I mean, if you want to like, go, you go. But I think that's yeah. separate than your investment. Like, you okay. can invest. Like, our, our, our idea is, like, investing into black America. It could be anywhere in America, but it's black America. Investing into our communities and having businesses that's owned by us. Hmm. Right? Like, one thing that we're doing is, is having a fund to where anybody can invest in their neighborhood. Right? You go look at all of the abandoned houses that's in the neighborhood and abandoned buildings. Then you go buy those buildings up. You put business there. And the people that live in that environment that invested into that fund or just those families, they are going to support that business. And now they also have equity in that business as well mm. or that company. There's there's multitude of different ways that you can go about investing. It's about what is your strategy and how you want to go about doing it. Now, somebody like you that has some money, you can invest all throughout America. Nobody has to know. Right? If you want to go to that game, you're going to go to that game whether you invested into that community or not. So that has nothing to do with your investment portfolio. Right. The thing is, the people that own our shops and own our communities are not in them. Yep. You don't see them ever. Yeah. So you can own your whole block and everybody could be paying you you know, rent and nobody has to ever no, see that, you. That's my, that's my whole point. Yeah. And you can still be active that, on a certain level. But it's like there's a difference between being active, coming through, showing love yeah. and being active. I, like yeah, on the on the corner in the barbershop yeah, nah. having you, conversation, but, and you said it. The crazy part is like you actually lived this, right? right. You've been repping repping left rack yeah. since I first heard you. Yes, I rack out like we. That's all I know. Then I met the person that owned it. You never. <laughs> Thirty years later, crazy. 
every 35. 35. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, I know you for and, left rack. And by, by, by to me, default. You are left rack. Yeah, and by default. Like, he just, he, like, I'm sitting there at Colin's house, and he's sitting there, he's. Yeah, yeah. He waited. He waited to speak to me. Yeah. And what, then when he what when change he, you have on? What, what's the change? No, 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 no. He got he got this a little bit confused. What it was is he he seen my chain, then really showed him his chain when it had Left Rack City on it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but what it was was like he he sat there, and he waited, and he was like, "Yo, you know, you've been repping my family forever." And it was <laughs> exactly. like it was a bittersweet moment. He owns like, the business. It was America. It was, we repped it was, everybody's it's family. He owns the business, what, what, and you never what, knew who he was. But he, to, to me, what is he Italian or something? Ah, yeah. yeah. You want to do it? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I mean, I think it's okay to say Jewish. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. But you can't grow. I want to say this is important. When we was going down in Brownsville and throughout New York, and we having conversations with the business owner, most of them was Middle Eastern or Jewish. Right. You can't have a conversation about black America without having a conversation with or about Jewish people right. because right. we're intertwined. Most people, landlords, are going to be Jewish. Most right. of the stores that we support are going to be Jewish. Right. So what we're doing is we're looking at the same models that they've built and said we want to do that for ourselves. That's right. Thank you for showing us. Now it's time for us to be able to do and, that and for we ourselves. Should. Yeah, fact. And we should. And, and and yeah. so when you say what's the blueprint, that's the blueprint. That's the, the Asian community is the blueprint. Yeah. You understand me? They've shown us how to do it. All we have to do is follow those same models that we complain about. Instead, utilize them as solutions and strategies. Yeah. That's, right. that's it. That's crazy. Like how that just came around? All right. All right. <laughs> Yo, Yo, I'm not going to lie. Appreciate y'all, man. Man, nah, thank y'all so much. Nah, nah, I'm one, being man. honest. Because um, this is it. Um, but I'm being honest. Um, your job is way more dangerous than our job because y'all teaching people to get up and stay up. Like if you, if like, cause that's that's what we're used to in the hood, the Ponzi scheme, right? Yeah. Like you go, you come by Italian icy. <laughs> this Italian icy gets to this Italian icy, <laughs> and this Italian icy, and then by the time you get to the Three big Italian icy, no one gets an Italian icy, right? Yeah. That's the Ponzi schemes that we're used to in New York, right? Yeah. This, this, this is how it is. But there's no Ponzi scheme. Yeah. This is real shit. Y'all telling people, this, you do A, B, and C, and you're going to get to E, F, G. Fair. And nothing else comes goes with it. Just fucking follow the rules, bozo. That's it. That's, That's it, bro. That's, That's it. That job is way more dangerous than mine's. Yeah. All I'm doing is bringing you back to life. If you're an old school rapper, just come here. Yeah. Yeah. Dale, cabrón. You're back. You're back. I don't need to spread that dust on y'all. <laughs> y'all dust is spreading on me. Love, bro. But that's what I have to do. I have to yeah. spread this dust. Yeah, this 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 is a dangerous conversation, a dangerous collaboration. Yeah, thank you. And I now you. they are back. Man, we, 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 I, I'm always here to be a resource to anybody. You gotta relax. <laughs> I don't see your final word. Yeah, the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta relax yeah, the whole time. Yeah, yeah. That was my favorite saying of your podcast. All right, podcast. all right, all right, all right. So let me just say, we gotta edit this. I really, I really enjoy, appreciate you guys. You guys deserve it. <laughs> yeah, you guys you are beautiful. Relax. No, 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 no. No, I'm not no. getting over it's that. It's real shit. No, it's real. You're a legend. You're a legend. This is real shit. 
And I want to say thank y'all. Thank you. Yes, because you, bro. there's none before y'all, and we don't know who's going to be after y'all. Just like Deion Sanders. Just like Deion Sanders. Like, all right, Deion did what he had to do that was great, and he went on, he got his paycheck. Some of us going to disagree, some of us going to agree. Yeah. But what y'all doing is different. Y'all teaching us how to be stable, mm. how to continue this. And not only that, teach other people how to do it. It's not a secret. Y'all could, y'all could be saying, take take a f- seminar, me, you, and five people. You're not doing that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's people that's going to be like, oh, cool, they got mansions, they got big boy rollies. I'm going to pay that. No, y'all doing this for the world. That's a beautiful thing. We appreciate that. Stop. This is the last question. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta be like, last question. Because, because all of the people that I know, when this man was president, when this man was president, everybody I know was rich. Oh Is Trump good for us? Or bad Let me just say this. Let me just keep it real. Let me start like this. Then, then I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Uh, Let's give it another shot. I got it. Donald, easy Donald, 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 shot, bro. Donald yeah. Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump. Donald Trump is definitely. Uh, he seemed like a, a, a racist. Yes. He's um, a very ignorant person when it comes to a variety of different things. Yes. But he 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 is a businessman. And um, at the end Did of the, you know, broke people when he was in the office. <laughs> That's the one thing I gotta give him. So I say this, you know. At the well, end was of the, he a good businessman? Well, I'll say this. You is don't, he a good businessman? You don't, you, you, don't re, you don't reach that level of success by just being an accident or, or being dumb. And I'm not even a Donald. I mean, t- having a family that, that but even, 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 you, even, helps a lot. Even if you have a family, there's plenty of people that have families mm, that, have, that have fucked up. They botch it. So we got to give some level of credit when credit is due. He is he is he is a good businessman. He's a great marketer. Marketing, yes. One of the, yeah. That I would say he's a great and that's, marketer. And that's, that's probably the most important part of business. Right. Um, but as as a person, of course, he's, he's done so many different things that, you know, he has no no integrity. So, but as far Is as... Black people going to vote for him? No, not, not in majority, because they didn't vote for him last time in majority. There's a lot of black Republicans. Like. No, it's not, he's not. I, oh, even when it comes to the whole... <laughs> Politics and voting. These my, my my whole <laughs> thing has always been vote for myself. It don't matter father. who's president. <laughs> if if we rely on who's the president for our economic opportunities, we go always lose. That's you you understand the me? Is. The only person you need to vote for every season is yourself. Mm. You understand me? And when it comes to Black America, I've been wanting to vote for me forever. You already you, been voting. You've been winning. Write yourself in the ballot. It, 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 it wasn't no politician that gave you drink You know what I'm saying? I got you, Nori. But we create campaigns. What we doing when we try? around the world yeah. people are voting for us Fact. you understand me the champion this yeah the campaign is the education right the campaign is the trail that we on we teaching yeah. our people how to do for self rather than wait somebody to do for you yeah so when you teach your people how to be self-sufficient and they don't have to wait on the savior they're not waiting to vote on the next old rich white man you understand me they voting for themselves saying that i'm gonna take and then we vote with our dollars Right, so when I'm investing into a black business, I'm supporting the black business. I'm voting for you to circulate my dollar into that right. community, mm. so we can have economic upliftment. So mm. more of us are at the top, mm. right, and less of us are at the bottom. That you know, we tried politics for a very long time. People can have a conversation about politics, but it's nothing if you don't have the capital structure behind it. You understand me? So when you talk on politics, if you don't, 
you know, buy the politician and put them into place. Because voting is for poor people. It's fair. Lobbying is for the rich. That's a fact. Right? You rich. So lobbying, you got to get into the lobbying, game of lobbying. Lobbying, <laughs> lobbying is creating, like, so it's creating, second creating the, the, the economic infrastructure to say, look, this is what we stand for. And we need this to happen. Right. Right. And so when we we don't really have too many back lobbies. And so like the NRA. I lobbyists standing on the second floor. Well, <laughs> true. No, that's lobby that, boys. That's, that's lobby boys. But the this lobby, is lobby so, is. so think, that's where it comes from, right? Yeah. We're going to stand in the middle of, of, of Congress and we're going to say, look, we're going to be out, outside the Senate and say, look, these are the things we want. And if you don't do it, we're not voting for you. Right. And you need their backing. So the NRA has a lobby. The Jewish community has a lobby. We don't have a lobby. Right. And so we spoke about this on an episode. It was like, yo, when do we create our Shit, lobby? Foreign countries have lobbies they in our have country. Lo- when are we going to create our lobby to say, like, these are the things that we want? We're not voting for you unless these needs are met. Right. The problem is that there's so many needs that we can't conform to say, like, yo, these are the things that we want. There's so many things that we want, right. but we haven't figured out what are the things that we're going to put to the paramount or the forefront to say, like, this is it. And if you don't do these things... We're not voting. What does every like candidate Joe, need? Joe Biden said. What, what does every black, candidate need that runs vote. for office? Hold on. Listen, listen to what he said. Say that again. Money. No, no, say it again. Say it again. Said, if you, you're not black. If you're why not do you feel so confident saying that? Yeah, why would he say that? Yeah. Because all black people vote for Democrat regardless of his good or bad. It and they all, and, and, and most of, you know, the so-called activists and community leaders and people are in the pockets of the lobbying groups and of the Democratic Party, regardless if they have tangibles for us or not. So the new thing is, you know, this generation don't believe in that shit. We don't believe in vo- blindly voting just to participate in politics. Right. We want to actually make everything that we do count. If our ancestors didn't just die for us the right to vote, they died for us to have ownership and control and power. You understand me? But we utilize these old tropes and old sayings over and over and over, but we get nothing, nothing, and nothing. So my whole thing is, like you said, no, no politician can even run office, not even win, without money. You understand me? So who gives them that money are the people that they owe when they get into office. Right. So if they owe us, then they have to do what we say. Exactly. Yep. That's that's a lobby. Back I got nothing else to say. I gotta take a pee pee. I gotta take Man, a pee Man, you and me both. That's Drink Champs. Yo, that's that, that's been Drink Champs, EYL. <laughs> yeah, this needs to be closing keys. it out. Nori had to use the restroom. It's, it's me and 19 keys. <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, no. Before we leave. Coming back, we got props, pictures. Anybody got a marker? I need them to sign these blow jackets. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Drink Champs, hosted by yours truly, DJ EFN and NORE. Please make sure to follow us on all our socials. That's at Drink Champs across all platforms, at The Real Noriega on IG, at Noriega on Twitter. Mine is at Who's Crazy on IG at DJ EFN on Twitter and most importantly stay up to date with the latest releases, news and merch by going to drinkchamps.com For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.